Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Ready to reimagine your kitchen? Visit our Riverhead Building Supply Kitchen Design Showroom to get started on your new customized kitchen design. Our designers will walk you through ideas, styles, cabinetry finishes, and more. They'll help you to maximize your space, whether your kitchen is used for gourmet cooking, entertaining, baking, or as a hub for your busy family. Get started today at a Riverhead Building Supply Showroom. Visit rbscorp.com for locations. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Soul Party 411, the place to be for pretty much everything. Uh, food talk, sports talk, weather talk, and, of course, soap talk. You see how I did that? Soap talk, soap net, new way to watch. I'm Candace mm-hmm. along with Carrie T. and Daphne. Hello, ladies. Hey. Hi. Hey. So It's like, hey, hey. Um, real quick, um, to get the sports talk out the way real quick, uh, if you're a Miami Dolphins fan, we hear you. We hear you screaming because that was unheard of. 70, are you serious? Shout out to New England Patriots because finally you acted like a team today. Mm. Enough to win anyway. And in case you're wondering, Taylor Swift is dating homeboy from, from Kansas City Chiefs. What the hell? Yep. Oh, we, got, we got the sports and the TMZ segment today. Didn't even know yep, we were we doing got that. Oh, and, wait a minute. and we also got music section because, and this does tie into a soap, former Bold and Beautiful alum, Raymond Usher, a.k.a. Usher Raymond, will be the headline what? of this upcoming Super Bowl on CBS. <laughs> What, what are we talking about? What show am I on right now? It's it ties into a soap. It ties in because Usher was on Bold and Beautiful, which oh, on CBS. I said, but I said former alum. There you go. Oh, See, yeah. And that ties in because on CBS is the home of the Super Bowl on CBS. Okay. You know what? <sighs> You do the news, I'm joking. Um, we also uh-huh. want to say congratulations to Lamont Archie on the arrival of his baby daughter, his little baby girl. If you see the picture, she is so sweet. So congratulations to them. Um, also, uh, have you been following the story as well as I have? The writer's strike is still going on. I mean, even though they're coming to some terms, they tried, I guess, to do by end count, which is now it's 4 o'clock over the West, well, 4.30, um, it's probably going to go on until Tuesday. So fingers crossed that this is the final deal. It's been five months for the writer's strike. And then if the writer's strike is over, there may be some movement with the SAG strike. Remember, there's two strikes going on. So that's that. Okay. Um, huh. I'm trying to figure I, w- I was trying to, like, kind of how I was going to jump into this because I just all of a sudden I got sad all of a sudden. Did you mention Lamar? So the baby, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so <clears throat> most of you guys know that September is Suicide Prevention Month. Um, if you didn't know it, you now, you now know it. Um, 
last Sunday we weren't on um, on the show because we did a show the previous night. Um, early, late Saturday night, early Sunday morning, mostly early Sunday morning, um, most of us received the word that uh, three-time Daytime Emmy Award winner um, Billy Miller had passed away. Uh, we found this out last Sunday, which was his birthday. Um, 43, 44 years old. Um, <clears throat> uh, most of us was uh, completely devastated and shocked. I think everybody was doing the quote unquote, uh, um, are you sure this is, you know, true? Um, is this, you know, fake news, as a lot of people say. Um, but sadly, it was not. Um, it was confirmed by various outlets of the soap uh, press as well as the entertainment press that Billy Miller had passed away on Friday. Um, many people from both Young and the Russells and General Hospital, including Bold and Days, pretty much the soap community as well as the primetime community, because he did some primetime shows, um, offered their condolences to Billy Miller as well as to the fans. Um, there was a statement by Patricia um, Miller, his mother, had um, that she posted, and I'm going to read this, and then I'm going to say something. I'm going to, I'm going to read this first because I think Tia and everybody knows how I felt about something, um, but I just want to go ahead and read what she said. Um, I would like to share the following thoughts. I want to personally thank the many fans and personal friends for the overwhelming amount of love, prayers, and condolences sent to me and my family over the devastating death of my beloved son, BJ, Billy Miller. He fought a long, hard, veritable battle with bipolar depression for years. He did everything he could to control the disease. He loved his family, his friends, his fans, but in the end, the disease won the fight, and he surrendered his life. The other cause of death being told are not true. I wish they were, but they just aren't. We all loved him so much and definitely trying to deal with our loss. Our loss. I will have nothing further to say. Thank you for the love and support. Patricia Miller. Um, <clears throat> I personally saw, and I'm pretty sure everybody saw all of the rumors that was, you know, about his death from a stroke to PC to um, drug overdose, which I, I was like, wait, but what? Um, and I kept saying to myself, I, I couldn't do what she did. I, I couldn't come on social media, AS, kind of ASAP and release a statement to do control damage about rumors about my son. I mean, I, I mean, I, 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 me personally, I I saw a lot of people comparing how everybody was grieving regarding Billy Miller because Elizabeth Henderson, who, you know, who's worked with him since all my children posted pictures of what, you know, uh, CBS did like the inside of the studio, they had a picture, they halted production for anybody to just grieve. And then I saw with General Hospital where Frank Valentini posted as well as the show. And I saw people comparing, and I was like, I know we're not doing this today. So let me break it down. People was comparing that Young and the Russells did way more than General Hospital. 
that General Hospital didn't do enough. And this is what I have to say. People grieve how they want to grieve. We don't always need social media to dictate everybody's lives and what they're doing moment by moment. I mean, I know some people do that, but not all the time. First and foremost, General Hospital did not lie in the statement that they released. It's been a hard year for them. Yeah, damn right it has been. They've lost seven people back to back to back to kind of almost back to back weeks. And just because we didn't see what they did behind closed doors doesn't mean that they're not grieving. Same thing for Young and the Restless. Same thing for Bold. Bold released a statement. And the same thing could be said about Days, because somebody said, well, Days were alive. First of all, Billy wasn't even a part of Days were alive, so, you know, but still, regardless, everybody in the soap community was grieving this man's loss. And to those who keeps bullying or harassing Kelly Monaco, Amelia Hindley, to come out on social media to, to make a statement, I'm going to say this really nice as I can. Stop. Stop. Because this is still hard for a lot of people to deal with. I can't even imagine how everybody is really, like there was people who found out about his death on social media. Everybody grieves differently. They don't have to come on social media to release a statement if they don't want to. We may never get a statement from Kelly or from Amelia or from anybody else under the moon and the stars. It's up to them. All we as fans can do is to respect everybody's privacy. I know that's hard. I know. I get it. But what I can say is is that we the fans, whether you knew him from All My Children, Young and the Russes, or even General Hospital, we're all mourning the loss of this talent man. And we hope, we hope, we can hope here that he did know that he was loved by all of us, that he was able to share a gift with each and every one of us. That's all I can say about that. I, 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 um, I just really hope that, you know, and my thoughts and prayers goes out to his family and his friends and colleagues. And of course the fans, whether you know, knew him from, but I just wanted to say that. And so, um, Tia, Carrie, Daphne, you guys can go. Um, okay. Uh, uh, I'll jump in. Oh, go ahead. You want to go, Carrie? No, no, no. Go ahead, Tia. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I'm going to jump in and say, um, I do agree about, uh, you know, some of that, which you are saying right now that, you know, everyone handle grieving in their own way. I literally don't care about people's messages because no one knows how someone feels inside of their heart. However, the one thing I do have to disagree with is General Hospital. I'm not commenting on what they did behind the scenes, but I'm sorry. I have to slam the social media. Whoever's running the social media General Hospital account, I am sorry. The fact that you wait after you get slammed, like, what? what I got to look at the date. They would have, like, what, two days after he dead, dead to say, oh, rest in peace. 
Uh, are you serious? Like, no, I am. I'm sorry. They they, they should get slammed. You, you don't wait that long. I understand you grieving, but to me, who's who's running the social media account? So I'm not gonna blame that on Frank or anyone because he came out the same day of it. But this dude was in your. How long was he with it? Five, six years. How long was he with General Hospital? Four, five, six years. And you don't even acknowledge it until everyone pretty much said General Hospital. Uh, was this dude on your show? At this point, so yeah, I actually in this case, that's where I'm gonna disagree. I think General Hospital deserved all the trash and that they deserved. Not the actors, just the so the person who's running the General Hospital social media account, because you have to acknowledge that if you don't acknowledge it Sunday, well, you sure better be doing it Monday morning. Because I give it to Juan Nard that they they even waited Monday to put the promo out because the Billy Miller thing took them out. They said, okay, I don't even want to put the promo out. I think this should be only about Billy Miller, and they they had the promo out Monday. And they just focused really on Billy Miller during that day. So I do think in that circumstance, you should compare, not just say, like, what the heck, General Hospital, are you serious? Like, <laughs> you, I understand you haven't grieved. But, again, whoever's owning that social media account, they did a pretty t- terrible job. So I feel no sympathy for whoever's running that account or the many people who's running that account. Um, it's like our page. We came out with it the same day. We're not going to wait five days later and say, oh, by the way, you know that thing that happened last Sunday? Rest in peace. But, uh, no. But... When it comes to this, this is an unfortunate thing. I think this is a a shocker to us. This is something that we didn't, you know, ever could see happening, but it shows the person who smells the most in public, it doesn't really mean anything for what they are dealing with inside. We never know what someone going through. I'm not sure if anyone one of us knew he was dealing with this uh depressing or, you know, this you know, just this this disease that he was having. So I didn't know he was dealing with this and it's always going to wonder, man, with the show, with the TV show he was doing, was that kind of the distraction? It is kind of wondering. And I would say it's ter- in terms of his death, I, I don't blame fans who's like, this dude is young. What the heck happened? I do have an issue, though, if you over there lying and saying, oh, he died from this, he died from that. I know he died. All right, that's when you're going too far. But at me as a fan, I could be like, man, this dude was, what, 43 years old? Are you kidding me? How is this possibly to happen at this age here? Like, unfortunately, we don't like when any death happen. But in some circumstance, you could be like, well, man, he had a good long life or something like that. You could kind of a little bit understand what happened. And this one, this took us completely off guard. So... Uh, condolences to the family. I feel bad that the mother had to confirm how he died, and it's just sad that the soap community really lost a good one because, man, I remember all them times I was just wondering if we would ever see him again, and I even love Jason Thompson video because what he said in that thing when he said, I was always concerned about my job because I thought that you could come back and take it, and that was sort of me. I always thought that too, that one day he could just come back and take the role, and then but I was like, Jason Thompson will come back as Patrick. It wasn't him losing his job. That's just what I thought. So we will miss him, and I will miss what he brought to the TV screens for me as a for a soap viewer for over a decade. I I obviously agree with everything the two of you have said, and like you said, Kenneth, we literally we were on spaces when when the, when at first we started hearing the rumblings, and we were like, oh please don't let this be true. And then we found out, you know, shortly thereafter that it wasn't. I agree with you. Here's the thing. General Hospital's uh, Twitter page coming out three days later after they got slammed, that's not letting someone grieve. That is egregious. That's not a a person grieving in private. That is someone, whoever, whatever intern 
or, or a coffee boy or girl yeah. is running that account because there is there is no excuse whatsoever for it. Because like you said, why and I did it. Hell, we did it. Other people, I mean, no, you can't wait three days only because people were slamming you. That's unacceptable, but it is very sad, um, unexpected. Like you said, I mean, you just don't know. I, I didn't know he suffered from this, you know, terrible illness either. And it just makes you realize that nothing is guaranteed and, you know, you have to... Tell people mm-hmm. what they mean to you in real time, not after they're gone. Yeah. Mhm. Daphne, hi, Daphne. Do you want to say anything? Oh, um, I'm just, I just agree with everything that you guys have said. Um, with things that's going on, I, I do find General Hospital. I mean, you could just write three simple words: "Rest in peace, Billy Miller." I think that's all you had to say. You, you know. Like you said, an intern could have written that, um, you know, for that. So I, I do kind of hold General Hospital accountable, you know, for that, um, you know, for that. My condolences to the parents. I don't know who just said it, but you just don't know what's behind somebody's facade just because they're smiling and giggling and grinning and cracking jokes in the life of the party. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You know, with everything, and you know, my condolences goes out to the family. Um, I, I you, you know, I, <laughs> to me, like I said, I'm not doing that whole, you know, GH, you know, because I think it was Thursday, Friday, Young and the Russells did that video packet, and you know, again, you know, General Hospital did do it on Wednesday, and. Frank did come out on Sunday to say something, but I'm not going to do that because to me, I just, I, this is one of those times oh, before, where I'm just I mean, like. Oh, just, real, just real quick, before you, sorry, before you go, I just want to clarify, not slamming GH. I'm not slamming what they did and how they grieve. I'm literally slamming whoever's owning the social media. That's all I'm slamming. Because, to me, you because say rest the, in peace, so that's it. I also wanted to that's point out, too, that they didn't go back to work until Thank Tuesday, Wednesday. So I'm not making an excuse, but I just, to me, I'm not, I guess for me, because I saw everybody comparing, and it was like, so we're now, because if, if we're going to do that, then I'm going to well, say that well, I not need even to put on my comparison. Right, and see, but see, some people was doing, that's what I'm saying, some people was doing that, and that got me, uh, that like literally irked my nerve, because I was just like, Really? So we're comparing people, how each show is handling a grieving situation. And I was like, I can't do that. Like, I, we, can, look, we, can, we can talk about couples. We can talk about when an actor is good on one show versus the other one. But when it comes down to how each show mourns, Somebody, you know, it's just like. But that's, but that's just it, though. It's, but it's different. not about mourning. It's, an, it's about acknowledging someone's passing. It's what? not about mourning. No, no, it's no, about no, a no, 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 I, I, no. I'm telling you, like, no, I'm telling you, like, from outside that tweet, people were doing that. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like, you know, it was like when they saw people, what, what Young and Russell was doing, slash fold, because Anika Noel also posted it. And people was like, oh, they did it better than them. They did it. And I'm just like, time out. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, for me, I'm just like, yo, both shows lost somebody that really put some, some impact onto those shows. So, and, and, and it was just, it was a lot. So 
I'm not going to get into because it's, yeah, but this is what I'm going to say. If you're struggling, and listen, here's the deal. The last couple of years has been a freaking hellhole, okay? We're not even going to sugarcoat it, okay? If you are struggling, it's okay to share your feelings. It's okay not to be okay. You don't have to always put, you know, like, you know, what's that saying? You smile, you smile on the outside, but inside you want to, like, harm yourself. You want to frown. You want to cry, but you can't because the public does not want you to. It's not acceptable. I'm here to tell you, along with Carrie, Daphne, Tia, Kim, Jay, and Sam, it's okay. It is okay to feel a certain type of way. It's okay to say, I need help. Help me. It is okay to call somebody up and just cry and vent and let it all out. And on the flip side, it's okay for us to hear that. So if you know somebody that is struggling, if you're struggling, call 988, okay? It's available 24 hours. It's in every single language you can think of. And if you're not comfortable with doing that, you know, there's other platforms. Carrie has her mid-late show tweets, Twitter space. I'm around. Tia's somewhere. Daphne's somewhere. Reach out. And, and for those who are saying, well, you know, they don't want to reach out, you reach out to them. Because sometimes it doesn't work like for them to be the ones to say, I need help. No, go and talk to that person. Talk to somebody you haven't talked to in a while. Check up on your friends. Check up on your family. And it's okay to do your mental check, too, because sometimes we're crazy, too. It's okay. It is okay. It is okay. So I just wanted to get that out. And, you know, I, I asked the ladies, uh, you know, I said, you know, can, can we share, uh, like, a Billy Miller, like, a moment, a favorite moment? And I think everybody <laughs> is kind of having a hard pick because it's really hard. Billy Miller was that actor. So I, I guess, um, Tia, did you have one? or I don't have one really, but I'm going to say pretty much when I met him. Because I think me and that's what yeah. shockingly me and Candace know this story. We was at the same event, but I believe I went in the morning and she went at night or something like that. So she said, wait a minute, yeah. you was at this event? I said, yeah. I'm just really quiet about stuff. So I was quietly at this event with a friend of mine. The reason I got to this event, because people know me, I really don't care about me and celebrities all that much. But a friend of mine. No. Who was, I actually don't. I, I, it, was a, it was a friend of mine who know I watched General Hospital. She said, hey, I got a second ticket. Would you mind coming to me to this event? I said, I don't really care all that much about it. But I said, you know what? Hey, I'm in New York. Cause that's when I was living in New York for a time. I said, sure, I'll go over there. I went there. Then she, the friend seen my shirt that I had. And she said, oh, my God, your shirt looks nice. I'm telling you 100% Billy Miller is going to say something about that shirt when he see it. When I came and met him, he said, oh, my goodness, nice shirt. And then she looked at me with the wig. My friend said, uh uh-huh, like I told you. And then we took a photo. So that's, that's, that's probably my favorite memory I had because I actually did meet him, and he was nice, and he was cool to me. And it was just in a good event because I remember him saying, by my receipts, that's when I didn't really record receipts because I was just enjoying the event when he was saying he didn't really know how to play Jason Morgan most of the time. So that's why sometimes he was just confused with the role. So I said, oh, okay, I like that event. So it was pretty good. But as a character, like, I've seen him in awe. 
each of the characters. And for me, I think Billy Abbott as a landslide, he did a great job in the other two as Mr. Ritchie and Drew Kane and I guess Jake Doe, Jason. He did good in all of them. But it's something about Billy where he where, where Billy, he just really made that role what it was. And I think David Tom did a real good job for the younger version, but for this older one, Billy Miller was just irreplaceable. Like it was like and he brought out to me the best in Amelia Hanley. Like to me, no couple for her has done anything for me. It's just like she was just fun. It was like, oh, this Victoria is very different than how she looked like she actually had a heart. She was a human being. And I think that he really shined as Billy Abbott and he really just made the role what it was. And that's why I like hearing Jason Thompson pretty much just uh, kind of acknowledge that by saying I was always worried about my job because I was I was so afraid that one day he could just come back and take the role because that's how good he was. You know, and I always had like a, my vision, and I posted this on Twitter was always, even if it was a new character. And I think I talked to me and I talked to Carrie about this a lot. I want him to come back on this show for Victoria because everyone knows when it comes to Billy Abbott, depending on which version, I ship him differently. With David Tom, I ship someone different. With Jason Thompson, oh, give me Phyllis 20 all the time. But it's Gina's one with Billy with uh, Billy Miller, Victoria and Billy, they were, to me, they were up there in super couple status. And then and this shows, this was the one thing where you say the power of a recast changes stuff because him being recast literally took Billy and Victoria off the map. I thought for sure that's end game, they're going to be together. But the second he left the role, it's like, oh, I'm not too sure about this anymore. So, but I, I just love what he brought to this role. And I think his best acting moment, unfortunately, we got to mention it, is definitely Delia's death. Because to me, he mm-hmm. truly showed a range of what he dealt with and when he was crying and him and Elizabeth, Elizabeth worked so well together. Just the acting and the grief and the pain of, you know, he left the kid in the car. That was, to me, it was fun to get that escape to see, oh, he could play a real serious version of this character, and you could see why he won as many Emmys as he did. So I think that really brought out the life of this character in Billy Miller. So I think I am going to truly miss him. I'm a, it's unfortunate that we would never see him on soaps again, and we just have to live by the old school clips and... I know that's a lot, but yeah, so my favorite memory is meeting him, but when it comes to acting moment, I've watched every single show he in, I don't think it's a debate, I'm not going to debate this, his best acting was with Delia, there's no kind, I'm not even sure, he probably won an Emmy that year, but that was definitely yeah, his, he best, did. his best, that was his best performance, there's, there's no performance he did that came close to that performance, so he did great in all jobs, but Billy Abbott, that's, that's, that's his character right now, that's the character, that's his best character he's portrayed for me. Carrie? I'm with Tia on the Delia's death. It was so impactful. He did such a great job. And like Tia said, just overall, I don't have a uh, that that version of Billy. Nothing better. He, he that was it's what he was the only thing that made me to- tolerate that. You know, Victoria. So kudos to him. Um, so yes, the, everything Billy and the Delia's death. You know. Yeah. Uh, Daphne. Well, I never met, well, I don't think I've only met, I've never met him at any of the events. I've actually never been to any of the events. But for me, I wasn't watching him on All My Children. Very, very rarely watched him when he was on General Hospital except for the end. So for me, it's got to be Billy. But for me, there's three standouts for Billy. One, when, when he first came on the show. And um, Chloe was saying that her baby, when they found out that um, Kane wasn't the father, when Kane wasn't Philip, 
and she kept saying her her baby daddy was Liam. And people were like, Liam, Liam, is this a new character? Liam, Liam? And then when it showed up, the role of Billy Abbott is Billy and played by Billy Miller. And um and he, and he, when he came in and I was like, Oh, this was a good this was a good this is a good connection. You just nailed made Billy the character Billy a little bit different. You got to see Billy and how Billy was acting in the screw up. Of course Billy's death I mean, there's no words for that. And of course I used to love it when I love it when Victor would call him Billy Boy. I mean, because you know that graded on on the on the character's nerves to be called Billy Boy, and when he called Chelsea, um, Kane and Billy the grifter, the con, and the gambler, I used to, you know, to love it when he would call him the gambler, and you know, for for that. So, you know, I mean, he just brought something. He brought a new dynamic, an adult an adultness to the character of Billy who was the quote unquote screw up who could never sort of get it right. And he, he just played that to the point, you know, with that. So that's some of my favorite, some of my most important when you talk of the character of Billy is those things and they are played by Billy Miller, you know, for this. And that's not saying that I don't have any tops for Jason Thompson or for some of the others that have played Billy. But I just felt like when they cast Billy Miller, this was a change in the in the characterization of Billy. You know, people always say, and I'm going to quote Doug Marlin Rules, you don't change a character. Well, you did, you changed the character, you didn't change the character, but you did change a character. So he just brought such life to the character of Billy as an adult. So I have to preface that as an adult Billy. So, you know, kudos to to the writing for that. And again, my condolences to, you know, to Billy's family. Um <clears throat> you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the acting first because you know, a lot of people Candace, when I say this do you, yeah. Do you wanna close oh. do you want me to uh bring him on and do you wanna close the topic? I wasn't really sure if you wanted to close this um, topic out and yeah, let me just get this one and then we can bring him and then we can go to Okay. Uh, I think we're going to go to the, I you know, everybody talks about this other great actor Tom Pelfrey. You guys know Tom Pelfrey, Jonathan Gone Light and stuff for his range. But Billy Miller he has such a a powerful impact on all the roles. And with Richie on All My Children, that's when we saw it. That's when we saw we saw a gem. We saw a shining diamond because he was crazy as Richie, okay? Like, seriously, serial, like he, he brought craziness to a whole new level. Everybody has been talking about the Delia stuff, and granted, that was some good material. But the scene that always gets me with Billy is there's a scene where he is – talking about how he doesn't feel he's connected to Jack and Ashley and Tracy. And it mm-hmm. was around the time of his, when, when Victoria, when they announced that Victoria was pregnant and he came in and he wanted Jack to be his best man at his wedding. And Jack was like saying, Victor is a bully. And, you know, Billy was just like saying, you know, I'm, I, you know, I know how much family means to me. I just wanted you to be a part of me. Peter Bergman and Billy Miller, to me, was that couple. 
You know those act, that acting couple that you can just vibe off of? That's my favorite moment is him being able to just vibe with the people that he worked with, whether it was, you know, Jacob Young overrunning all my children and Missy to Peter Bergman, Eric Braden, to, to everybody on Younger Devices, to General Hospital, which was the toughest, in my opinion, the toughest task was for him to, you know, be Jason under the circumstances and then to be Drew. That was another thing, and he did, his, he did it so well. And I'm going to bring up Ringer, and I'm going to bring up, you know, NCIS, but he was that, he just, he just got you hooked on his acting. Personally, Tia said it earlier, we both went to the same event, different time frames, <laughs> like, <laughs> which is weird because I met a lot of people that night. But with Billy Miller at the event, he was so humble. And I think we've all, we all knew that he was. And, you know, he's a smooth dancer. He should have been on Dancing with the Stars. I'm just saying, ABC, y'all messed up. But also when we went back, I wore a New England Patriots hat. And this was around the time New England and the Eagles was in the Super Bowl. And, of course, the Eagles won. I think there was some cheating involved, but that's just another story. And so I go back there, and Billy was like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And Kelly Monica was like, oh. And I said, uh-huh. And me and Kelly was vibing off of each other because of the Eagles. And then we kept looking at Billy, and we was like, oh, sorry, dude. Like, Mm, your team didn't even make it. He was like, that's all right, that's all right. That's, then, you know, next year, next year, next year we got this. So we took a picture and everything, and we hugged, and then he gave me a kiss, and he was like, thank you for being a fan. Anytime an actor says that to you and really means it, they really mean it, because without us, it's no them. And I'm going to always remember that, you know. He was just, his smile lit up the room. And it's, it's just a terrible loss. It's a terrible loss. And it's crazy because I think everybody said the next soap they wanted to see, they could see him on was Bold and the Beautiful. And that was, and I didn't think that, I didn't think, I, I thought it was the only one, but some other people thought he, he should have been on Bold too. So, you know, it's one of those things is like, damn it, you know, but we'll miss you, Billy. We'll miss you, buddy. We got, we got you. We got your legacy on lock. We got it. So. All right. <clears throat> I, I transition. Um, before I'm on, uh, hold on. Uh, wait, uh, Kim, um, are you on? Yep, I'm on. So we, oh, oh, hey, right now we're talking about Billy Miller. Do you have any type of thoughts you want to say or any scene that you liked? I'm not sure how much of Billy Miller you've seen on these shows, but do you have any memory or anything you would like to share or about his death or even about his death scenes? Um, I don't recall seeing him on screen on, on soap operas, um, unfortunately. And it's unfortunate because it's just amazing how Pub Love and everything is supporting. <clears throat> and just listening to you all as well, too. Um, it's just really, really sad. And my condo- I echo everything that you all have said, and I definitely want to go back and look at his scenes and everything, especially as Billy Miller, as as um, um Billy Billy Abbott. Abbott on yes, I mean, oh my gosh, I I I've heard so many things about him being playing Billy too, so I I definitely, especially wholeheartedly want to 
check them out with that. It's like watch old clips and everything. And it's just, I just, my condolences to his family, friends, soap families. I mean, his fans, everyone. Um, it's definitely a, a sad time. And prayers go out to everyone. Um, I just, I just, you know, wish I did remember his things and everything and was watching. I don't think I watched, um, I wasn't watching Young and Restless before, or yeah, when he was. You just watched with Jason Thompson, Roger, pretty much, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Um, And and like I said, unfortunate, whatever, because I just hear so many good things from so many people, you know. Um, but I, I again, I just echo everyone, and it's just really, really sad to hear. Um, and like Candace said, you mentioned, you know, these past couple of years, few years, you know, and so it's just really, really saddening and just hard times, you know, for the losses of people and just illnesses and everything. So, again, like you said, just check on everyone. Just, you know, just send a little text or call or something because you, never, you just never know what someone's going through. And also that definitely mental check for ourselves as well. You know, it's always good to just kind of check ourselves and, and just rely on others as well too and just be there for one another um, in these times because you just never know. Um, it's unfortunate, but definitely my thoughts and prayers to everyone. Um, Jacaria, so I brought you one. Did you want to comment on anything with Billy Miller before I transition to Days of Our Lives? So and you have a lot I of, guess. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, feedback. Um, Sounds a little windy. Yeah, a little windy. Yeah. Okay, well. I've got something. Okay. So, what what though is just, it's still sad in this. It's sad, pretty much, unfortunately. And. Staff was so fast, but we are still grieving. And so, yeah. And all I got to say is, it's not afraid to get help. It's not. Don't be afraid to get help, I mean. And that's all I got to say. Candace, is there anything else you need to say on this before we head today? Okay, well, um, if you want to call in, you uh, if you want to call in USA six zero five five six two zero four four four. Alternative number is seven one seven seven three four six nine zero four. Canada is eight six seven two nine two three zero six six. Show ID one two eight eight zero three. We are bringing in on this starting with Salem. I am going to first start with Gwen, Kristen, Leo, Dimitri. Gwen pretty much said she found out about the whole affair during her honeymoon when he made up this straight-up lie about the initials MP. Kristen said it's go deeper than this. They actually fell in love with each other. Dimitri said he don't know why Gwen lied and said they've been sexing together because they haven't, and he's truly in love with Leo. Uh, So Gwen and Kristen are teaming up to try to take these two down. Do we know what they're going to do? No. But Daphne, I had to you first. Did you watch this week? Do you? How did you feel about this? We got Gwyneth Kristen versus Leo and Dimitri. Okay, so first of all, let me just say I was okay with Kristen because this is in Kristen's wheelhouse. Kristen is always looking after herself. She's always kind of being an edgy. I think she actually, I was wondering, did she actually feel bad for Gwen? 
But then I was trying to figure out, she was probably figuring out that the walls was closing in and she needed to figure out her best way. I love, because you remember last week we were saying we didn't know if, if Gwen was in on the con with Leo or if it was separate. Thank you, Juan and company and them for sort of giving this to us that that she's not in cahoots with Leo uh, and and gave us, you know, a brief. You didn't give us a couple of long diatribes, which, you know, that took two or three days. I like how she explained how she figured it out, and she was like, I'm no dummy. I think Kristen was kind of impressed with her a little bit um, and everything. I just now need for Gwen to go wrecking ball on her friend Leo and to take Leo out. And while she's doing that, take Dimitri out. Now, let me say about Dimitri and Leo. Now Dimitri wants to go out and take some. He's ready to take somebody out because he's got dark or whatnot, and you got Leo looking like, huh, What's the deal? Leo, I, I just have no words for this. See, this is where you, this is not even a friend for you anymore, you know, with this. I don't know what to say about Leo. All I can wait to do is when, when the crap hits the fan, I need for Gwen to, to like I said before, to play wrecking ball with him. Um, I feel like this Dimitri thing going after Stabby, which is um, Gabby and Stefan, I think this is hope probably going to lead to um, Camilla Venice's exit um, with this, but I do love the gruesome twosome and how and that's stabby and how they plot and do. I'm just saying that I'm not going to be seeing it anymore. So a part of me, I have, I I have maybe five percent sympathy for Gwen, but then again, Gwen, I want to say, you know what they say about karma you know, for stuff. But I do have about 5 10% sympathy for Gwen. Uh, Candace? Ah, it's refreshing. I'm glad that Gwen knows everything now. I want to see how this works out. Um, because if they go back into Gwen's warehouse, this could spell trouble. This could be really interesting. When you got Chris, you know, the other one, not focusing mm-hmm. on Brady. Um, that's going to be interesting. I'm actually, I'm actually kind of still invested in this storyline because for some reason I feel as though there's a twist coming. I don't know what it is because I'm just like, okay, everything seems to be working out a certain type of way, but I just, I don't know. But I'm interested. Um, Kim, thoughts? Um, yeah, I'm excited to find out what's going to happen and what Gwen and Kristen are concocting up. Um, I'm just, <laughs> like I said, it shocked the crap out of me when we found out last week that she already knew, or was it the week before, one of those. I, I was just shocked. So I'm just actually happy, and I'm glad she was not as naive as I unfortunately thought she was <laughs> when I thought she genuinely did believe in and everything that Leo and Dimitri were telling her. So I'm just so looking forward to this. And how she's gonna play, how they're gonna work around this and just expose them, expose Dimitri for what he's done. So I'm just I'm really looking. For, now I'm excited and I'm actually interested in the storyline now, just to see him get, get to just see him get what's coming to him. 
Zacharias, you have any thoughts? Any thoughts about what? Um, Dimitri Leo storyline. <laughs> All I gotta say is, I'm glad uh, Gwen finds out find out about Leo Dimitri after we saw these flashbacks. Cause I doubt they have a Gwen at the dump for no reason. And Dimitri, uh, plot to kill Leo and Steffi. I'm just gonna say I'm not shocked because that's how it, like he literally was on. Young Salem, I believe, so yeah. And for Leo, you just stabbed your best friend behind her back. Okay, let me head to the next story here. We got Sean awakes to regret having to have slept with Talia, and he talked about how he always was the one to not cheat, but that's changed now. He feels he took advantage of Talia, but Talia assures him that he did not. He was drunk. He was upset. He, although he don't remember much of what happened again when he sleep with somebody. Belle was worried because she doesn't know where Sean is. And Eric uh, said, oh, Sean shouldn't have brought up EJ behind in your face. Didn't, he, didn't you did do that a few months ago, Eric? Give me the old Eric back, not this oh, Eric. Uh, that's why he brought that up. You brought that up too when she put you in jail all those months ago, of course. Okay, Eric. Sean comes from downstairs in the pub, I guess, and said he had a hungover and slept at Jada's. Eric tells this to Jada, who is confused because she wasn't at her apartment upstairs. So, but she continues to go on with the lie, and she puts it together that Talia and Sean slept together. She is upset with Talia and said, man, look at what she done, you know, and then she, Talia, of course, played a victim. Like, yes, I know she's the reason that I got off and I'm free and stuff, you know, the whole sad thing. And Talia and Sean right now acting like they just met, like they just didn't meet the day before. So we got this mess going on. Daphne, do it to this one. Okay, let me see what time it is. Oh, well, I can go ahead. All I got to say is I am so happy that Sean finally got him some booty. I'm so happy that he did it. I'm, I mean, maybe I shouldn't say the booty, but I'm so glad that he cheated. And I'm gonna say I don't consider this a cheat for Sean. I really don't. I, I'm like I'm gonna be like Carrie said a couple of was a couple of times ago, a couple of days ago. Until he's cheated at least three times. Um, <laughs> I wanted Sean. I was like Sean, don't be come on, don't be sad and wimpy. Go ahead. Be happy with it. Don't, I mean, don't be happy with it, but be okay with it. If anybody got a comment, you just say, hey, my wife done cheated two or three times. She done cheated what, at least three times that I know of. We still ain't figured out who the man she cheated with when she was in Japan with. So I was ready to cheer Sean Douglas on, you know, with this. Now, okay. Eric, Eric, you need to sit your hypocritical You are such a hypocrite that it is not funny anymore. How many times have you cheated? How many times have you done HH, hypocritical hero type of mess? And then you go sit here and it's, now I can understand Brady. But then, wait a minute, no, I can't even understand. <laughs> I can't even know. <laughs> because I'm just going to say, the way he said, you know, I can't understand Brady at this at this point. Do you want it for this? So, you know, you still ain't told, you still ain't confessed to EJ that you slept with Nicole. So, you know, so pull you on that with all of this. 
Now, all I got to say is, how on earth did Jada give one plus one equals two? Because I'm sitting there going, just because somebody slept at your place and you don't know it, doesn't mean that that person slept with your sister. But think about it, could a person lie and, and use her as an alibi when that's not true? And but said I was with Jada, is, that's I, not I would put that together but, as well. I, okay, but the thing is, I still couldn't say you slept together. I still would be thinking, you know, Sean got all these issues. He's drinking. He's blah, blah, blah. He may not have wanted his wife. The, all these people to know that he was drinking. Well, I'm giving Jada kudos for putting it together and saying they slept together. Now, Talia, I don't know what it is about these characters when they get ready to leave, they're written out, but I was like, this is the Talia I needed to have seen two, three months ago. You know, with this in the storyline. So I was good and happy and okay with Sean sleeping with sleeping. All I need now is for Tiger to be pregnant. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, see how, um, and, let's see, and let's see how she handles, let's see how Belle handles that. Him? Yeah, I was confused. So I was like, wait a second. Sean, stop it. Get a grip. Who can't like this? Now, y'all know this is just <laughs> speaking on as a soap fan, okay? But, Sean, who cares that you cheated? I mean, <laughs> I mean, can we even count on one finger? How many times does we count on two fingers? I mean, or more. I mean, who cares at this point? I was just so disappointed that he was so distraught. Like, okay, I get it when he woke up or when they woke up and they were just kind of shocked to see each other, you know, in each other's either bed or whatever together. And they know they drank, you know, they, some of them, they didn't even re- even remember what happened or whatever. Okay, I get it. But at the same time, I wish you'd be like, oh, man. But then you know what? Whatever. Okay, yeah. It, it shouldn't have happened, but whatever. I'll see you around or something. Or just, I don't know. It just something. I, I just, I just, so basically, moving forward, what I need, what I really, really need is why, okay, I need, first of all, I need for Talia to kind of, this is going to sound bad, but maybe continue to throw a wrench in there, not so much as tell someone who tells them, but I mean, I kind of saw how the camera panned in on her when I think it was Jada, someone, it was like, well, you know, well, it's good, you, you know, never see him again or whatever, or this and that, it, just wasn't, it was just one mistake, okay, blah, 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 you know, she hadn't been, so, but they just, she kind of had that look, right, and then when they saw each other at the square with Belle there, Belle was being all nice, this and that and the other, and then at the same time, they're making eyes at each other, so I'm just wondering if Belle's going to notice, like, huh, they seem a little bit different around each other now from before, you know, so I just need for something like that to happen to work go figure it out and at this point who Sean who cares just stop feeling sorry for yourself and for what you did sorry to say but Belle's done it too many times to even count so at this point who cares and yeah Eric I love you some Eric but this week I was upset disappointed with all that I wanted to tell him to shut up already so we'll we'll see what happens but I'm I'm looking forward to finding out where they're going to go with this I want you to cause destruction. In this relationship, I'm fine with her causing destruction. 
but all this is showing us that Sean is a better person than Belle, because when Belle cheats, she has 0% guilt. So we'll, right. we'll look at exactly. me and Sean is. Yeah. Right. Well, well, next story, I'm going to put these two together, because if I don't, I know Miss You didn't ask me. I didn't. didn't ask me. Oh, go, go, no. go. Well, I didn't know that. But. Okay, so <clears throat> I don't care. I don't care about the storyline because here's here's the problem, Dave. You didn't show me enough for me to be invested in Sean's storyline. Um, I feel as though this is the only time that you try to make them interesting when there's a cheating situation going on. Okay, this is what you were supposed to do with Talia. I totally agree. She was supposed to cause some rabbit some havoc instead i don't know what y'all was doing um I, my thing is did y'all forget the story that y'all was supposed to do with jada and talia i think y'all did but it's a little too late i i i feel vindicated because i said six months you gave me five months so thank you very much there's a lot of beautiful actress by the way i hope she does more things but this was not working out for her um i think they might do a baby thing and if they do Still, don't care. Um, let me see what else. Um, Eric, just sit, just shut up, take off your shirt, and look pretty. That's all I got. So shocked by that reaction. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna do this side story because if I don't, I know Miss Daphne gonna hit me up and say we didn't talk about this in the end. So let me bring these two up. Ava and Harris have a lot of foreplay, and it reminds her of her memory with Jake. When she tells Harris, you know, she don't want him to end up in the same situation, the same kind of the same fate that Jake ends up with, which was dead. In an interrogation, Rafe tells Tripp, um, where's your mother at? He lies and lies, but it's so much evidence that the dude can't lie anymore. All the while, Wendy is over there trying to look up information about what's going on with Ava, but she gets caught looking at, you know, being behind his desk where she should not be and pretty much tell EJ that his mother is dead, but he has a, guess, a difficult time believing that. But that, with Nora said it done, she gets herself fired. So now she's not working at all for any of the demerits. Then we got um, also Johnny and Chanel. If you want to talk about it, this will be the time to do it because I don't have a, there's no big story about them. So Candace, I started off with you. Any thoughts on Ava Harris, EJ, finding out about his mother, and side story of Johnny and Chanel. I'm glad Johnny and Chanel are we're we're here. We're in the couple phase. Okay. Now to Ava Harris. Okay, look, Dave, look. Okay, okay, okay. I know some fans are not liking this because it's like, all right, what are you doing? For me personally, y'all know why I'm liking this. I'm I'm fine with this. The the season the Egypt see, this is what we call Let's test the waters. Let's see what happens with the storyline. I'm intrigued knowing, well, okay, so everybody knows the casting news, right, about Edmund? Or no? No. I think you do. Okay, so a character, Edmund, who hasn't been seen since 90s, because he was with Susan, is coming back. So I'm like, I'm like, oh shoot, like, okay, this is going to be, this is going to be interesting. I like Ava and Harris's connection. With EJ, Lord, his world's going to get rocked. I, again, I'm kind of invested in this storyline, too. I want to see where it goes at. Um, yeah, that's all I got. I'm interested. Daphne, any thoughts on Ava Harris, Johnny Chanel? We got EJ versus Wendy because EJ don't really believe in anything Ava's saying about his mother being alive at this point. Mm. Why would you 
you believe, why would you believe Ava when Ava has done all this lying, she's done all this conniving, mm-hmm. she's done all this stuff? Why would you believe her? This, this for me, I wouldn't believe it until I see my mom walk straight up in front of me, reach mm-hmm. up and touch me and say, hey, Daphne, I'm home. I would not believe anything that Ava said because every word, for, 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 what, for what EJ knows, Ava is just a lying hypocrite. She's just maybe possibly doing this here so that she can get out, you know, so get out of, you know, get out of the trouble that she's in. So I have no problem with EJ, with EJ not believing her. Now, when he has gotten on my last good nerve, and it takes a whole lot to get on my nerves, but this character, Wendy, yes, she needed to be fired. Seriously, go back and work for your father. Go back and work for the Shears. I'm sure the Shears got plenty of companies and whatnot. So go, you know, find a job. Better yet, go get be a waitress at, at the at the pub. I really, I really don't care at this particular moment, because um, that's what everybody do when they can. Let me clarify, because I don't want nobody coming over here, coming to me, tweeting to me, saying that I'm being racist when I told said that she should get fired and she should go work a job at the club. According to days, when anybody loses their job and can't find work, they go work at the pub. Sierra worked at the pub. Um, Kate worked at the pub. Um, Nicole worked at the pub. Everybody don't work at the pub. So don't talk with me with this mess because I ain't taking it this week. I will block you. Um, and, the, and my comments are not the comments of Soul Party or its host or its guest. Yeah, I've been eating the rusty. Yeah, I've been not taking half my meds this week, so I'm out there today. So um, Ava and Ava and um and and Harris, I'm okay with them. I actually like them. I just wish I could integrate Harris a little bit more into the canvas a little bit. I kind of would love to see Harris over there working with Black Patch a little bit. But, of course, he's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and got all of this, um, you know, he's all this hypnotized and, you know, and all mm-hmm. of this brainwash stuff. So I don't know if I could trust him with that. But other than that, I- I'm okay with it. I still got issues with Rafe. Y'all know how Rafe is with Rafe, the character of Rafe. Now, trip, 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 trip. I've been saying for the longest time, of all of the jobs I connected and felt like Trip was, I don't know, I, I just liked him better. Right now, Stephanie getting on my nerves. Right now, we don't know where Joey is. And all we got is Trip. And Trip is going to sit here. And, and, and when, you, when you can't lie, there are some people who cannot lie. You should not mm-hmm. lie. Because Ray saw through him after the first question. So just go ahead, be honest, and and just be the honest hero that you usually are and things like that. So, Kim? Um, so with Wendy and Tripp, I don't care. Um, <laughs> I don't care if, you know, she forged passports and got caught. I don't care. Trip was questioned by Rafe. Okay. Um, he got out of that situation too. I'm the hospital again. I just don't really care for either Trip or Wendy. Um, so next to them, um, Ava and okay. So I remember last week I said I didn't have an opinion on Ava and Harris. So this week it kind of gave me a little bit more insight to the chemistry they had or whatever, and I'm starting to see it a little bit. 
and I'm actually starting to like their dynamic. I know they're like, you know, they're on the run and everything. And, you know, she's like, well, I don't want to put you into this kind of trouble. And you're in this now. And you did this for me and all this stuff. And, you know, he refused to sleep in the bed with her. He's like, you'd be surprised of where I slept at, being in the service or doing all this. And, you know, it, it, it was just really an interesting dynamic. And, of course, when they were getting ready for bed, you know, they kind of had the little eyes on each other and she was looking at him and stuff and they held hands as they fell asleep. I'm just starting to slowly but surely like their dynamic, um, Ava and Harris. So I'm curious to find out what's going to happen. They're going to get caught before they even get over there. Like, you know, it's just, it's just going to be interesting. So I'm actually liking Ava and Harris now warming up to them a lot more. Um, with Johnny and Chanel, I'm so happy for them. I just love them. So I'm just looking forward to their journey. I know I kind of see that Johnny is kind of, uh, he's not on the, not on the fence, but he's kind of like always asking her, like, are you sure? Are you sure? You know, I know, you know, you feel bad for Talia. Are you sure? He's like, of course I want to be with you, but it is good for him just to tread lightly just for now, just so, you know, I know she's, you know, concerned about what Talia is going to do or whatnot. And of course, you know, she's stuck with with Sean, but I wonder if, if you know, Chanel finds out what she's going to do or say if she even finds out. But I just don't want her in their orbit anyway at this point in time. But we'll see. We know it's a soap, so we don't know what's going to be next for them. But at this point, Johnny is still cautious and asking for every chance he gets. You know, are you sure? So I just think that's cute, too. But, I mean, as, as he very well should, though. He really should. Um, but I'm liking them. It was cute. They watched the movie together and and it was just cute, you know. I just love them. So we'll see what happens next. But yeah, that's my half of those stories. Oh, I'm sorry, EJ. EJ. Um, uh, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna get into big trouble. He just really is. He, he, but I tell you one thing, he's definitely covering his story. He's covering his tracks. He's letting people know that he's quote unquote not responsible for anything. So he's really playing that part. He's definitely showing the lawyer in him. You know, lying through his teeth. Well, I shouldn't say that. So it's all, you know, whatever. But he's definitely just proven that he's just definitely a lawyer and, and one of those those scandalous ones who can definitely put on a front with different stories. So we'll see what happens. Unfortunately, it's just not going to look good when it, the truth does come out. And especially when Nicole asked him plenty of times, look, I know you did, I know you did. He's like, no, this, that, and the other. So, I mean, again, we'll see what happens. But Poor EJ. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't have. I wouldn't have believed her anyway. Oh, your mom's live. Okay, yeah, sure. Let me see her walk to the door, and then we can talk. So, yeah, no, definitely have to come quicker than that with the, with the facts. So, yeah, we'll see. And that's all I got. I promise. <laughs> Donna, you have any thoughts on this? Uh, I don't have any thoughts about uh any other things, but Johnny Chanel. I'm happy they back together, and I'm glad. You know, hope. They stay together for a long haul because at least they just know how to treat them like a normal couple. Okay. Alrighty, we got uh okay. Sarah's still lying about the baby father being Rex. This idiot Rex asked Sarah, can they get married as soon as possible? They over there thinking that it was a wise idea to ask Maggie to officiate this scam of a wedding. Maggie, oh. like me, was offended. She said, 
meant the death has shown her the importance of marriage, and now y'all want her to double down on a lie by officiating this? And then they lower looking yeah. guilty, but she said, so yeah, I'm happy y'all didn't ask me because my answer is no. I'm not officiating this wedding. And I said, and she walked up with her head up, and Maggie, please do not change your mind next week. This is stupid. I, I'm not officiating this. This is this is dumb. Yeah, I just can't. And then you got this idiot Rex talking to Philip, not inside of a house or apartment. He's talking to him and saying, I got to tell you the truth. I ain't the father. Then Chloe goes around and she hears what's going on there, so she knows the truth. I'm so, this is like the dumbest secret I've ever seen. Like, what are you keeping this secret for? She acting like Xander is currently committing crimes. I think that this is some bad angst because her hatred for Xander knowing actually makes no sense since she was with the fool after the crimes he committed. So uh-huh. you know he don't. So you learn nothing. Right. You didn't learn any. You didn't learn anything from Eric. Literally, the, Eric found out this was his kid and the child was dead. You so you talk about is no character growth and Rex. Let's get married today. You how pathetic are you, Rex? Uh, yeah, both both of them could leave my screen at this point. I don't even want Xander and Sarah together. I haven't for a long time. I just think this couple is just a joke. Sarah is a terrible character. I just have no words for this secret. The best thing about these scenes this week was Maggie saying, "Y'all want me to double down on this foolishness? Y'all can have a blessed day." Candace, thoughts on this? You know, I agree with you, Tia. I don't know what the heck they did with Rex and Sarah. I really, I really don't know. I, I've been saying this for, and this is not Lindsay's fault. Let me clarify this. Mm-hmm. This is right, the writing for this character of Sarah Horton. I don't know what y'all did have done to this character. Maybe she should have stayed, uh, what's called it, for a little bit longer. I, it, and first and foremost, Rex, let me talk to you. Let me talk. Let me talk to you. Y'all are out in the public, out in the open. Mm-mm-mm. I don't. I don't get what I'm supposed to be doing this. Y'all are out in the public. <laughs> Everybody's eating ice cream, having a good time, talking about NSYNC's reunion and stuff like that. And you're just gonna publicly mm-hmm. say it. That's right. You know, so I threw that in there. This Friday. I'm just saying. NSYNC's new single drops this Friday. Pre-order it. Thank you. Um. You have him, and 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 then it's like okay, y'all keeping this a secret, this baby, right? And y'all name the child after Victor, and then y'all ask Maggie. Now Maggie loves you, Sarah. She does, but not for this. Oh no, no, no! I'm starting to think this ain't Sarah again. I and I wish I was right about it, but this is actually Sarah. So you know, I don't, you know, I just don't understand this story. I don't understand them. I don't understand Rex and Sarah. What's the point? Tell me, please, somebody sit me down. And tell me what's the point of them. To give us a can I now? Can, can I now say it? Can I say it? Can I say it? Not need it. Not need it. Yeah. Not need. It I'm like, I'm like, what is this? what is what is this? What am I watching? Because it's then. Like like you said, the importance of family. Like this stuff. But mom, I want us to be a family. <laughs> oh my god. Sarah girl, if you don't tell the truth, so help me, I will come and do it myself. I will become the Salem Strangler. Just saying. I d I don't ooh, yeah, I can't with this. I can't. Okay. The Rex is just a dimbo. I agree. Um, <laughs> Daphne, thoughts on this one? 
Oh, she's on. Oh, here you go, Dad. She's yep. speechless. She's speechless. She's speechless. And then I got kicked. My phone went dead. Battery went dead, and so I was trying to get back in after getting a little fast charge. What's What's the topic? Sarah, uh, Maggie saying I'm officiating the scammers of a wedding because y'all want me to double down on this foolery going on. We got also Rex People telling Philip the secret outside, so Chloe overheard it. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> and we got re- and we're reducing okay. Chloe to this now. Okay. <sighs> who's, who's talking? Who's going? My turn. Yeah. yeah, it's your turn. This is a plum freaking mess. I'm sorry. It's just a mess. You know, I remember when I said I miss people overhearing stuff? Mm-hmm. This is not how I envision people overhearing stuff. Because <laughs> this is a secret that you should not be outside talking about. This is a secret that you should be in your house, you know, under in the bed, under the covers, under the closet, you know, whispering, writing a note or something. This is not something that you should be out at Salem Square talking mm-hmm. about this. But I will say this, though. Those, the, um, Kate's sons, they got that connection where they tell everybody everything. They, you know, so I will say that. So, you know, um, Philip, Philip told Lucas about, he was, he was pretending to be dead. Um, Lucas told, um, told, Lucas told Philip that he tried to get now Rex is telling Philip about who the baby daddy is. And of course, you know, Chloe's a blabbermouth. She can't keep nothing. You know, she'll end up telling it. And Maggie, Maggie, Maggie. Oh, okay. Bless your heart. That's all I have to say about her. I like she had common sense. She better not change her mind this week. Kim, go for it. Yeah, I'm I'm glad Maggie did decline and hopefully she doesn't change her mind, but I'm so happy she looked seemed like she was crazy and she's like, Well, I don't approve and walked right out. It's insane. And then the look on their faces when she did decline and walk out was priceless. I'm like, Why are you shocked? Are you serious right now? I'm just so confused. I mean, you know, good and well, Maggie, if they're going to go thing like that anyway. And it's just because it's just ludicrous. It's outright insane. And I cannot stand Sarah. I actually, with these things and how they've written her um, and everything and not telling Xander anything and how just, like, like you said, like she was, like she loathes him. She like, it seems like she hates, just hates the life out of him. And it's to the point where I question my even shipping them before. I used to love Sarah and Xander. And I'm like, I don't even know. I'm questioning. I'm like, why in the world? Like, I feel like I have to apologize for even liking them in the first place. That's <laughs> how much I cannot stand them right now. I mean, when I say them, let me pray that's how much I cannot stand Sarah. It, it, it's yeah, actually it changing to even watch Sarah on the doggone show because of her. It's just. It's just unwatchable. I cannot stand her for doing this. And I know this is probably not going to happen. And I, it's a far reach. But when Xander finds out or whatever, I really, really wish he was like, okay, thanks for letting me know. I will always be there for my child, joint custody and everything and all that good stuff. But I am not, I don't want any parts of you, Sarah. I don't want to even be back with you. I know, again, that's probably not going to happen. But at this point, I just don't want them to be together. It's just, it's sickening to see, to see her on my screen. Of course, definitely, kudos to the actress, you know. But the character is just un, just unwatchable and unlikable. Ugh, it's cringy. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, Kim knows okay, let's... 
Last story, I'm saying it from my head because I don't, I didn't quite write this down here. Okay, we got uh Teresa, Brady, Alex, they are over here in Greece. Teresa, she has this bag she's holding on on. That's a briefcase that she's holding on to. Even Brady and Alex walked in on her one time and said, "Was you know?" But she thought they was going to tell keep they she they weren't she they were telling her about this secret and she was like, "Oh my God, they know." But then they were talking about something else. So that means us, the audience, know Teresa has a secret. We just don't know. What it is at this point, she got a nice surprise by Shane when she admitted that she doesn't really want to be with Alex at all, as we all gathered. She just wants to be back with Brady, and I guess it's Alex was more about to make him jealous. She just wanted to see how they could go back to how things were. Maybe he could fall in love with her. I mean, geez, days right, all these women so obsessive, my God. But, yeah, she was pretty much saying, you know, none, none of the guys she's with lives up to her. The relationship she had, so she's trying to get back with that, and Shane is like, geez, my poor baby, <laughs> kind of. So then we got Alex and, Alex and Teresa, they do hook up, but then he acts like any guy who has sex with a girl acts the next day. He literally acted a little bit cold, to be quite honest, and then eventually they were back on good terms. I'm just, I'm just confused with this whole situation here. We all got, then we come back to Salem. The briefcase is found, and also they finally found Victor's will that he revised before his death. Also, to add, we got Vivian, who is now in charge of Titan. Her first thought is Philip, but Philip pretty much declined. But then she goes to Alex and says, Alex, I need you to work here. You were my first choice. Gave the the same lion speech she gave to Philip. So sorry, Alex, you are not the first choice. So we we are about to see what's really in his rules and his last will or whatever else is in the briefcase. Um, I'm going to comment first real quick. The writers here, can, can they explain to me, son? I know probably Daphne was thinking the same thing. I don't quite understand the writing for Philip. How was it last week? Vivian was the best thing since sliced bread. No, two weeks ago she was the best thing since sliced bread. And then last week he's acting like she's the devil. I'm like, this seems like two different writing regimes happen within the whole. Did the writers, did the writers strike? Did the scrap writers come in the second week? I'm just confused as to how the whole writing changed. And now he's like, I don't want anything to do with you. And she's like, I will always consider you my son. She acted in character, but him not really. Oh, Chad also he did quit. So. Good job, Chad, for you. That's the best thing he had in quite some time. Alex and, Te- Alex and Teresa, it was okay a bit on paper, but I kind of didn't like the way he acted the morning of. I, I know she was probably obsessive and stuff, but I, I kind of felt that was a little kind of cold. I mean, but that's what happens when you sleep with a person who sleeps around with everybody. You don't take the woman he sleeps with seriously, but it's not like she's taking him seriously as well. But I said, man, you could be a little bit more kind to the lady. I mean, my goodness. But she got to stop with this obsession. I don't quite understand how she's this obsessive, but she was okay when Brady visited in town those few days she did. Also, we have Tate who got kicked out of school, so something like that. So, so I'm thinking probably he's going to get – I actually like the conversation with Brady and Teresa. They were arguing, and then he said he has to apologize for how he was acting, and he said, you know what, you are good, mother. You know what she said? She said, I've been a single mother my whole this whole time here. And then he said, you know what? I apologize. You've been a good mother. So he just don't want to be in a relationship with her, but I like him acknowledging, you know, you have been holding the floor down. Because he kind of, but the crazy thing is, I kind of feel he's telling a tiny bit of the truth when he said, did you allow this to happen in our son for y'all could both come to say? I actually believe that. Do I believe Teresa is a bad mother? No. 
But unfortunately, the way they have right and Teresa, they have kind of regressed the character to the point. I'm like, she, she didn't even care about, based on what we've seen, she was supposed to come back to the funeral, come to the funeral for one day, then go back the next day to get taped. She says, you know what? I'm going to stay and see them a little bit longer. And I'm thinking as she's saying this, don't you have a son out of town? And you over there mm-hmm. flying. So, you're, so technically, unfortunately, the way they are writing it, she said, Tate, you're going to get expelled from school so we could both come to Salem and be forced to That's how I'm seeing it. I could be wrong. She's been a good mother this whole time, but i got to go by what's written here. And it's written that she cared more about getting back with Brady than her son. And it does also make me wonder if this dude is going to get aged since Brady was like, I'm going to bring him back. I'm like, what take yeah. are you bring it back from school? You got expelled. Yeah, I'm assuming you're getting expelled in elementary. That, that doesn't seem about right. So I'm assuming you, you're going to get AEA. So I'm curious to where this is going. But in the sequence that this whole, so uh, Candace, what's your thoughts on this? Okay, so first and foremost, they are Agent Tate. I think we saw that announcement, which thank you because I've been asking for a age Tate to come back to Salem and yay! So I'm I'm kind of excited a little bit. I'm not going to get too much of my hopes up. Teresa, 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 Teresa. I do feel as though they've taken Teresa five steps behind. Like she reminds me of when she first started on this show, where she was too much like a low grade. Like she was scheming to get her way. I do wonder though, what is she up to? Like in all honesty, and I'm pretty sure everybody saw what's about to go down. And I keep thinking about Teresa. It's like, okay, so you're doing all this to make Brady jealous? Really? It seems like you're taking a page out of somebody else's book. I'm not going to say no names, but y'all know who I'm talking about. Okay. Um, what else am I going at with this? I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm intrigued with that part of, like, what is Teresa? Always nice to see Shane. I didn't, did y'all know he was coming? Yeah, because the promo, but that was it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Other than the promo, but we didn't. Know. No. Hey, Days, yeah, I will say this. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give you some props here, Days. And that is how you do it. Don't tell me six months from now that such such is coming. Tell me, give me two weeks' notice, or heck, so just surprise my ass. Okay, I don't care. But I I enjoy that, and yeah. But my question is, hey, Days. Um. I know, I, I know we're coming to the end of Jen Lilly's run as Teresa because she did post on on. But um, ha, has she had any scenes with her sister yet? Did they go and visit poor Eve in the hospital? I'm I'm asking for a friend. They didn't even have her. Teresa is so Brody is Brady crazy right now. She can't even see her own sister. <sighs> Visit her well, she yeah. had a trash bag. She tried to take her son from her, so no. Well, still. Well, you know these I mean, right. I mean, I mean, we got, I mean, hey, I'm grateful that we had um, Andrew and her have, you know, I need, the, I need the kids together. You know, I need to see the children. You know, I need to see how Shane would handle Eve. Be like, like, you know, I just, I, and I do feel like Teresa is, she is going through a lot right now, but I need to know, I need to know. Like, I feel as though there's something involved. It's something. I don't know what it is. 
what else was the of the topic? You see, Brady, that yeah, was, Brady was saying good. that she was a good mother. Um, and the, yeah, the big really takeaway is Alex take out. Victor, all this stuff yeah. isn't the same. Everything with this, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I may be the only one, but I'm kind of invested in the, with the aftermath of the funeral because we kept saying, like, there's a lot of questions. Again, with Vivian, I'm looking at Vivian. I'm looking at Teresa. I'm looking at what, what else is going on that all of this is about to pop off. Like, it's just something I, I don't know, and I guess we're going to find out. But I'm, I'm intrigued by those. I'm like, hmm. Teresa, Teresa, Teresa. Teresa. Kim, Kim, your thoughts on this one? Um, with Teresa and Alex, I actually was not surprised or shocked that he acted like that. He was kind of like nonchalant. And even she was taken aback, like, well, okay, <laughs> you know. But still, though, she wanted some kind of something from him. But I actually was not surprised at that because maybe deep down he knows that she was just doing that to get back at Brady. So I don't really know um, where they're going to go with this. But I am sad to see Jen go and leave the role now um, and get whoever, you know, is going to be put in her place. But um, I don't I don't even know where they're going to go with that. It is hard to if they're going to do a little triangle with him, her and Brady, the way Brady, yeah, okay, yeah, he kind of lightened up with her at the pub. He did. He lightened up to her. and He apologizes, which is good. Um, kudos to him for doing that. But, uh, I mean, I'll have to see. I'm just going to wait till the new actor steps in the role and just see how it goes before I judge anything or before I say I don't like it or that I don't care. So the jury's still out, but we'll see how it goes. I just want her to kind of like break away from that obsession that she has with Brady mm-hmm. and trying to get back at him, you know, for everything. That's a little frustrating. So, like I said, we'll see where they go with it, where they go with this. Um, and hopefully, because he is lightening up to her, um, that she won't be like, oh, okay, great. This is an end for me to get back with Brady or become jealous that I definitely would not like that. So, again, we'll see how that goes. And then with the whole um, Vivian and that stuff, you know, that <laughs> I I think Jay has said it too. I think all of you did too. Vivian definitely is bringing life to this whole storyline and everything. It just the whole Maggie and and um, Julie. Those those were just amazing. And again, Vivian, she's just hilarious and everything. I love seeing her on screen. She's bringing the fire and just the the that villainous type thing, and I absolutely love it. So I'm here for everything that she's trying to do. She's trying to put someone in the position, you know, for the company. I just, I'm excited to find out how everything's going to unfold, how, if they, what's going to be in that, that just, just everything, the veiling of the suitcase and just or the briefcase, I should say, just information they find out of the will. It's just, I'm just excited. I'm really looking forward to these scenes. I am so excited about these scenes for what's to come. I, I, it was good. They were good this week. Yeah. I mean, sorry, I'm sorry, Daphne, sorry. Okay, so first of all, let me just talk about Brady. Brady was just horrible to, to Teresa the beginning of the week. I mean, the stuff that he just said, even if I was in love with him or wanted him back, I would have said deuces. No matter how you come back, you apologize, you say I'm a good mother, blah, 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 and all of that. I got see, I think Alex's 
Alex has kind of met his match with Teresa with all of this this sexuality and stuff. There's nothing wrong with being that. But sometimes when you see yourself in other people, I wondered did that push that that kind of make make Alex pause a little bit um, with this. Um, I was like, okay, so I'm also loving how Days has now is not giving spoilers six months ahead. We didn't know that Sean Shaughnessy was coming back. We, you know, until like the weekend of when we saw the promo. And I, I, I'm okay with that because sometimes when I hear stuff or when we get stuff that's happening six months in advance, and if and if you don't like it, you're not giving it a chance to to work because you what you think may be happening may not happen. So I kind of want to say kudos to them for keeping certain stuff secret and quiet now. Now, Teresa, I think Teresa has done something. You can't tell me she opened up that lab, that, that suitcase because she was trying to open it up. I think she did something. I think she's in cahoots with whom I don't know. Um, but to find out that um, she's not, she got, she don't have any feelings for, for, for Alex or the cover, I was like, okay, this is the Teresa we kind of know back in from 1972. So, okay, that's, that's, that's really? that. You know, let me talk about, let me talk about Vivian. V to the I to the V-I-A-N. When she walked into that building and took her name and put her name on that door, and she sat there and she swung, she told Chad, we going back old school. We go deal drugs. I hollered. I laughed. <laughs> I, said, oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if she really meant that or not. But for all the people out there, I saw on Twitter, why is Vivian making this up? Excuse me, Vivian is not making this up. Victor Kiriakis used to be a bad guy. And when I say a bad guy, he ran guns. He's not like Sonny where he's a, he was a monster with the morals, with the moral compass, and he just, you know, he only gets blackmailed into doing guns and stuff. Victor Kiriakis did guns. He did drugs. He did porn. He had strip. He was a bad mofo. And with that, and, I, and, you, and you liked him being that kind of villain who caused up stuff for the Bradys, the Horton, for everybody in town, you know, with all of that. And then to find out that Caroline was his love and they, they had a kid. To me, it was like, you mean she dealing with Victor Kiriakis? You know, upstanding, but that's another story. But I'm just saying, I love that. Now, I'm going to tell you what else I loved. I loved Vivian coming in and she hugging on John. Oh, my adopted nephew and John hugging her back. And it's like, and then turn, what you want, Vivian? And then she was like, well, you didn't come to visit me in, in jail. And he was like, well, why didn't you? And he was like, because I didn't want to. I'm loving, I'm loving these people the way they connect to Vivian because it's old school connections because people on Twitter were saying, well, why is John hugging her? Why is John, why is John Black doing all of this? And I'm like, at one point, 
that was her quote-unquote nephew. He was an Alamein. There was a whole, that's one of the retcons for this. And she still treated him like an adopted son, and they got that love-hate relationship. I love that. Oh, by the way, I love that, that, that um, what's his name, Quit. Chad Quit. Um, I, and I liked how she said, oh, John, I need you to come in and run Titan for me, be my COO, and all of this I was having, and he's saying no. And then it's like she's going down her list of people. I thought it was hilarious. I also thought it was hilarious when she brought the box of those little – I want to say, Lord, I'm probably going to get – going to get – I'm probably going to get karma for this, but Vivian – I agree with you. Them little figurines of Maggie's will freak somebody out. She got too many of them. I, I get you, but I love that she brought the figurines over to Maggie's house, and I love that, that Julie said, this is my house, and put her out. And then she goes to Alex and is like, Alex, I need you. You know, you the, oh, you're my first daughter. I was like, no, she had two other. No, wait, wait, wait. Alex was her third choice because you remember she went to Philip. Philip and she was like Philip and Philip was like, oh uh, no. Um so I just it's the way they the Louise Sorrell plays Vivian that just gives me all sorts of nostalgia. It's it's giving me life. I'm when I'm looking at it and I see when I see Louise is on that day's episode, I know I'm gonna get some one liners. I know I'm gonna get some zany stuff that's gonna be going on. So I can't wait, and I don't think Vivian is going to be there for a long time because I know she doesn't want to be contract, and if I'm her age, I don't want to be contract either, but I will come and give you 12 weeks every every so often so I can keep my SAG card and my insurance. Um, I'm not going I'm not, I'm not to hold the role, you know, so if somebody else needs to come in and play when I can't, that's fine. But I'm just saying, I just love Louise well and how they got and how she's playing this character, and I can't wait to see what else is going to happen with this. Anything else before we head to the boat? Uh, Port Charles, actually. Oh, one more thing. One more thing. We have, we have um, Tia. Oh, okay. Tia, I'm going to have to agree with you. See, I was loving the whole John Robichon, Robichuck, how whatever uh, how yeah. you pronounce mm-hmm. his last name. Man, you got me sitting over here thinking that they need, why they not, you know, I love me some Dick Van Dyke, but I'm sitting over here thinking in the back of my mind, you know, Tia is white, why are they not doing a DNA test? And I'm going to say, I love me some Patch, because Patch was kind of questioning it. And I'm going to say this, I also didn't mind the conversation between Kayla and Stephanie and um, Patch and and Kate and um what's his name about being getting married and you getting and Kayla you getting too close to these children you doing wife duties and girlfriend prices um and everything so I kind of love that little dialogue with that so yeah thank you for that because it's, I don't my issue with Steve is that I thought he was gonna say oh did you get that DNA test like John John's like I'm gonna be honest he deserved to get scammed because he's just an idiot I I don't feel bad for a person <laughs> being as idiotic as him I can't wait till he find out this ain't his father we'll see you at 90 looking for your father number eight so John I just can't oh that's disgusting uh, let, let's head over to Port Charles okay yeah. What an idiot and not going to do a DNA test, but you bring the whole family reunion to meet this fool. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, all right. That makes sense to me. Stick me and Dyke. Okay. Hey, hey Sam. Sam. How is it going? Uh, I'm pretty good. How are you? <clears throat> cool. I, 
I have my voice back, so that's good. Okay. Oh, I didn't know you lost your voice. Okay. Happy well, I had COVID, and I um, just want to tell everybody out there. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't need. You didn't need. You. You didn't need to say it. I just said I didn't know you would think you'd be like, well, I was. Well, let's go to GH. I didn't know you to disclose that information. I don't, care. I don't care who knows I had COVID. All I'm going to say is, <laughs> gonna say is saying when you posted that clip, I was like, oh, my Lord. This is sound like somebody's reading erotica. I was like, she got this deep. And let me talk about GH. I was like, okay, girl, you go for it. Yeah, I sounded real sexy the last couple of weeks. It's pretty remarkable, <laughs> considering. Sam, Sam, I actually do have one question for you before you head into GH. Do you have any favorite Billy Miller scene from General Hospital? Um, favorite scenes? I think like yeah, yeah. You know, I always liked his scenes with Becky and oh, the okay. scenes when he was first figuring out who he was before we knew he was Jason. When we were still calling him Jake. Jake Doll, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I liked his scenes a lot with Sam, too. Like, I, I think um, he was a good Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Were you in the liaison scene at that time? When sorry? When he first came in? Were you in the liaison scene when he first came in or no? Frank no, I mean, I was back. I used to be a liaison fan I, years ago when they were still a liaison to be a fan of. But, um... No, I mean, I wasn't rooting for it only because she was lying to him because she figured mm-hmm. out who he was. So I wasn't really rooting for it. However, as most people forget, he did fall in love with her, not even yep. knowing who he was. So what can mm-hmm. you do, right? And, Same um, but I, I liked his, his Drew Kane a lot, you know, and I think the things he did with that character – like he went from like one, he went. His play basically played three characters, you know. So mm-hmm. he's just, you know, kind of. I was sad when he left because I thought he was such a good actor and he had such good potential for more story and. Um, yeah, the stuff with Oscar, the stuff with mm-hmm. Oscar, you know, and um, Franco, and I think you know there was so much potential. Um, so it was too bad yeah, the character you, you, went away. You know, it's crazy that you said that because I was talking to um, Candace the other day and I was like, um, I'm not sure if you've seen like Hudson West when he said the best TV dad ever. And this is what I'm saying. How in the world did they forget about Jake? And like, th- th- and this is the problem with this version. And it's nothing against, it's not, I don't even blame Cameron Madison. You just, you, how do you strip away Drew relationship with Liz and Jake? Jake knew him as a father for what, like three, four years. He knew him as his dad. So it is kind of weird yeah. that they stripped that out. Cause when Hudson West said that, I said, oh yeah, he was his dude father for about four years. So I agree. Even, the way they even with, um, <laughs> With the oldest, <clears throat> with Cameron, there's some scenes that uh-huh. people were both seeing when when Franco was, um, I don't know if he was in the hospital or, I don't know, something happened to Franco. Yeah, was that one? And um, they, he was he was there for the kid. You know, the kid was really because the kid because at that point Cameron didn't really like Franco, but he but he was starting to, and mm-hmm. you know Drew was there for him too because he was his son's friend and he watched these kids grow up you know so I think yeah they did they have been really 
ignoring that. I mean, but then again, they've ignored his relationship with a lot of people that he yep. that Drew was close with. He should have more. He should have had way more stuff to to do with Elizabeth. You know, because mm-hmm. him and Franco were like brothers, quote unquote, towards the end there. And he comes back, Franco's dead. We we got a mention of that, but there wasn't, a, you know, him going over and saying, Liz, if you need me, you know, I don't know. Maybe yeah. there was, and I, I just see, wasn't. I agree with no, you. No, there, agree. there wasn't. And it's funny you say that, Sam, because T and I had that conversation. That's the thing. I don't care that he's paired up with, you know, you know who. But my issue is it's at the expense of every other relationship. You can't tell me that it doesn't make sense that he would not have a scene with Elizabeth and, and the kids, no. Right. And, he mm-hmm. was, you know, so there's just a lot of little things, yeah, they've just ignored. But that doesn't really have anything to do with Billy Miller right. so much, I guess. But I'm just really sad about the whole thing. Like, I don't know Billy from the Y&R days or whatever because I but I knew who he was obviously because everybody knew who he was <laughs> um mm-hmm. Killer Miller everybody talked about him he was like the big rising star in 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 um not just soap operas but he could have gone on to huge things right but I just really, I'm just really sad about it because anyone who struggles with mental illness knows that that's always <clears throat> something that's there you know and not to get too morbid, mm-hmm. but a lot of us who have our own challenges have had those thoughts, but we've always had something that could pull us back, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm just sad because he's so young and so handsome and so talented, <laughs> and obviously everybody loved him. It just wasn't enough. So I just find the whole thing very, very tragic and sad. But I do have like, I was watching some clips online of him from GH and it just, you know, I know everyone was just giving him trouble the whole time he was on there for mumbling or whatever, but I never really had a problem with it because I always watch with the closed captioning on. But (laughs) I just feel like it was just, maybe it's because we're looking at a different Drew now. It's just, it's really hard to watch those old scenes with him because he, I don't care what anybody says, he really put his all into that show. So, and mm-hmm. I feel bad for all of his colleagues at both show all the shows he's ever worked on, because obviously it's been hard on all of them. And I think sometimes the fans don't make it easy, but I think as a collective in general, it's been pretty good. And there's just been a few really sad parts to this whole tragedy. So that's all I would really say. But um, I did really enjoy him being on General Hospital. And the whole thing just makes me sad. So nicely but, said. But the, the voice celebrate. sounds good during that speech. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> just celebrate. Just celebrate what he did because that's the best way to remember him. Don't remember how it ended. Just rem- and but you know, I'm sure this will be talked about, hopefully, in a more positive way in the future, so people can. It's hard when your favorite um, stars die. You know. Mm-hmm. I won't tell you the one that still makes me cry, and every time I think about it, I I get depressed. But I know it's hard, and but you just got to remember that we don't own those people. Their families are the ones that are the most important. So, mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. Mm-hmm. So anyway, General Hospital. Woo! <laughs> I was caught up early this week. It's pretty surprising for me. So, um, <clears throat> we had Charlotte. 
Charlotte. She is really evil. Mm. I kind of thought maybe she was going to be, but then they kind of backed off from that. Charlotte was seen on the security cameras by Nina and Valentine trying to get, or she did get into Anna's room. We don't know what she did when she was in the room because there's no security cameras in the room. Anna is at the point now where she finally went to Sonny and said, can you please give me some protection because this is just getting out of hand. And he's like, yeah, of course. She had, he had offered before, but she had turned him down because, you know, she's Anna. Um, this week we also had um, Trina and Spencer planning a romantic getaway. Portia's not too pleased when she heard that news from Curtis. Curtis has a big mouth and he needs to shut it. And Drew was attacked in the prison showers. <laughs> oh. Sorry, I have a lot of... Uh, thoughts on that one. Gregory um, told Tracy about his ALS, but he still hasn't told his son. He's going to look into getting a, a new doctor, too, which I don't really understand, but we'll get to that later. Willow is back at GH, and she her first act was to help Sam get Sasha's toxicology report, which actually proved that she was being given something to interact with her antidepressants, which is good for me to know, because now I'm on the same one she was on, and I won't take this one that the doctor gave her. And Blair Kramer was in town. She is Marty's ex, and she was in town to meet with her co-conspirator, Tracy. And apparently she'd been doing the, do with, uh, doing the deed with David Vickers, which I just can't even picture, but it made me laugh anyway. Probably shouldn't make me laugh because we all know who my favorite couple in soap opera history is. And it's not Blair and not David Blair. Vickers. <laughs> <laughs> And so let's start with this whole Charlotte. Why Charlotte's so evil? Because she is Helena's granddaughter. This is the thing I think they keep forgetting. <laughs> Maybe sometimes it's not how you're raised. Sometimes it's just that evil blood in you. <laughs> uh, Charlotte obviously misses her mother a lot. And her father, she's living with uh, Sam and Dante. Let's just set up the whole issue here whether she should be this angry it's enough to try to destroy Anna's life no but what does everybody think do you think she really trashed that room or do you think this is a red herring of some kind well I would say this um I am okay with being evil kids being evil because we have too many good kids I don't like bad kids but I think for soaps in the future it's okay especially with Charlotte is because I should be quite honest I see more potential in evil with her when Lulu was alive because she was like, I don't really care about you, Mom. I want to be around Valentine when he was literally at the worst. So she was more like she had the most potential of turning evil. But I am going to need a motivation as to why in a person who's never done wrong to her, you're burning down the house, you're doing this and this. But it is a little confusing to know if it's a red hearing or not. Is she getting, like, possessed or something by the, by the card that she's reading? And I don't quite right. know. It does feel like I need to know. A little Generally, bit more, but, yeah, like, I'm okay. Like, in, yeah, in general, for the character, I'm I'm happy. I, I think it's interesting that she will be evil, especially since she's now involved with Jake. But I do need some motivation because at this point, I have one percent sympathy for this lady, this little evil child, the good son. I guess it'd be the good daughter. I guess this would be called this movie. So I'm gonna just need a a lot more to know what to think on this one. 
And I got to say, Valentine face, face depression this whole week had me dying. When he's just looking at her like, are you serious? Just, I was just laughing at Valentine. Oh, yeah, when she said that, I guess you didn't. You don't know me very well, Daddy, <laughs> or Papa. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> like looking like, oh, my God, this devil child. <laughs> what the heck? It, it just had me laughing, especially when he first took her out of in the room, and he, she's just staring there, and he's just looking at her face like, um... And I'm curious for you, uh, um, Sam, for me, I told Carrie, the second I seen Nina Valentine impressions, I knew it was Charlotte. Was that the same for you? Did you say, oh, this is definitely her body expression? Yeah, I think so, because it, because that was why they had them both there, because who would yep. be the, shock, the most shocked by that would be those two. And Because um, um, no matter what anyone says, Nina's still quite the mother figure to Charlotte. It, you know, mm-hmm. like, she was her stepmother, but... Yeah, I was like, oh, my God. And just the look on Valentine's face. I mean, JPS, JPS needs, a, like, a an Emmy just for that face he made. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, and the, when he covers his mouth with his hands. We also, I hearken back to that conversation from, like, two weeks ago, too, when she's like, just you and me, Papa? And I said, oh, because we were all talking on phone or spaces or whatever. I said, I, and I remembered that conversation. So that's kind of what sensed it for me. Didn't see it, but I saw that scene. And just to let you know, Sam, we have Jay, Daphne, Kim, obviously Candace. I think all the time with us, right? Jay, Kim, Candace, Daphne. Oh, awesome. Sweet. All my favorite people. Okay, <laughs> so... <laughs> So what is everyone, who who wants to go next? I'm not going to pick anyone. Just tell me who wants to go next. Yeah, well, Candace, do you want to go? Do you have anything to say about Shar Shar? That's not. We'll move along. Is Candace still here? Yeah, she, Kim. Oh, yes, she is. But okay. Kim, what okay, do you think so about Shar Shar? Oh, go ahead, Kim, first. Oh, I, I, you know, it actually shocked me, too, when it was Charlotte. Now, I know I saw the expressions on both their faces in the office, but I was like, wait a second. <laughs> it might be Charlotte, but why, though? Wait a second. No, it can't be. It just can't be. But then when they kept going back and forth between the scenes with her and Anna and then back to Valentina and Nina, I'm like, wait a second, are they setting this up? <laughs> then when I, then I started to notice the dynamic, and I don't know, like, I, I, I thought, I was like, well, since when did she not like Anna? I mean, I know, I guess she, I guess I could say that she tolerated her, I guess, but you can just tell that she was a little bit short-winded with Anna and just kind of just short with her and just kind of like, ugh. You know, just kind of just a little snarly, I guess. And I was like, huh, maybe this is why. Maybe, you know, she definitely came to my papa and this and that and the other. She was just making any windows. And I'm like, well, maybe she doesn't like Anna. She doesn't like want to include Anna. And I guess Nina was trying to pick that out of her, too. And she notices it as well. So I don't know if she wants her papa and Nina to get back together. I know she really loves Nina, but. I don't know what what I'm, I'm thinking. What did Anna do? Well, I guess it doesn't even really matter if that person didn't do anything, you know, to you or whatever. If you really don't want them to be with your parent, then you're just gonna act like that. But I was actually shocked. I really was. So I don't know. I'm hoping and hoping and, and praying that Nina was right. Well, she was like, well, you know, we just never know. There's still no proof, you know. Yes, she was there, but. Actually, see what happened in, in, in the suite and everything. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just holding out hope for nothing, but 
I'm just I'm shocked at this. I'm so curious to find out what's gonna happen. This is and if it is, I'm I'm this is good stuff. I'm liking this storyline. Okay, Daphne. Okay, so I've always thought that little Charlotte should be the next Helena Helena incarnate because you always need to have I always feel like sometimes you need to have somebody new bringing in, you know, being evil and all of that stuff. Because I used to love all of the shenanigans and stuff, even though they were wrong as heck, um, you know, that the Helena used to do. But you got to remember, her daddy isn't all this clean cut either. Her grandfather is Victor Cassadine. Her father... I mean, her father, her grandfather is Victor Cassadine. Her grandma is Helena. So the girl really ain't got nothing much. She got more Cassadine in her than she does Spencer, and that's who she's been raising with, and she's seen it. Now, let me just say this, though. I'm sitting over here trying to give Charlotte 5% sympathy. And, of course, <laughs> I'll give Francia has to open my eyes and say, wait a minute. We haven't, you can't say that because we don't know, this is not like, this is not like when it was Spencer. We don't know why she don't like Anna. And I was like, you know what? Why? Well, you know what? I kind of believe you right there. Because sometimes I will fast forward or say, you know what, General Hospital, if I catch you, I catch you. If I don't, I don't. So I'm, I'm to the point now, I need to know Charlotte's motivation. I need to know what's the reason. If it's the reason that I said before where it's not really about Anna, it's about Anna, she's feeling that Anna is taking her father away, then I can go for that because this child has been through some stuff. She was kidnapped by her grandfather. She was taken away from her father. Her father placed her over there with her stepfather. Come on there. You over there with Dante and Sam living? And your daddy in town? So if they, if they tell me that, then I'm okay with this. But I don't believe Charlotte has done everything. I don't think Charlotte was doing the shooting. I agree with Anna. I think no. this is two separate issues. I almost want to say that I'm not – I almost want to say that Charlotte didn't burn the house down. But well, is she did, some shoes I'm, that look like men's shoes going into the house? Like I just remember. Unless that's Jake. I will say that we have to remember the begin I'm not sure the beginning of the storyline. I see this is the thing was Chris and Dan. I'm curious if the short the Charlotte stuff, because for what I heard, I have to look back on it. That right now this is none of Chris Dan Chris and Dan stuff, but the time of the shooting it yeah. was. So I am curious if if this is Charlotte, mm-hmm. was it always her or is it the, the scrap writers now said okay? Mm-hmm. Well Frank is telling them these ideas, so I don't quite know if I could even take the foot thing seriously since we are dealing with new writers mm-hmm. now. So that's yeah, but I'm now, but I'm gonna say this so the um, you gotta remember the hook killer. The hook killer went from being male to female mm-hmm. and to being on vacation. So I, I, I don't know. I'm just hoping that you know Charlotte is just the person who broke in and said get away, and that it's not she didn't set the house on fire. But if she did set the house on fire, I'm thinking that what's his name, Jake, may have had help or she may have been her little helper. Um, to help her with this, so I, but I don't know. But I'm interested to see what's going to happen with this. I am. Unless it's all Jake and she's just helping him. But I don't know why Jake would have a problem with Anna. So 
I, I mean, like that. That would be digging even deeper. <laughs> like, like she never did anything to either one of his parents, so I don't really know why Jake would. But why? If it, Jake has nothing to do with it, why is it suddenly that her and Jake have this little friendship going on? They're dating or something. Very strange. I don't know. Uh, is Candace here? I am here. Okay, what do you have to say about your Shar Shar? My little Shar Shar, old Shar Shar, have have you grown into a menace with society? I'm okay for it, but I do feel as though there's somebody. I feel as though she's not the one who set the fire and did it. I think somebody else has done it, and she's like the little lap dog. I don't know. Um, I am curious because I saw those tarot cards. Correct me if I'm wrong. What did Victor give Sam? Wasn't tarot cards too? Or no? One. He was using. T- um, was he using because a tarot that was for Drew? For the Drew mind control. Right. So I'm, but and I'm looking at her with these cards, and I'm like, it. Oh. It's maybe. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. right. No, I'm thinking maybe maybe he had her little brain altered while he had right. her off at school. Right. Yeah, that would make more I'm, sense than her. Because I'm just thinking it's like nobody would think that little Shaw Shaw would do something like this. And, again, her being so, like, she wants dad all to herself. That could be cute, but it also could be dangerous, too. So I'm, like, looking at her. I'm like, who are you working for? Or who 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 mind warped you, or something like that? Again, we don't know if this was the original plan or not. Um, but I'm I'm in for it. I do want to see what she does because I feel as though this is a setup for Lulu. I keep because th- they've been dropping Lulu's name but so much. Know, I'm just like, yeah, okay. yeah. So Sorry, I but don't I just know had a because what? remember oh. Jake Jake was being held. On cast, uh, right. where was it? And maybe on, his on brain got old, Maybe his brain got turned to scrambled eggs too. I, I'm starting to wonder if they're little soldiers. If you know, was they programmed to you know detonate and cause some havoc or something like that? But would the writers actually remember so the Jake stuff? Hannah, but Anna first, I don't know because Helena would have had probably, bigger targets probably, than Anna. I guess to get to what to. To somehow get to Valentine, it's like to go before you go to Valentine, you go to, through the people that mean something to him. I mean, if we're going to see Jake, if we're going to start seeing Jake again, then I'm all for whatever they want to do. If it's just, and then if he if he is like they have to deprogram him and Charlotte, we'll get to see maybe maybe Liz will be able to get away from Finn for a while. Hallelujah! 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 Amen. I'm for it. Can we? Can we? Can we pull Rams send the number? Number. Jay, is Jay here? Jay, do you want to? He should be. He's he's playing outside projects, Call of Duty. What did you say? I'm not. I am. I am here, and um, I do not play Call of Duty. Thank you. Can can you can Um, you be more um, excited to being on the show? I mean, this is you know a great show. It's an award you know nominated show. I mean, could you be a little bit? Listen, listen, Jay. Just because we mentioned Finn doesn't mean you have to act like him. 
Actually, he acted better than Finn, to be honest. He emoted. Um, you get you get what what you get what I can uh, give tonight. Um, okay, so that's the general hospital on both sides. As far as the story, um, I'm actually intrigued by it. Um, do I think that Charlotte did all this stuff? No, but I think that um, she's a great red herring. I think that she is pulling shenanigans. Um, but I think that it's a this a bit it's a bigger story going on here as far as you know what's going on with Anna. Um, I think that this is just a distraction from the real story. I think that um, Charlotte obviously misses her mother, um, and probably resents the fact that she's living with Sam and Dante and not with her father. So I think that's what she's doing. Acting out, I would would not mind if Lil Jake was involved in it. Uh, it's time for us to have some, you know, bad kids on the show. Um, other than um, Esmeralda, uh, I think we need to have some, uh, some, um, you know, some interesting little brats on the show. Start pulling shenanigans. So I would not mind if Jake was involved in this. Um, but I'm not mad at the story, honestly. I'm not mad at the Charlotte twist. Um, it's something, so I can't really get mad at it. Right. I can't get mad at that either. I Because I, I think it just added a little bit of oomph to something, you know, like, just like, mm-hmm. what? oh, I didn't see that coming, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm not really, like, I know someone in our chat asked, "Team, are you Team Anna or Team Charlotte? I'm just Team giving me a good story. Anna can protect her damn self. I just want to know what the hell's going on, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I can't see that, because for all we know, Charlotte is a victim too, right? So, I don't think so. I mean, I mean, you know, I'm hoping it's just that she's just Helena Jr., but whatever. All right, so moving along. So we had some Trina and Spencer kissy poo poo action this week. I know not everybody loves that, but they're planning a little romantic getaway to go to Manhattan, and they're going to see a show, and they're going to go out for dinner. And Trina told her her dad, quote unquote Curtis, oh. that you know that she's starting to fall in love with Spencer, and that you know they're close, but she doesn't really. You don't want to tell her mom all this stuff too soon because your mom might find a reason for her not to go or whatever. So what does Curtis do? Oh, Portia. Uh, yeah, so uh, Trina's going to be going off on a little trip with Spencer. Then Portia was acting all nice to Esme and the baby. He can't really be mean to that baby. He's so cute. But <clears throat> I don't know. I'm just kind of fed up with Portia's, the way she keeps looking at everybody. Like, mm. I don't know. A bullet for Portia? Mm, wow. I don't know. <laughs> I agree. Well, oh, God. Go for it, Kim. If yeah. Kim has some stuff to say about somebody getting shot up, go ahead, Kim. I would love to be the one to pull the bullet out on Portia. What? Kim can, Sam. Yeah, absolutely. I, <laughs> she is so annoying. We got spaces, so Kim, tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? She... 
she deserves all the bullets and then some. What? You know, I just, she does. <laughs> She's just so frustrated. She's so annoying. And then she has the nerve to say, you know, after Esme was like, well, you know, after all the horrible things I've done, everything, you're, even she was like, you're just so nice to me. And she's like, well, I mean, you have changed, right? Like, she's going to say, yes, I sure have. I mean, she have, of course. Like, like she was going to say, no, I have not. In fact, I'm going to shoot you right now. Like, of course she's not going to say that. Like, I, it's just frustrating. She, I just really wish she had at least a little bit more, um, just uh, ups, just kind of like that standoffish. Of course, be that be the doctor you are, help your patient, and of course, the cute little baby aids, obviously. But this is just just because you hate sisters so much, you are just willing to just try to scheme. I don't. And then the conversation with Curtis, I don't know. Even he was shocked. Like, um, okay, you I you took that a little bit <laughs> more better than what I thought you would. Oh, you know, like I said, we can't push our daughter. They never stopped you before. So what's happening? What is what's concocting in that head of yours? I don't get it. So I don't know. I really can't read her now. She, the actress, Brooke, she's doing a wonderful job playing that role because I don't know. I can't read her. So we don't know if she has something planned. She's seeing something. She's gone. At first, I thought she was going to say, oh, you know what? If you want, I can babysit, baby ace. <laughs> well, you deserve a nice trip to New York. I just, I'm just, just like, oh, she better not say nothing like that. I just, I don't know. She's just so annoying. And I just, either way, either way, Portia, just stay where you are at GH and just let your daughter have a life. Let her live and let her be. Whatever mistakes you think she's going to make, let her make them. That's your child. That's when they grow up. That's what you don't have any kids or anything, but you have to let them live and learn. You know, you raise her well. She knows right from wrong or whatever. So let her just experience life and the boy she's she in love with. You know, I'm glad she revealed that to Carter too. So I'm just excited for them to go to New York. I'm happy finally getting these scenes. I'm just excited. I, I love, you know, I'm a huge Sprina Nation, Sprina fan. So I, I'm just excited. But Portia, yeah, all the bullets and more. And Curtis, oh, you yeah. too, for being a snitch. So not much more can add. He already got a bullet, though, Curtis did. So. Uh, he yeah, and, he, and he's suffering for now. I think the dude's <laughs> having a lot. You know what? I don't want to suffer more. Uh, you know, I'm going to defend Curtis. To me, I think this was probably Curtis and Trina's best scene that they've ever had because it felt... It, it didn't feel like it was just too much like these other scenes. Even when she called him Curtis one time, I said, yeah, can you keep calling him Curtis? Because I can't deal with this dad business right now. It's too quick. But I actually like the scenes, and I like that she was able to open up to him. And I like for the first time since Trina was talking to one of these guardians that they didn't judge Spencer. And it made sense because he was the one on the Hunter Star when he pretty much said, I, I seen I didn't like Spencer at first, but in the Hunter Star, when I seen that, what he did for you, that made me change my perspective. So I actually truly did enjoy the scenes and that she was able to open up. And I even like the Curtis and Trent, the Portia scene because I kind of do think Portia, whether she's 21 or something, I do think you deserve to know where your kid at. I'm, I'm sorry. I just do. I could like Spencer and Trina, but also think Portia has the right to know where her daughter is. Uh, that's just me. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that she know, and I think that she did. <laughs> and, and, it was, and it was a sad scene where she actually did. She was lying to Curtis. She said, oh, I'm fine with it. And you know deep down it hurts like, oh, wow. But I'm like, Portia, it's hurting oh, because oh. look at how you act in here. You act in kind of a mess. And it's like, I understand you hating Spencer, but I don't like the underhanded stuff you did. Like when you when he was helping move her boxes and you said, oh, she don't want you here. You could leave and stuff like that. And then make it seem like he just that. left her out in the cold. Stuff like that I don't like. You can have your opinion without actively 
underhanded and interfering in it. But in general, I thought the Curtis and Trina scenes, this was their best scenes they've had, to be honest. So they were able to have that bond and just connect. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I like that they both have, they both like video games and Portia's all like, but I want to play video games. Play video. Don't teach her how to play at all. Maybe she it's nothing with them. not all about you, Portia. <laughs> if you really, if you really yeah, want geez. your husband to bond with your, with your daughter that you kept from him for years, maybe, <laughs> maybe back off, go find a book to read or something. So. Yeah. Doesn't, oh. doesn't she have a patient to see or something? I'm going to, um, oh roll. I'm gonna bring. A, I'm gonna yeah. try to bring. I know Kat wants to join in. I'm gonna. I don't know if this is gonna work. I'm gonna try real quick to bring her on. We'll see. Hey, get down. I have a cat Hi. being misbehaving. Hi, Cat. Can you hear us? Anybody hear us? <laughs> I don't think you can okay. hear me. Sorry, I can hear you guys. Oh, oh. oh hey, oh. there we. Oh, there you go. We can hear you. Hi, welcome. Oh, you can hear. Okay. It's really um, weird because it doesn't show me the mic. Oh, I'll have to. We'll have. I'll have to um, work it work out with you. I don't know why it's not showing. It's crazy. Um, are you as bad? No, as it's just me. Like, I'm just not used to this. Oh, uh, um, we're talking. What are we on? Porsche and Curtis and Trina. Are you as bad as Kim and want Porsche to get a bullet, or do you have another opinion? <laughs> no, no. And I just found Portia like really hypocritical to say that it's first do no harm when she did what she did to Oz. Like, I don't know. Portia's got some <laughs> some contradictions in her life. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, she didn't. She she's from way back. I mean, it's not like these are new mm-hmm. things that she's done either. She's a. I mean, look. Would I want my my sweet daughter to be with a Cassidyne probably not but (laughs) but like I'm not talking real world I'm talking like I'm talking like here we go this this kid is just he's done some bad things but all in all he's not evil he's not Victor or Nicholas or whoever he's not even Valentine bad you know like he's not even Nicholas bad so I think that even if like people like Ava have forgiven him for what he did and to her and like, um, you know, people have gotten over it. Why can't Portia get over it? She's the only one that can't get over it. Boy. I, the one thing I didn't like in the scenes, I, I mean, honestly, I didn't like how Spencer kept getting told no and he didn't listen, even though it was about the studying and he, it's just a joking thing. I didn't like that undercurrent of it. He doesn't respect Trina's opinion. I didn't like that part. So maybe that's what maybe that's what Portia's picking up on. I do like Portia messy though. I didn't like when they kind of like had her. I like her getting in the middle of it. So I mean, I, I wish GH had more stories that weren't about people's kids. But other than that, I, I I enjoy her kind of not necessarily her getting in the middle of Spencer and Trina, but I like her being messy and not being like kind of perfect. So I enjoyed the scenes. I think that Esme, they've got themselves in quite a corner on Esme because they've, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with that. Yeah, I, I think Ace is too cute, but yeah, I didn't really understand her like being so supportive of Esme. And I thought they were going to have Esme be jealous, but I haven't seen any of that on screen unless it's coming. But she it's didn't like try a to little stop bit anything. There. 
No, it's a little bit there. You can see her face when she overhears conversations and stuff. And mm-hmm. She's slamming yeah. stuff around in Alexis's office. But I don't think, no, I don't see crazy Esme there. Uh, uh, The one one weird thing is the upcoming scenes have the same look of Esme, like for next week. So I'm wondering if something else goes wrong because it was unusual. She just had a checkup and that scene ended, but she's in that same outfit with the same hair next week. So we'll see what that is. Oh, okay. I don't know. I, I, I get the impression they go to Manhattan, so I don't know if anything really stops yeah, them. Yeah, there's scenes of them at the hotel, so. Okay. So, uh, Daphne, what do you think of all this? You're not really big on the Brina oh, oh, train. Oh, yeah, Portia can get that straight bullet. I'm sorry. I agree with you, Kim. She could take the thing. I used you. to say that straight bullet was for Jordan, but now I'm going to give it to um I'm going to give it to Portia. And I'm and I'm just gonna say, and maybe it's because I kind of know what it's like to have that parent who is mothers you. You know, you're the only child. You you know, it's just been you and that parent. And once you turn eighteen, twenty, and you start, you know, wanting to do things on your own, your parent doesn't know how to deal with it because you've you've been the two musketeers almost. And that's how I see Portia and Trina a little bit. Portia doesn't know how to sort of let the reins, you know, let the reins loose a little bit. You can't keep her seven, Mm -hmm. which is what Portia kind of wants to do a little bit. I want to, and but see, there's not a problem with that. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that your kid gets no harm. You know, and anything that puts that comes into a harm's way of your kid, you want to exit out. You want to make sure that your kid is safe, happy, and well. But the problem is, once they hit eighteen, nineteen, and twenty, they start want to make decisions for themselves. And and I don't think Portia is at that point now where she's handling it, and she's become sort of that person a little bit. So I'm like, I I I, I like the conversations that she had with with Curtis, but Curtis, you 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 a stoley. You can't keep. You a bad refrigerator. You can't keep nothing. Mm-hmm. You don't go for that. Now for, now, for me, that would for for me, I would now have trust issues with Curtis because I would feel like I can't tell you anything yep. because the moment that I tell you something, you're gonna run over there and tell my mother. And so, you know, for that, I get why Portia doesn't like Spencer, but I don't think she realizes that the more she tries to keep um Portia, um Trina away from Spencer, the more she's gonna gravitate to him. You know, for every a bit. single time. Because, now let me you ask, know, ask, for that. ask a question because Kadine made a good point. Did either did anyone take it that Trina actually wanted Curtis to tell it, or so that she didn't have to hear Portia's <laughs> mouth? Well, he said, "I think she wanted me to tell you." I think, it, but mm-hmm. he she never said, "Don't tell mom," or "Don't tell her." I'll tell her myself. She never said that, so we don't really have any where he swore he would never tell his mom. The mom, mm-hmm. I don't think, unless I missed something, mm-hmm. I could have blinked, but. Mm-hmm. Well, I oh, still have right. an issue with Curtis telling it. Curtis telling Me it because I would have come out mm-hmm. public and said, 
would have come out point blank and said, hey, do you need, you know, I may have to tell, you know, it's kind of like my auntie used to do. You know what? I may, because I can't really lie, I may have to tell if somebody sort of axes me a little bit. I think I would have preferred mm-hmm. that. I, I don't know. I'm just having a little bit of issue with Portia being all sort of sympathetic and nice to Esme, considering mm-hmm. what Esme has done to your child. And I think that's in the back of my mind I can't process a little bit. Because if it's me and mm-hmm. I'm Portia, even if I hated Spencer, I didn't like the Cassadines, Esme would be mm-hmm. on my target list, would be on my right. target list. I'd be telling them, um, so I wouldn't be going coochie-coochie-coo. I might be going coochie-coo to the baby because you cannot. Ace is just too cute. Ace is just too sweet. You can't. He doesn't have a mean. He's not responsible for the bad things that his mom is doing. Mm-hmm. But I still could be nice to Esme because just because of what she did. My daughter almost went to jail for this. My daughter almost got kicked out. Of, and she did get kicked out of college for your shenanigans mm-hmm. and your stuff. So I, I just still couldn't be nice to Esme. I could be like Spencer Tui Tui, um, but Esme, I'm sorry. You're not getting no sympathy, no handouts or anything, not, not even a pleasant word from me, but that's just me. Though. Well, I don't know. Ace mm-hmm. is Helena's great-grandson, so, I mean, he might be evil. We don't know. <laughs> But he's a baby. But he's a baby. He's a baby. Unless he's going to be on philadelphia's passing and bottles <laughs> and stuff, I'm gonna let him. I'm, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. The benefit of the doubt that he's a baby at this point. Yeah. Okay, we'll give I him the benefit that, of the doubt. I think that. Um. I think that as I think that Portia sort of blames um Spencer for as what Esme's done. I think she hates yeah. him so much. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think she hates him so much that she's not seeing reason or logic um, when it comes to um, Spencer, and even you know being um, sort of nice to um, sort of nice to. <clears throat> Excuse me. The girl that hurt her daughter. I feel like she just blames it on Spencer, and that Spencer drove her to it. And so, um, yeah, I can see I can see where uh, that's coming from to explain why Portia's being nice to Esme. I don't like it. I think it's wrong, but I, I can see her her twisted way of thinking that Spencer is the problem, not Esme. Um, as far as Trina going to New York, she has, she's 21 years old. She can go wherever she wants to go, but she is still at that age where she's let her mother know what's going on. So, because oh, yeah. yeah. something happens to that girl. Mm-hmm. Who is the first person that mm-hmm. wants to contact her freaking mother? So Portia has a right. She she has a right to say you can't go, but she has the right to say, yep. okay, well, um, I'm going to New York or whatever. Well, they live in New York, but I'm going what Manhattan mm-hmm. or whatever. I see you when I come back. I'll turn my location on to make sure I'm alive. Period. That's it. Yep. She deserves that right. basic level of respect because that's still but, her I mean, mother and Trina. Trina is still, she's not 31, she's 21. She's still towards the child era of her life, so she has every right to know where Trina is going. Um, I don't, I did not mind the Curtis scenes, however, um, I'm not mad that that Curtis told Portia. You know, at the end of the day, that is still Portia's child. You know, when Portia gets 35 years old, 
yes, you know, she can do whatever the hell she wants. But when you're 21 years old um, and you're fresh out your mama's house in college, you have the right to tell. You, you, need, to, you need to let me know where the hell you at. Period. Um, for I course, I'm 52. Right. I have to say I'm 52 and I still tell my mom where I'm going. So mm-hmm. well, I'm if I'm leaving though. the country or um, town or something. Yeah. But I'm going to say this, though. See, you, some of you guys don't know what it's like to be sheltered. I kind of do. I used to mm-hmm. tell my parents stuff during the fact. I didn't say the things, I'm going to this place or I'm going to this place because I know my mom would stop it or my mom would have a yeah. say so. I'd be like, I'm on mm-hmm. my way to such and such a thing. And I think at this point, she kind of, I think in the back of her mind, Trina knows that her mother is going to be displeased with this, and she don't yep. want to hear it at this point. So that's why she's not telling it. So if she, so she sort of, if she's telling it of the roundabout way, now, my auntie, my auntie knew everything, but I knew my auntie wasn't going to, as soon as I left the door, tell, go to the phone and say, hey, sis, let me tell you what daddy's doing now. She didn't do it, but she would also I- tell me, look, if your mama, if your mama asks, I'm not going to lie for you. So, but I think so in the in the back of your mind that Trina doesn't want to tell her mama because she knows Portia's going to stop it. I agree that you tell, well, but a lot think, of times you don't tell before. You tell doing right. or you. I, I used to always say, I, my mom had a. We used to say it's like the FBI. You got. She had a. Well, we used to call it the need to know. When do you need to know certain things? Mm-hmm. Now, and half the time was I wrong. Probably yes, I was. But you, 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 when you that age, you're not thinking about about this. You're thinking, gosh, I got to tell my mom. I'm grown. I don't have to tell her, even though you should. And it's a good well, thing I mean, too. And I'm not sure what happened with Trina. To be fair, Trina never said she wasn't going to tell her mom. She was just waiting until yeah. closer to the weekend to tell her. So she, her mom would know where she was. She just wasn't. Giving her enough time to but, try to talk all, her out of but it. I'm not giving you any but, but here's the thing. We're forgetting one big factor, and I'm behind. But didn't she tell Curtis? So somebody does. Mm-hmm. Does Curtis not? So right. As long right. as she tells oh, for Curtis, sure. so her basis is covered, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She told her new daddy. A <laughs> new daddy yeah. needs to stay talking to mama. I think that the way it... I get, I agree with that, Carrie, but I think the history of Portia and Spencer in the past few months, I think that, and realistically to me, I think that it, it could have made the situation a little bit worse because um, you kind of kept your mom out of it, so that's going to make her worry even more. So I think that, you know, me personally, I would have told her, like, girl, whatever, stay mad, but I'm going, but you can't stop me, but, you know, just want to let you know, but we can move on to the next story. Oh, she can stop her. Portia can stop Trina. Oh, 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 yes, she can. But I just, uh, I think now they're trying to do the story of Trina using Curtis. Like, okay, Curtis is the new dad. So Curtis is, you know, going to try to be more like, all right, so I don't step on toes and be the bad dad. I'll help Trina out. But at the same time, you're causing more tension between Portia and Curtis. Where mm-hmm. Portia's probably going, Portia's going to probably say like, "Oh, okay, you don't know how it is to be a father or a parent, so you got Trina all like Trina already has you wrapped around her little finger, so you're going to let her do A, B, C, and D, but you didn't want to tell me I'm her mother." 
I'm her mother. If, I'm the one who whipped Portia her butt. Says that, and, if, and if Portia dare say that to Curtis, you know what I would say, Curtis? Yeah, why was that? Uh, what's her name? Why, why Why didn't I get to be a parent, Portia? You tell me. And that's why, that's why I said this, what Trina did, okay, yes, she should have, she, me personally, because I, because Daphne, I'm with you. I still, I mean, all of us on this phone, we still tell people where we're going at, regardless of how old we are. And if you don't, I don't know to tell you. But in this situation, I think Trina should have, should tell her mom, because again, you got Curtis in a very, like he, He's trying to get to know you, and then you do this, knowing how your mom is going to feel. And, yeah, I'm I'm like, okay, girl. I'm still getting used to her saying that. Where's Tagger at? Where, where he at? Where he, where he doing? Uh, besides besides selling cars. Somewhere. Yeah, besides selling cars to the rock. Where he at? <laughs> Have anybody seen this in-person report? Crazy. <sighs> well, he is. Real Andrews did sell a car to to The Rock. Don't you watch his Instagram stories? No, I don't. Mm. How am I supposed mm-hmm. to watch everybody's Instagram stories like you do? I mean, I ain't got time for that. I don't watch everybody's Instagram stories. Yeah, just the important people. You, so just, I'm sorry. I know you ain't talking TikTok. Okay. I don't watch nothing. <laughs> All right, we're moving right along to some other stuff because other things did happen. Um, Drew was attacked in prison by two guys. Um, it might be that I don't know, but I uh, it's making it look like that Cyrus sicked them on Drew. He's all bleeding and naked in the shower. <laughs> Did anybody ever tell you don't turn your back when you're in the shower in prison? Like, I just don't understand. Don't drop the soap. Well, yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure what's going on. Why would he have Drew attacked if he did do that? Um, of course, Carly's still trying to get her innocent boyfriend out of prison. Um, ain't nobody in that town innocent of nothing, okay? So... Um, Drew, I thought Drew was going away for a while. I didn't think we were going to see this much of him while he was in prison. But the whole point of sending him to prison was because Cameron Matheson was filming other things. But maybe I was strike wrong. happened. The strike happened right when he was getting ready to the the SAG strike. He was supposed oh. to do the Hallmark movie. Yep. So he had to just stick on the stay on the soap opera for a while. So they had to find something mm-hmm. for him to do. Okay, so does everybody think it was Cyrus that had Drew attacked? And do you think he's going to, because now he's being sent to GH to recuperate, do you think this is probably going to be how he gets set free because it's too dangerous for him to be in prison? I don't know. Maybe Cyrus is doing him a favor by having the shit kicked out of him. (laughs) Thank you, Jay. Look, it happened. (laughs) It happened. I didn't tell them to write this this bullshit, but um, I, I, did. I, yeah, I don't care. Who cares about Drew getting attacked? In, uh, I, 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 first Carly of all, cares. You know, Carly cares. Carly is Carly, sad about it. Uh, 
I, I will say, the only thing I have to say about this, if it's Cyrus, um, I will just say this. Be careful what you wish for, because I missed that ponytail, is all I'll say. Um, bring back the ponytail. Uh, you know, get you some weave or something. I'm not sure, but I need that ponytail back. Um, <laughs> but as far as... I hope they're um, recorded. Being attacked, <sighs> I don't care, honestly. Poor Drew, he'll be okay. I guess that's all we really need to say. <laughs> Although I will say I do like Cyrus better without the ponytail, but I will take the it, – it doesn't really matter to me, but I think it looks pretty good. So, uh, anybody want to or without ponytail? Honestly, or without ponytail, Cyrus is still fine. So he's still looking good. I'm liking the fact that I'm seeing Cyrus creeping around, peeking through doors. Because remember what I said before, we don't we don't get we don't get people overhearing stuff. We don't get people peeping through doors. I don't want you to be doing it like um Daisy's doing it with Chloe, you know, where somebody tells something out in the public. I want you to have that what they call in the law that reasonable expectation of privacy and you got somebody just peeking through the door. So I am loving I am loving Cyrus. I don't advocate violence, but I was like, somebody soft drew one for me too. Because I, I'm just to the point where I'm just tired of this moaning and groaning about Drew is innocent. Drew is not innocent. This man committed a crime. He committed a white collar crime. And so to answer your question, Sam, uh, what's his name? Um, Robert is going to go after the judge because they're thinking that the judge is trying to help the feds because the feds want to go after Sonny and they're using Carly and this is why the, the judge gave, gave um, Drew an extra hard sentence. I need, see, this is where I need Alexis to have her law license. I need for Alexis to come in and just snark at Carly and tell Carly, just because you plead guilty and you do a plea agreement does not necessarily mean that the judge has to accept your plea agreement. That the judge can say, yeah, I accept it, but I'm going to still give you the maximum. I'm not going to accept the time that you give. I'm going to give you other time. So to me, I'm sitting here going, all right, you committed the crime. Why are you Why are you not in jail? Why is everybody trying to get Drew out and say Drew is innocent? He committed a He committed crime with pen and paper, and that's sometimes some of the worst crimes. Now Carly is poor. She got the poor coffee, so I'm gonna let Carly go for a moment. And Jay, I will add Ava in there. Yeah, Ava needs to go to jail for the stuff that she's done too. But I'm just sitting here going, every time I see Carly on my screen going, oh, but Drew, I love you. You be safe now. You here? Come on now. You got that man, Sonny and Carly, got that man in there in jail snarking on people. What do you expect's going to happen to you when people find out that, you, that you're looking for evidence on somebody? You're going to get beat up. Yeah. So um, I have not much. I don't have much to add, to be honest. I I'm just very wary of, wary of it all. But I do like Cyrus. I like how he's peeking through doors, listening to conversation. 
Oh, I like Cyrus too. I do. I like Cyrus too. These were difficult to watch, but I do like Cyrus. I love seeing him on screen. I can't wait to see what he's going to come up with next. And but Drew did get my Kim cares. He got my Kim cares this week. Um, he was just beat up, just horribly bad. And then of course, when what sealed the Kim cares stamp of this week though was when Carly told Diane that she would definitely in a heartbeat rat on or, or let Drew just <laughs> rot in jail or whatever instead of giving up money. <laughs> so I'm like, geez. <laughs> I, I knew they had a bond and she was like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I knew they had a bond. I really, and I, and although I'm not a Carly fan, I really respect her and Sunny's relationship. Like, they're always getting out of back. And I actually appreciate that. I really like that. But sure I mean, doesn't. she was like, yeah, I love Drew, but peace. You know, I'm like, damn. It was just hilarious. Can't be not bringing your my family. <laughs> oh, what was that? I'm sorry. I said you're right. I said Drew would be out in three years. I'm not gonna snark on oh, Sonny. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, it's like, hey, he'll be okay. Drew is fine. Sonny is his family. You know, always will be. So whatever, Drew. But yeah, <laughs> because they know if Sonny goes to jail, they're all dead meat. <laughs> Exactly. So You're gonna have like, to take her kids and run. Right. I mean, oh, that's what I was like. Okay, yeah, he definitely gotta get my cares. He's just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Drew, you're such a fool. And you know, he should have just let Carly go to jail. <laughs> right. Anyways, I did. Uh, well, mm. it, it was, she would. She would have not been. Um, she would have she would have been fine in jail. Nobody oh, was gonna yeah. mess with Carly in jail. Of course. <laughs> right. <laughs> she'd have she'd make all those people her bitches, so Right. Yeah. Okay, so I I think even though the storyline's dull and nobody really cares about it, we have the best conversations about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anybody else wanna add anything? Does anybody feel bad for Drew? No, I've, no. Kim, I, 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 I'll be honest. I was one of them who was pissed that Cyrus overheard everything. So I'm, um, I'm with Kim Kiss. Are you mad that Carly that Carly won't give the goods up on Sunny to get? Um, Drew no, out? I, I think any. I think even Drew should know that with the memories he has. So yeah. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. He should still have all of Jason's like, memories. Hey, you right? mean he should know that with Jason's memories? He should. Yeah, the memories he pretend not to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jason who? He's like, Jason? I don't remember a Jason. <laughs> so Old Willow's back at GH now, and she's helping, she helped Sam get uh, the toxicology report on Sasha. Sasha and um, Cody are still hanging out at the cabin. There's some, they've been telling each other some truths, and uh, I think everything's out in the open now about how long Cody has known about Gladys's um, evil doings. And I, I, I really like them together. And I hope that there is a potential there for romance. Um, I really hope that they deal with Gladys first and take her down because she needs to go. She's another one. Yeah. And I just, and I just want you to know, we do have a Willow fan on the line. 
Well, I know it's not Kim. I'm not going to say anything bad about Willow. She did the right thing to, this week. So. Um, hmm I do with that. Mm-hmm. No, but catch I, me I next week. No, there's good potential for Cody and um, her name. And we say we say this quite often on here and even on Spaces. You see, Cody is the type of character where if you asked me six months ago, I'd be like, you know, he can go, he can go. And I feel like that's why I'm going to just speak for myself. That's why it's kind of like we can't always say, well, there's no story for so-and-so because, look, you can't always get rid of the people. There's such a thing as a back burner and a reset. And Cody, what's his, Cody Bell is the perfect example of what you do when mm-hmm. you reset yeah. someone in a good, positive direction. Because now I think a lot of people are here for the potential of uh, Cody and Sasha. And I hope, like I said, and save a bullet for, um, you know what, Kim? We can't waste all our bullets on Portia because we need to save a few for Gladys. Oh, Definitely. that's right. Yep, that's right for sure. You're right. Mm-hmm. Other half goes to Gladys. Yep. Sunny doesn't oh, even know what Gladys she's been up to. Wait till Sunny finds out. Yeah. Gladys doesn't get a straight bullet. I just, yeah, she doesn't need a straight bullet. I want Gladys to see it coming. You want a direct <laughs> <laughs> I want her to see it coming. So she don't need to get a straight bullet, you know, that comes, the bullet that goes around the corner, down the aisle and back. No, she needs to see it coming. Just just ask Killer Jerome to do it. She'll get off. Well, I mean, whether or not she gets taken out, that's beside the point. They have to kind of prove that she stole money from Sasha and she could end up going to jail or she could just get run out of town on a rail. I doubt anyone's going to actually kill her, but... I mean, Sonny will be tempted to, but I don't think he'll do it, you know, family and all. But um, he should. Um, I I was glad that Willow did what she did because she could have just said, no, I just got back. I don't want to take any chances. But she's, she's like, Sasha is one of my best friends. Of course I'm going to help. And I like they finally, you know, have Dante on board with it all. Like, he's, he's there. Like, they're mm-hmm. not – he's really – not doing the right thing according to his job title, but he's doing the right thing. So I kind of get this impression they're making Dante a little more black and white or a little more shades of gray than black and white. Like he, cause he's always been in that middle zone, you know, because of his dad, but he always still does his job. Right. Whereas now he's kind of not, he's, he's helping to harbor two fugitives, two um, mental patients that ran away. So, I'm I'm do glad. I mean, I think... because, do you think this is because that FBI agent told Mac and what's her name, Jordan, that they wanted to watch Dante because they wanted to see what he's what side is he on? Is he spilling the goods to Sonny? Because I think the um FBI people think that Dante is the one right. that spilled the goods to Sonny. Do you think that's why they're trying to make him shades of gray now? I think he just works better in that function. It gives him more to do. If he's just the mm-hmm. cop running around showing his badge to everyone, then he well, doesn't really you know have a is? lot to do. And he's with Sam the, now. Right, oh, and I think it's less about the FBI agent. And I was going to bring up the point a couple of weeks ago as we, you know, we, we had a couple of Saturday shows. I think it's less about the FBI agent and more about he's learned to navigate being a cop and basically being a good person who lives by the law, but who, but, but having a daddy who imports coffee, you know, for, for a living. Right. 
and I, and even like in the courthouse when he was like they were he was Sonny was shocked to see him there, and he's like, you know what, you're still my father, and I I feel like he's he's done it, but it's it's another layer of learning how to not 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 to see the world as black and white. Sometimes you do the wrong reason for the wrong things for the right reason. I say that right. Yeah, yeah, and like mm-hmm. him being with Sam mm-hmm. is is kind of different too because, I mean, Lulu didn't really. I mean, she's a Spencer, but there was really no reason. She wasn't running around town being a PI or anything. And Sam's trying to help Sasha. And, and you know, and he, he likes Sasha, too. And he likes Cody. So, of course, I think it's a good story having them involved. You know, I really like that part of it. And, you know, because Dante is one of my favorite characters. He always was, at least. And I think over the years, he's just been kind of flat and dull. And... um. He can be he can be more than one thing. So um, I think, but I think Chase would do the same thing for Sasha. I don't think this would necessarily be just one cop that would, you know. I think Chase, if he knew about it, would be helping her too, and probably Mac and everybody else. But you know, Chase would sing his way out of danger. What are you talking about? Mighty Chase. David Chase. Uh, yeah, Chase. I don't know. I like this story, but I I like this story now that they've stopped torturing Sasha with the drugs and stuff, because you know I was very upset about that, as just like most of you were. I think it's lightened up a bit now, so I can just be mad at the perpetrators. But um, anyone else have anything to add? Anybody here, Team Gladys? Now listen, wow. we, we welcome all of you. Gladys that the prime like box. Yeah, I was gonna say. I need Gladys. Right. We, we I need Gladys to just fall off the elevator shaft. Uh, it's too far. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that's actually a good idea. The elevator shaft. Yeah, just like have her like running or something, and the elevator shaft, uh, the elevator doors open, and she falls. And if you're old enough to know where I got that from. You're my people, cause <laughs> I'm like, thank you. <laughs> because you know, you know, they do try to make her a little bit where you're like, oh, maybe she does have a heart, but then she just does all the same shit over and over again. She's not even a villain per se. She's just an idiot, you know. She's just really in it for herself. She's not trying She's to take over the world. Like I feel yeah. like if there she's selfish. If there was a motivation behind her, what she did to Sasha, more than just this stupid gambling, <laughs> gambling debt or whatever foolishness she was doing, like it's just it was just unnecessarily and it was unnecessary and sad. And like I said, plenty of times now I've watched soaps for years. I've seen disturbing content on soaps, but for most of the time, there's a reasoning behind it. There was no 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 legit reason behind it. I'm like. You know, her, like, saying, well, give her the money. Like, it's just stupid. And Nina paid off her debt, but Nina hasn't gotten much of an update about what's going on. So I think now they're pulling Nina in a lot of directions. She's got all the sunny shit going on, like the Carly Drew crap. And then she's also got the Valentine and Charlotte stuff now. And then she also has this stuff with Sasha. So I don't think she's going to be fully invested in, in the Sasha storyline. But... If I was Nina, I'd be, I'd be asking more questions. Well, but I think she keeps getting distracted. 
So I've got a question. So did Nina, what did Nina pay off? Did she pay off the debt to Miss Wu, or did she pay off the debt to the doctor, or did she pay it all off? I think she just, the money that, that she had to pay the doctor. Yeah, right? she didn't pay Miss okay. Wu because last I watched, she was still wanting her money. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think she paid off everything because I don't think that Gladys has given her the full story. Like, I don't remember. I don't know. I just, I, I just want Sasha and um, Cody to um, get out of that place and get on with their lives and and mm-hmm. Gladys can, you know, maybe um, now that deception is taking a tumble, maybe Sasha won't have so much money and she'll have to go live in the horse. What's it called? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> At the, the quarter mains, the the horse paddock, whatever it's called. She'll have to go live there. They'll, ha- they'll raise horses and they'll be beautiful and they'll have beautiful babies together. Wow. Yeah, like I'm that. just like totally, that. That, that's just not a thing that's going to happen on a soap opera, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I think um, Gregory also, uh, uh, the storyline with Gregory confuses me because I understand, yeah, he probably does need a new doctor when that actually will give him alternative treatments and help him out, not just a clin- clinical mind, you know. So I get the point of it. I just don't know why they're like I guess the point of what Liz is saying, I just don't know why they're bothering to do this. Like, is this going to introduce a new doctor to the show? A new no. Like, think think about it, Sam. Or Sam, you know who they're going to bring back? Come on now, come on, come on now, come on, Griffin. Are they? Sally. Well, I mean, if you go by social, because uh, the actor who plays Griffin, he's like, I guess it's time for me to doctor up. And it was literally the same day that that episode came out. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, Griffin coming back. Because that's the only person that probably could to do it. Well, I just don't understand the yeah. storyline either. But I don't know. But I don't hate the idea because he's cute. But I don't see what the point is. So. Anyway, so he, did told, he still hasn't told Chase about the ALS, but he did spill the beans to Tracy. So it's only a matter of time, I'm sure, before Chase finds out from Tracy. And <laughs> And Finn continues to be really boring and somber and whatever he is. I don't know. Um, dire. Liz is giving more thought to his father's uh, treatment than he is, though. So. She's head nurse after all. Um, so that happened. I don't know. There's not much to discuss about it. It's just that's what happened. And I think Tracy, the whole thing with Tracy is that I think because they hated each other so much at the beginning, you know, that they're just, she, she, you know, because we know Tracy. We, we love Tracy for a reason. Tracy loves her family, but she's always doing them dirty. She loves, she does have good, she does have friends, you know, but she does, you know, says nasty things to everybody. But I think right. at, at the heart of the character, she does have a heart, and she does love people. She's just not good at showing it because she was raised in that that crazy money-grubbing family, right? So we know she has the capacity to care about people. 
mm-hmm. but just has a real shit, shit, shitty way to show it sometimes. She's like, she's got this little seed of her mother in her, mm-hmm. but that little seed just can't grow, <laughs> you know? Like mm-hmm. She's there, but she's just fighting to get out. So mm-hmm. I think Tracy would be a good ally for him to have because I think she'd be loyal. I mean, I just, I think a lot of the stuff they're writing for that Tracy's in is sort of just to give Jane Elliott as much screen time as they can, which I'm not opposed to. I just don't really know if this is the story I would have chosen. The deception story, on the other hand, uh, Tracy did have her little meetup with Blair Kramer this week. And it turns out that Blair has been paying Marty all this money because she slept with David Vickers and he, We were married at the time. I still don't. I still quite picture that, even though it makes me laugh inside. It, I giggled because all I want to know is, what's Dorian got to say about this shit? Why? <laughs> is Dorian? Like, why has a Dorian <laughs> and Todd too? Like, where's Todd? But they didn't mention where Todd. Like, she's obviously not with Todd. And you know, and I understand why people are annoyed, and I'm kind of annoyed too because I, you know, in my head, Todd and Blair are together, and that's it, right? Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, if that show was still on the air right now, Mm -hmm. what are the chances they'd still be together? Well, they would be because you know why? They would have broken up and got back together in 10 years. Yeah. They would have been back together a couple times in that time. But who's to say she didn't just get really drunk one night and get in sleep with David Vickers in the meantime? Yeah, I mean, it's, this I, is I the thing. It's like, it, it annoys yeah. me. It annoys me in an existential level of fandom, like that Ooh. they're not together. But uh-huh. I understand, you know, looking at it as a soap opera fan. Uh, if I just want to pretend that the world has just kept going in Landview, it didn't stop. I, I, but I you know, we got a little mention of. Holding. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, I don't understand. It would have been funnier. What? It would have been more like a nod. But David Vickers, on the other hand, the only ever time we ever saw Blair, because there's, there's a famous storyline when um, Dorian was... He kicked uh, the baby. Trying to, Dorian was trying to get the divorce from David. like, mm-hmm. And so they set it up to look like he was in bed with another woman. And so Blair sort of tried to seduce him, tied him up in the bed, and then Dorian shows up. It was, in a the, it was the Marilyn Monroe. It was the Marilyn yeah. Monroe. Yeah. And they take pictures, so they think he's, you know, and they blackmail him into the divorce or whatever. I can't remember all the exact details, but all I can remember is Blair and Todd being involved in the scheme. Right. To set it up. But Todd wasn't too happy about it because he didn't want Blair in bed with David. To do Davis, that. Right. right. Yeah. But it was all comical to- and stuff, too. Right. So. Yeah. God, that's old school. That's old, man. Yes. Yeah. I old. mean, it's... it's and, yeah. and we all know David Vickers is a dumbass. Like, he's just so stupid and wily, but he's dumb and hot. Like, that hot guy is just really stupid. He's, he's the dumb hot guy. So I could see them getting drunk and ending up in bed together, but I could never see it being a full-blown affair. What I want to know is why Dorian hasn't murdered both of them yet. So, so anyways, that's the ju- the gist of it. And um, Blair basically wants Marty, want, wants Tracy to take down, 
Lucy so that Lucy won't have any money and then she'll want to marry Marty, which I don't necessarily think is a good motivation, but and then he she can stop paying him that how much money is it? Twenty five thousand dollars a month. No, thousand dollars. Fifty. No, isn't it fifty k a month? Yeah, I think it was fifty. Yeah, that's a lot of alimony. Like I, I, what for his pain and suffering from him for sleeping with the emotional. Yeah, the emotional damage. (laughs) Okay, whatever. I gotta figure out that scheme. That that's that's a scheme right there. Probably drugged them, and that's why they slept together. Um. Lucy's refusing the deal that Tracy gave her, and it was a better deal, but she would have to give up her 1% of ELQ, and now Maxie's mad because she's like, you know, you could have told us that you had a better deal on the table, and maybe you should just give up that ELQ stock. Didn't Alan give it to you? (laughs) You know, so... But... Mac is kind of pro Maxie on this one, but Felicia's like, well, Lucy's worked hard for that company too, not just Maxie. So it's kind of weird. Like, I, I kind of like the storyline, but I also kind of get really annoyed by it too. Oh, God. She starts doing this, we know we're in trouble. So Yeah, because to, to me, it was a good story. Yeah. The Okay. How am I going to do this? You didn't have to do, okay, the Lucy Tracy stuff. I'm intrigued with it because, to me, that is a little bit of history. Um, like they brought up the 1%. That is from Alan. Alan gave her that 1% when they were married. Lovely wedding. And I'm going to say this because I've had conversations with a lot of people about Martin, Marty, whatever you want to call him. To me, He's been on the show now for two, three years. And I understand for the, you know, I don't want to say the shock value because that came later, but you're trying to make this character work by tying him to somebody somebody that we we like, Lucy, but then giving him a backstory that's going to create a little bit of a, oh, my gosh, and that's what they did when they said Pine Valley. I, I talked about this. To me, seeing Blair Kramer, always nice to see Cassie DePiva. Cassie DePiva wanted me to tell you she got two checks that day. Um, I was like, all right, she played into it. Now, Sam, me and you've talked about it. Daphne, me and you talked about it. This is where the audience was split because on Monday, that's when we found out about David Vickers and I was like, as a One Life to Live fan, I was like, hell to the no. I was like, "Uh uh-uh, no, 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 no. But, again, it's the shock value. Again, they didn't – I feel so conflicted on this storyline because I know that it's it's a thinner storyline. It's about deception. It's about this. But I I don't know. I'm just kind of uh, 50-50 on it. I just didn't like the – the, the one like to live fan of me was like David Vickers, like y'all couldn't have her, her sleep with Max Holden or even Cutter. For those who watched the reboot, that would have worked even better. Um, I don't know. I was a little salty with that, but I was like, oh, it's the shock value. That's what they were going for. The shock was like, oh, we got people talking. 
David Vick and, and Blair slept together. Not Kelly maybe, Kramer. Maybe it's because, maybe it's because I haven't watched Live and you know it's been thirteen years since it was canceled or whatnot. I don't know how long, whatever. But I was not upset that they say it was David Vickers. I watched Want to Live faithfully for years. I would never put any. I wouldn't put Blair with anybody past her. You know, Blair has a history <laughs> of sleeping with trash. So, I mean, I would not think that Blair Kramer would not sleep with David Vickers. Do y'all so, know no, who Blair is? It's a thing. We don't know the full backstory about what could have happened. She could have knocked a few back and, you know, suddenly David Vickers was sexy. could have been, you know, a, a scheme. You know, it it could love that you know David could be working with Martin to to uh whatever his name is to get Blair's money. Like it, it could be a lot of things involved in that. So that I thought when she said it, I mean, I, I thought I laughed out loud. I was like, Jesus Christ! It made me want. It made me wish one to live was on screen right now. I and that's the point. You just did it, Jay. All this Thank you. It, it wasn't. It wasn't shocking. It was funny. It's like I thought to myself, "Now what the hell would Dorian say <coughs> about this? Right? What would Star say? What will you know the the not the Kramer what women say about this? So Todd has said so. Jack, everybody clutching their pearls. Listen, one life to live is canceled. The show is dead. I don't care if they say she married freaking uh, Taya Delgado. I don't care. As long as I, I don't want to see that. That character's back, you know, for a taste of what could have been, give it to me. I don't give a damn if she married. I don't care who she married on the damn show. You know, I love seeing Blair. I love seeing Cassie DePava. It makes me want her on the soap. It makes me miss, you know, want to live. Um, you know, it's it's just painful. It, it was a painful reminder that our soap is gone. So yeah. to everybody clutching their pearls, when the next if they brought back, I don't know, Eric Kane and said she married, you know, J.R. Chandler. I wouldn't care. Like just just give me some of my character. As long as it back. wasn't Ryan, Ryan Lavery, we're good. For a day or two of uh of nostalgia and Cast the Piper as Blair did not miss a beat, you know. She, uh, I miss my show. Like it just made me. But, it, but someone wants to step in well, there in their what? shoes after. Jay, after oh, ten, oh, go ahead. All we have to do is go back ten, into our, our world after, of pretend. As soon as she gets on that elevator to leave, she goes back to Landview and runs into Todd, baby. and they get married again. Like just live in yeah, your yeah, world and make believe. Write, <laughs> yeah, go write some fan fiction, fans. If y'all so upset, go write some fan fiction. But and, and, but make a point though. But here's the thing, you make a point, and this is this is the thing that a lot of people's talking about, is that right there of seeing Blair Kramer, it again, there was one like to live fans and all my children fans who went over to General Hospital by default because they canceled the show. When you have Blair Kramer on, right, just like they did with Nora Buchanan and Jackson Montgomery, it's kind of a tease of damn, I really miss my damn show. Like I miss the show that was canceled. I want to know, you know, what's happening in Pineview at Pineview. Thank you, uh, Ron Carlotti, for that. <laughs> well, no, because no, Pineview was with Days. Remember, Ron did that. Um, but oh. with like Pine Valley and Landview, you want to know what's going on 
with the characters because it has been over 10 years. But, and like you said, okay, you want to know how did this happen? Why, and, and that's the thing. It's like, okay, you have all these questions of like, well, wait a minute. Blair wouldn't have done this to Dorian, but maybe she would. There's only one way to find out, and we're never going to have that. So I think it was nice to see Cassie DePiva reprise that role, but at the same time, it was such a tease because it's like, damn, you know, I, I missed that show, you know. <laughs> so that's just me, but you still could have slept with Max Holden, though, but I'm just saying. It probably would have been a it would have been a better reference, but yeah. Yeah, or Cutter because Josh Kelly because pl- Josh yeah, played Cutter no. on. Yeah, I can barely remember. I, I can barely remember Cutter. Like that's the thing. Like, I guess I, I remember because that was Alex's child. I don't know Damn why it. they picked David Vickers, but it is kind of funny that she would end up in bed with David Vickers somehow in some cosmic twist. It should have been but... Kelly Kramer that slept with David Vickers. She did. Mm. Didn't she sleep with David Vickers back in the day? Yes, anyway, she, she had a thing. She she like had a thing for him. Like she, you yeah. talk about somebody who can, would actually. Can, can someone hashtag OLTL segment? Can somebody what? Someone hashtag OLTL. <laughs> Uh, I want that show back so bad. I can't. Uh-huh. Anyway, so I'm not too up in my my panties aren't too much in a twist, but you know, do I love it? Nah, I don't know. I do I hate it? No, I don't hate it. I think like I had the same reaction as Jay. I was like, what'd she just say? Beep. <laughs> <laughs> For some people who didn't watch One Life to Live, it didn't matter to me. And I know that that's a a nice segment of the GH Watchers. I get what you're talking about, Candace. I totally get what you're talking about, Jay um, and Sam. I I get it. But for me, I was okay with seeing Blair come to town. I didn't need to know her whole history. I didn't need to know. Of course, I know that she was with Todd. I didn't need to have all this supposition because I'm one of these people, when you start morphing off to other shows, other characters, characters long ago that, that's really not pertaining to what you've got nailed, I have, I will admit it, I have shiny ball syndrome. I get old. It's, it's taking everything in me to sometimes watch a general hospital. I don't need the least little bit of thing to make me click and go out or, or fast forward. So I liked how they gave us a condensed version of what the character of Blair was. I liked how she and um, Tracy was going whose family is most despicable, um, and the little things, I I thought that was great because it reminds me of Alexis and Valentine when they say who's who's who, you know, or, or or how their life is worth. So I liked that little bit. I actually liked Blair's conversation with Marty because right now Lucy thinks she's on the high road a little bit with this and doesn't realize that she actually has copied somebody's invention, you know, and that it's Martin who gave it to her, you know, whether he did it intentionally or not, 
So I'm waiting for that to, I'm waiting for that bubble to burst when she realizes, oh, Lord, this deceptor is not my original idea. It was Blair Kramer's, and I'm over here, you know, how am I going to do this? I love the fact that Tracy is after that 1%. To me, those little beats supersede what I need to know about Lee and View. But, of course, I didn't watch Lee and View except for very few times. I know I know very few things. I know more about all my children than I do Lee and View. So I, I, I get what you guys are saying, but I feel like the moment you start talking about Landview and you start giving explanations about what this person is doing, what that person is doing, how this person, you become what you guys say you don't like about GH, about GH bringing all these extra characters in that's not really connected to the story. So I feel like it's, yeah, I know you want to know what happened, but this is not, General Hospital is not the avenue for you to get your update with. I can see that you bring them in and maybe connect somebody to it. So I want to see, to me, I'm loving Tracy. Tracy, with with all of this, I'm loving Tracy. I'm loving Tracy in, um, in Brooklyn. Um, I'm loving Tracy and, and um, Gregory. This is about the only time I think Gregory is tolerable, tolerable when he was with Tracy. I saw some chemistry there. I actually saw a little chemistry with Tracy and Finn because, what is it, they play backgammon? So I, I don't know. It's like little bits and pieces. Oh, I love the argument. The argument between Felicia, Mac was not Felicia, Felicia, um, no, was it Maxie, Maxie, Lucy, Scotty, um, Mac, believe all those people there, and the little kid has got James has got to tell them they're making too much noise. So to me, those little beats get me better than than to some of the other things. I don't know. I want to see where this is going. We know we only have Jane Elliott for a little while um, on here, so I want to see her as much as possible. And by the way, she is really sporting that gray hair. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do one of her hairdos. I'm gonna see if I can recreate. By the way, cool. Um, anybody else got anything to add? Do 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 do. I don't have much else to add. I think the show's been pretty good this week. I At least it kept me interested, and I actually watched it, you know, and just didn't cry and put myself in a corner and ignore it. So that's good. And every time I, you know, it's funny is because, you know, people are like, why do you still watch that show if you hate it so much? I'm like, oh, well, what else am I going to do? My show. Good point. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, I guess that's it. I don't think there was much else this week unless I've completely put it out of my mind. Anything else I probably didn't care about, but um, I'll let you guys get on um, with with your um, whatever show you're going to next. Um, Can we go the Young and the Ruffless? See you, Gary. Oh, and just a little footnote. I won't be here for the next two weeks because my aunt is going to be in town, and she watches General Hospital too, but I don't know if we'll get a chance to watch it while she's here. So 
sorry. Enjoy the visit. Oh, I'm looking forward to it so much. But I'll I keep you guys updated. Well, well, then, then we we'll probably safe. just cancel. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Love you too. Bye. 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 All right. We're going to head over to uh, to the GC. First, I'm going to do this real short and sweet and to the point. Um, if you watch the show Secession, that's Young and the Ruffles. Good night, everybody. All right. I'm done. Seriously, that was, that was my recap. Okay. So, all right. So, okay. I need everybody to sit down and process what I'm about to say. All right. So, Victor's back in charge. He told Brady Victoria, you're, you're like, you know, you're going to be secondary. You're going to be secondary to me. I'm taking back the company. I'm replacing your portrait with my portrait. Victor's back, y'all. Victor Newman is back. But, of course, Victoria is like, mm, something's wrong with Victor. He's a little unfit to be Newman's CEO because he was, you know, going after Nikki and saying that he's had, like, impulsive decisions. He's been having outbursts. And so I'm just going to start off with that. Okay. Tia, your thoughts about Victor Victoria, which was a good movie, by the way. For those who are old enough to remember that. Uh, I'm team Victor all the way because Victoria, it's about time she gets down a a pitch. I needed Victor to say, pretty much he did say that, like, he's giving you everything, and now you crying and complaining, like, oh, this is what you always do, Daddy. I think he needs to bring up the Ashland thing. After that, to be quite honest, she should have got fired and lost her job. So the fact that you still had a job after that, you should be thankful for that. So I feel lack of sympathy. However, I sort of feel she's going to, kind of, let's say, uh, get the troops together about him not being mentally well because he's changing his mind. Because when he screamed at Nikki, uh, he said, I don't give a oh. damn. Nikki, I said, oh, my God. She was, like, I was, like, she was trying to... He was trying to defend Victoria. He said, nope, uh-uh, that night. And then like, I, said, I don't oh, give a damn. I said, that's a little bit emotionally. Um, but I said, poor, poor <laughs> Nikki, goodness. <laughs> she thought she could come in and calm him down like he didn't listen to me. Nope, he don't care. He... I kind of like him just being fed up because he said, did you see what's happening? I'm a, I'm upset that I have to come back in this business and fix your mess. That's what I'm upset about. So I think he's just fed up. Like, I didn't, I didn't want to be behind the seat, but you, has, you forced me. You and the family has forced me into this situation. So I feel zero sympathy for Victoria. I never will because she's my daddy's little girl. She hates Adam. That's what, she hates Adam so much that she doesn't realize she's the famous. In her heart, she truly believes Adam is the favorite and she is the one. So she needs to get her priorities straight and realize that she's gotten away with a lot of crap. So she can go sit down somewhere. Team Victor all the way, but I do feel we might they might play on he's not mentally stable, especially him screaming at Nikki. That might make Nikki side Ooh. a little bit with Victoria, whereas at first she wasn't on Victoria's side. And then when he screamed at her, I said, ooh, Victor, this probably wasn't a good move. Did, did anybody kind of jump, though, when he did that, when he yelled at Nikki, or was it just me? Because I was like... He did it before, but I, I didn't see it coming. I said, oh, man. Right. I said, well, okay, Victor. He was like, I don't give a damn. I'm like, okay. I'm, I'm like... But you know, I was saying, I'm gonna see Nikki when we get more later on. I'm, Nikki can't see him in this podcast, but just for this segment. Well, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go to her in a minute. 
I'm going to get to her. Oh, we, this is why I call it secession. Because if you follow, if you watch the show secession, it, I, I'm going to get to that. Don't, don't, don't work. I did feel a tiny bit of because I don't think she's seen it coming. But he said, nope, you are not going to defend your precious Victoria to me. I don't give a damn. She, it is what it is. I thought, Ooh, Tia, say it the way he said it. Say it the way he said it. I don't give a damn. I built this company from the ground up. I don't give a damn about Victoria. Okay. Oh, but I think that I was a little shocked when he was like, "This of this the business mean more to me than you than everybody." So, oh, Victor, these words you are saying, like, I, I know saying the business is more important than all of you fools. I said, man, <laughs> I was like, this. you know, like if you was ever in school and you saw people arguing, or if you was home and you try to find a way to get out of the argument, like you was trying to find an escape, but you wanted to stay and be nosy. That was me. That was like, I know I should be. Like, if I was on the show, if I was a secretary, I'd be like, okay, but I have to stay because I want to see the drama. Oh, man. Daphne, darling, Victor, Victoria, where are you saying that? Oh, I loved it. There were so much, there were so many bits and pieces of Young and Wesley's this week that I loved. And I'm sure we will talk about those. And if we don't, I will mention them. But I loved Victor putting little Princess Victoria in her freaking place because she deserved it. Now I need, as Tia said, I need for, I need for, who I need to do this is, is Abby. I need Abby to turn around when she's moaning and groaning and complaining for Abby to tell Victoria, I don't know what you're complaining about. You say Adam is the is the favorite. Looks like to me you're the favorite. Because if any of us had pulled that Ashland crap and nonsense, Victor would have been pulled us out of mm-hmm. SEO. We'd be outside painting rocks right now. Victor would never let us even in the mail room. So you need to sit down somewhere and be quiet because you are the favorite. Victoria over there thinking we're her cooch, not with her head, because she's all um, for Nate, 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 Nate. And I don't blame Victor for taking the company back, because Victoria's not making rational decisions at this moment. You sell off a division because you want to get back at your daddy. You sell it to Billy them, then all of a sudden you want the division back. Not only do you want the division back, but you want to promote and do another division, your daddy says, okay, you can do what you want to do in Newman. I'm going to create this over here, something that's totally different. When, 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 Adam, 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 I don't understand. I need well, why can't Newman, uh, Newman News or whatever it's called be folded under this hand? I'm to the point now, I am tired of the news, these news and podcasts with, 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 these, with these core people. So I was, was glad for it. Now, Nikki. I was not, mm. I was what I was doing, but when he talked, shouted, when he shouted at Nikki and said, I'll be damned, like, what? Who is he saying this to? Let me run back and see who this is. I, and then when he said about the company, I said, ooh, Victor, this is going to come back to bite you. Don't, don't be, don't be, don't fall to their level. 
Don't go there. But I love. But I think at some point, Big Nikki deserved it, though. I think Victoria deserved everything that she got. I love to see that old school portrait of Victor back up on the wall at this point. So you know, kudos to whoever's writing. Well, I guess it's Josh because there's no breakdown writers. So kudos to Josh for finally letting Little Princess fall. Wait a minute. We have wait, we have breaking news here. We have breaking news. Uh, it's being reported that the Writers Guild reached an agreement with the studios and streaming union. Ladies and gentlemen, the is over. The agreement. It's official. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, come on. Well, Let's give it up. Okay, so but but we got the SAG Afron strike that needs to be cleared up. So for right now, in case you were just joining us, the WGA has reached a tentative agreement with the studios and streaming unions. So that's a good thing. Um, And it probably will start going to effect tomorrow or Tuesday. Okay. Look at that. Look, look, look. It's funny. Five months ago on the show, we announced the strike, and then five months later, we announced the strike is over with. Look at God. Look at, look. Okay. We'll find out more. I'm going to find out more about this, too. Um, I could see Law and Order again. Goodness. Really? You need (laughs) actors, though. You still need the actors. (laughs) You still need the actors. I need my Law and Order. So. Okay. Well, soaps. Uh, 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 yeah, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, well, first of all, most round of applause again to the writers. They got it. They got what they want. So let's keep it. They got the three-year agreement deal. I feel like I'm doing like ABC breaking news or something like that. Um, but yeah. Okay. Back to Younger the Russell's already in progress. Sorry. Go ahead. We got Daphne. I think you were still talking. Sorry. Oh no, I was saying I was saying I was glad that Victor went after um little Prissy, and um, but I still think his words to to, to Nikki go come back to haunt him. Yeah, um, Kim. Um, with these things, I was extremely happy and I was proud of Victor, Team Victor, all the way with this. I was kind of like, it's about time. Now, when he said what he said to Victoria. I'm just so glad that she's not on her high horse. This is long overdue. In fact, honestly, I wish she would have had to start from the bottom, like he told Adam that he had to do. I just, this is just definitely a long time coming, and I'm just so thrilled and happy. And she's all upset. Who cares? Victoria, sit down, shut up, whatever. And then when he said what he said, I think it started on both Nikki and Victoria when he said that, when he was like, he will. <laughs> when he did that, I was like, <gasps> like I, I instantly was like, <gasps> and I was like, yes, Victor. So I rewinded. I would. I rewinded a couple times. I was like, yes, 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 because I was like, I've been wanting to yell at her, and someone finally did it. I was like, oh yes, this is great. She needed that. I'm so tired of her, and she deserved it. Yeah, of course. She was like, whoa. He, he, he's always like, you know. Oh, you know, hey, maybe be this and that and the other, and and she can't kind of calm down, or just he'll he'll see her point of view on, on a lot of instances, especially when it comes to Victoria. 
So when he's he's just really that lets you know, and that should let Nikki and Victoria know that he's literally set up. He's literally on his last leg. Like he's so done with that entire thing and the, the whole succession. Like you said, I love that going away. It's just you know, it's it's about time. His pictures back up. He's like, you guys are crazy. So I'm gonna be in this position and I'm gonna run this. This is my show. So I'm just so happy that he did that. I was, like I said, more like shocked and surprised and happy at the same time because they both deserve that. Nikki, too. So kudos to Victor. We'll see what happens. I hope he stays in that position. Um, let's see. Is Jay still on or no? Not sure. Okay. Carrie? I can't believe I'm saying this, but oh, he is oh, oh, he's still here. Okay. Okay, um, Team Victor all the way. Um, I feel like Victoria is digmatized and she is. How can you be digmatized and still be cold as ice? I don't know, but she she needs a reality check, and I think that Victor has given her one. Her hatred of Adam um, is uh, absurd, and um, I y'all know I do not like the mustache, but I feel like he was right this week. Um, and you know, hopefully next week he go back. I can go back to hating him, but but right now I'm Team Victor, unfortunately. Yeah, um, Carrie. I did not watch, but anytime Victoria can get her come up and see, even if it only lasts for five minutes, I'm here for that. And from what you all said. He might have went a little too far with Nikki, but um, staying in the company or whatever. But in terms of Victoria, um, well-deserved, long overdue. I mean, again, my whole thing was when Victor told off Victoria. Again, I, you guys know that I've been saying everybody has to have a downfall. I've been saying that for a long time now. So... When Victor announced he was going to go be the CEO again, the facial expression on Victoria's face was everything. But the moment that got me was the portrait. Every time that portrait goes back on the wall, it gets me every time because that is who mm-hmm. Victor Newman, that, that, is the, that is the photo. That is the photo. It's iconic, but it's a reminder that Victor Newman knows that only him, he alone, can fix this company. Everybody else has their own... You know what? Hold up, Josh. I just thought about something. Hold up. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Is it me or did anybody just put two and two together? Is it Younger the Russell's telling sort of the same thing that's going on with both? Like Eric and Victor reclaiming their spots. Well, no, because they, they, they're doing a better job with Victor. They're not giving him an illness or no. Right. And I just, just don't. Like, I just up. was. I'm really sitting here. I'm just like, you know. But anyway, but again, when he started lashing out at Nick, that's when I was like, I did the same thing like everybody else. I was like, yo, you just made a bad case for yourself because you know Victoria. You you forget this is the same child who, along with the other kids, sued your butt, Victor. So I don't know where we're going at with this. I'm invested though, but I'm worried now. Even though we felt sorry for this person just a few minutes ago, Miss Nicole Newman, Nikki, we call you Nikki, Nikki, Nikki. 
So Nikki decided to um, tell Audra a little thing or two, saying, I know about y'all too, and if you want to keep your job, girl, guess what? You got to fire Kyle. So Audra, because she wants to be a boss, she wants her job, she ended her relationship with Kyle. Go ahead, Tia. I know you want to add more to Nikki, but go ahead. Yeah, been lovely, Nikki. I was on your side when your husband screamed at you, although you tried to be on Princess Victoria's side, so you probably a little bit deserved it. But, you know, you're the lawyer wife for all these years, so I felt a little sadness for you. Now, when it comes to Cal, I know Cal is going to walk away from this easily, but I need him to sue her for a lot something. I need some, you know, I hope that Daphne watched these scenes because she could tell me, she, she yeah, please go to Daphne, because she could tell me what... Yeah, yeah, she, she's a legal expert. To me, it's not legal what she did. You are literally firing somebody, firing somebody because of who they are sleeping with, because your poor summer's dealing with this. How, how do you have the authority to do that? It's not because he had a bad work performance. It's just like, I don't like and, and Wait a minute. She don't even have proof that they see in each other. She's like, I see the look you have in your eyes, so I can't have y'all working together. What? What, what, what is this? Uh, no, Nikki, you, you went a little too far. And this is me saying, I could, again, two things could be true. Cal obsession with Audra, do I understand it? Nope, it makes zero sense. He needs to calm down, acting like he'd never been with a lady before, acting like she's the best thing since sliced bread. He lost his mind with that. However, he don't deserve to lose his job because Nikki can't handle them being in the same vicinity together. That That's just insane to me. So, no, Nikki, you need to sit down and you can't control what people are doing with their love life. If he's doing, and I think he told Victor about it, and Victor was like, well, you, do you not blame yourself for that? If I'm him, I'm going to be like, no. Because to me, what he, unless with who he's sleeping with is changing or impacting his job, that's different. If I could say, once you've been with Audra, your job performance has failed, our company has gone drowning. Now, see, if that happens, my company has went down the drain, then it's justifiable. But right now, he's been unjustifiable fired. So he can challenge this, to be honest. Although I think he's clearly going to go to back to Jabot. But yeah, I think Nikki needs to take several seats with this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kim? I agree. I just, I mean, Nikki is just horrible. I just, I understand. I know that conversation that she had with Summer or whatever, and Summer was even like, you know, don't do anything drastic. And she was like, you know, I won't, but I'll just kind of like, I forget the word, something like I'll poke the bear a little bit or whatever. And she's definitely doing that by just demanding people with their lives. I mean, they're grown, first of all. So let them make their own decisions. Summer, you know, and Kyle, they're trying to work through it or whatever. They're actually a little bit better now with the whole divorcing or whatever. But just let let it be. Stop meddling their business. Stop just going overboard. Just just stop, stop, stop. She's just, she just, Nikki just annoys me. And it's horrible. It's just unbearable. Like, I just feel like, I do with her as I do with Sarah on days. I just, I'm just so, I just cringe when I see her in scenes. I'm like, ah! again, no offense to the asses. She is wonderful. But the character of Nikki is just unbearable. She really is. And she's annoying more than anything. So I just thought that was uncalled for, the whole thing. Oh, you got to do this. You got to fire. No, uh-uh, no. Mm-mm. Then, of course, Audra's so money-hungry and she's so power-hungry that she just, okay, we'll do whatever you say. You know, Ugh. I'm just done. I'm, I just, uh... She's done, y'all. She's done. 
Carrie, are you done? <laughs> With uh, Nikki? Yeah. No, I mean, I don't always agree with Nicole, but no, I still have a few strikes with her. Um, I mean, she she took the nice route. That's, that's, that's Carrie. Daphne? Okay, so, Tia, to answer your question, I mean, depends on what state they're in about employment laws. Depends on whether they've got a contract and they've got any morality clauses up in there. But other than that, I would have an issue. I would be seeking my attorney going, wait a minute, mm-hmm. why are you over here trying to, you over here threatening my job because of who I'm having sex with? Your your son, your granddaughter, and her husband are broke up. Um, how while they broke up, your granddaughter lied to him. It's not regardless, even though right now Kyle to me is trash, um, and I don't know why he's obsessed with Audra, but I'm sitting here going, did, did Kyle screw up? Did he make a mistake? Did he cost you money? What has Kyle done? To, to What has Kyle done? So, Nikki, you need to take several seats. And I'm just going to say this about Audra. I need to say in the beginning, I was on the fence with Audra. Then I started liking Audra. But now I feel like I want to be like my grandma. I, I won't have to give her an STD test before mm-hmm. she comes into my house because she's sleeping with this person, that person, <laughs> and all of this stuff. And I'm like, you know, at least Chloe on days gets the all uh, disinfectant and the spray and wash out. Are you washing <laughs> your sheets in between these people? Are you washing yourself in between these people? It's, it's to the point where, and I'm not talking about somebody's sexuality. I think at this point they just have an Audra just have too. She having too much sex with when she's mm-hmm. it's with, with, with Kyle. Then it's not with Kyle. Then she over here dealing with Tucker. Then she over here doing a wink wink with Nate. Mm-hmm. And then she did a wink wink or well I don't trust you, Adam. But here's a wink, and I'm like okay. Here's you know. Billy, I mean, if she has something with Billy and, and, and Adam, but I'm like, oh, girl, you nasty right now. Um, and you sort of, to me, mm-hmm. want the character of Audra a little bit by just doing all it. And I'm, believe you me, I am 100%, I am not approved. But I'm just like, okay, you got Audra doing too much right now. Really, you got her doing too much. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Jay? Yeah. Did I get Drake? I'm all, you know, I am a Brooke Logan fan. I am all for a skanky hoe, but I do not like Audra. <laughs> I do not like this character. I, I, there's just something about Audra and the way they're writing her that I just do not like. And um, it's, it, it's painful because the actress is fabulous, but I just do not like Audra and having her sleep with Tucker last week, you know, it just, it just, you know, it bothered me, you know, like, I feel like, and I think it has a lot to do with how I feel about Kyle, so maybe that's some, it's just, you know, walking over to mm-hmm. from Kyle to Audra, but I just do not like this character, I'm sorry, I don't. Uh, that being said, um, Kyle needs to sue her, like Tia said, you can't just fire me because Nicole said so because I'm giving you some penis. I mean, you know, it, 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 <laughs> Summer and <laughs> Summer and 
uh, Kyle are divorced, right? I mean, Audra can sleep with whoever she wants to sleep with. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know legally what can be done, but I don't feel like this is right. Um, it was based off his performance uh, in in the office. You know, I don't see what Kyle has done wrong in, in his personal life. You know, Nikki's scrolling the boss as well. So I mean, she's you know, it, it, she also has made mistakes as well. I, I, just, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. And also, Victoria is with an employee as well. So I mean, like, what, it's I'm not with an employee. Oh, he will win. So, yeah, obviously, you know, y'all need an STD policy if you get tested regularly <laughs> over that Newman Enterprise. They're off the sex going on. Um, oh, so, geez. but yeah, yeah, Nicole, have several seats and, and go mind the business page. You, you let your granddaughter handle Audra. You stay your, your stay your ass over there with deal with your own mess, your own children, your fifty year old brat over there, um, and let Summer handle Audra and Kyle. You know, I feel like it was inappropriate, especially with all the shenanigans you humans have been pulling for for decades. You know, girl, sit down somewhere. STD possible yeah. things for Newman Enterprise I, as well. You know, here's the thing. I liked it, Audra. You guys know that was my girl. That, But they, and I knew, I knew, if y'all remember, I said I was hoping they wouldn't do this. They've taken this character into a situation of, oh, girl, like, what have they done to you? Same thing what they did with Sarah. They're making me not really root for her as much as I used to root for her. Because like you said, her and Tucker, her and I just feel as though, like, what have we done? You had a character that was so good, and now you got her into this. Nikki, girl, I know you ain't talking. I understand that Summer is your, your granddaughter. I get it. I understand. But, but oh let's go through the Hold on. Why is she with the yelling at at Phyllis? Because Phyllis is the one. Well, no, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Well, no, because I was gonna say this. I'm like, but Nikki, let's take a look at your history books because uh, you're somebody who was was trying to get away from Victor, who was sleeping with Jack and slept with Brad too. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, you can't talk. Like, yeah, see, this is where the history plays at. Josh, if you need me, I'm available considering today. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, Nikki, you can't call somebody out when you did the same thing. You just did this one. What, what, what was homeboy's name? What was baby's name? Mia's um, boyfriend, mm-hmm. husband, baby daddy. Uh, yeah, Tim. Like, you was doing all this, too. So, Nikki, I, like I said, I understand you're feeling a certain type of way about this girl. But I need for you to really look in the mirror because you did the same thing too. And don't forget it at all. Because if you do, I'm here to remind you. I just put up a mirror in front of you. Like, take a look at the girl in the mirror because you did the same thing, boo, a couple of times. Not once, not twice, not three times, but four times. 
You did it more. So, but yeah, but then you got Audra, you know, she's all like, I got to end my relationship with you, with Kyle. Now, Kyle being a douchebag, now, mm. Okay, so let me preference this right now um, by saying that um, Summer did tell her brother, the only person that she can really talk to, that she is, you know, attracted to Chance. Who didn't see that coming, right? Real quick, any thoughts about that? Are we here for it? Are we not here for it? Jay, Summer and Chance. I'm here for it. I think I I said last week, I'm here for it. I need um, Sharon to, you know, pack up Chance's lunchbox and send him on his way. Um, And um, I think Summer and Chance will be perfect together, especially to to um, piss off Kyle. So yeah, I'm all for Chance and Summer. Um, and you know, um, and um, I think that uh, Kyle needs some some payback for what he did to Summer again to to um. Um, pay back for what he did because, like you said a month ago, nothing Summer did with Phyllis is what he would have done for Diane. So, the whole premise of their divorce is preposterous and stupid. And I hope he suffers for what he did. I, I want Cal to pay for what he did the past few months, especially with that Audra woman over there. Yeah, they just made him a douchebag. Daphne, are we team Summer and Ka- Summer? Are you team Summer and Kyle getting back together, or you want Summer to take a chance? Oh, uh, I don't know. At this point, <laughs> but see, I always had some issues with Summer and Kyle because they kept saying these are—they are meant to be from the cradle, from the cradle in the sandbox. And I'm like, no, they were not. Summer couldn't stand Kyle sniffing around all of her and doing all of this. It wasn't until Kyle said. Oh, I like Mia. That summer then decided she wanted to be with Kyle. So don't 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 sit there and tell me that they've had this relationship that that they've been pining for each other. But she won't pining for him. Um, chance of summer. They. I want to say they. Are we still there? Hello? Is y'all still there? I'm yeah. still here. I think you went out there. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm doing this, this about recording. Yeah, you Wait, I Daphne. Yeah, you're going in and out, Daphne. Okay, can you hear me now? I kept getting a message from TalkShoe saying press star 2, press star 7 to end the you call. You're still speaking. The call. Yeah, you can still hear you. Uh-huh. Okay. So um, I, I'm at this point now. I don't know about Chance and Summer. They can, to me right now, Summer can be a little boring. Chance is boring. I just don't want my girl Sharon to get hurt. I kind of want Sharon to just kick him to the curb and say, deuces. Sharon, stop with these little young boys. Stick with me in your own age. I mean, I think Sharon kind of knows something because she, you know, 
kind of gave some side eye, so I don't know. Um, Kim, where I do you stand? Take a chance. Take a chance on him. Absolutely, take a chance on chance, literally, in every sense. And um, Kyle is just so unlikable as well, too, at this point. He's so annoying. So I'm all for Summer taking all the chances she can stand. Sorry, Sharon, but, you know, you'll be just fine. I, on the other hand, would definitely appreciate Summer and Chance taking that chance together and seeing where it can go and all the messiness involved in it or whatever. I'm I'm here for it. So by all means, I'm loving it. I hope that's where they take it, though. So, yeah, forget Kyle. Um, Carrie? Um, I, for one... I'm on all sides. Do I want Summer and Kyle back together at some point? Absolutely. And I do see them as younger. Did it was did she always want Kyle? No, but they have been a thing for years since they were younger. Then he wants mm-hmm. Lula, Lula, so on and so forth. But that, um, I'm all for Kyle. I I hope Kyle sees her. What she see for for the time being? Yes, because I'm with Jay. Uh, put, Jay, that's cute with the lunchbox. Sharon needs. Sharon, we know who Sharon needs to be with. I'm okay with Sharon. I mean. Summer and Chance in the short term. And maybe I'll like it, who knows? But um, I do feel I am a fan who wants them back eventually because at the end of the day, I do have an issue that Summer paid more consequences than Phyllis. While she was wrong and I was dragging her in real time, mm-hmm. how the fuck did she pay more consequences than, than, than Phyllis? And, and, and mm-hmm. it's going to give me great pleasure when Kyle realizes the order is doing uh, Tucker and she's over there with Chance, and he's by himself because he didn't handle this like a fucking adult. He was—he had every right to be pissed at her, but he handled it like a prick. Mm-hmm. So that's—I'm—I'm—I'm on—I want to see it all. I'm here for the whole entire package. Um, did I get to you, Tia? No, I'm gonna reply to Carrie. I, I think because you're not caught up. Well, I don't think you're gonna get that with Audra because I think she kind of sort of already broke up with the fool already and said, "I think deep down mm-hmm. you still in love with you know, in love with Summer." So I think deep down they already broken up, and I think he kind of know who she is. So I don't really think he's gonna get any disappointment from that side. He's just the one for some reason obsessed with Audra for reasons I quite don't understand at this point. <laughs> but I, I will say when it comes to this. I don't care for someone's chance at all. If they happen, they happen. They don't, they don't. But just don't let him cheat on Sharon, and I'm good to go. But I love Sharon's reaction when she was talking to Mar- Mariah. She seemed like she was nonchalant about it. She said, yeah, I think someone has feelings for him. And I'm, she like, I don't even care. So I don't even, even she just said me and Chance are just starting. Like, I don't think she takes this relationship all that seriously. So if that's the case, can she just break up with him? And then if you want to do someone's chance that way, yes, because to me this is too much of a play of Scotty cheating on her with Abby. We don't need her getting slammed and getting cheated on by, by a person who's with a younger girl. I don't think that's a good message to keep sending. Her former, hopefully, so, future stepdaughter, no less. Yeah, so please just remove Sharon from this and then just build some of chance the way they want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, I'm looking at the time here. Um, okay, so let's talk about Mr. Kyle Abbott real quick. So, you know, he, he doesn't have Audra. Somewhat he does, but uh, so Jack and Diane wants and hopes and prays that one day, one day Kyle will return to Jabot. But Kyle's like, um, yeah, I'll come back if uh, 
Daddy replaces Uncle Billy with Kyle as co-CEO. Uh, okay. All right. Hold on. So, meanwhile, right, while that's going on, we got Billy suggested that him and Jack attempt to tell, you know, Devon, you know, try to get Devon versus Tucker going and maybe get Tucker out of town, right? Y'all follow me so far? Okay. So Jack is like, mm, I'm kind of not with this. But then he's like upset a little bit because Billy has sought out Devon on his own. So pretty much it's like, all right, Billy's going to do whatever he wants to do. This is what we're doing, right? Okay, 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 okay. So meanwhile, Billy sees Phyllis sneaking up in Tucker's room. Not for a booty call or anything else like that. Pretty much is that, um, oh, wait a minute, before that, before all that, before all that, before all that, Jack told Phyllis that uh, no matter what anybody says, no matter what she does, she's still dead to him. Yep, dead. Like, you still six feet under, babe. Like, uh-uh. So anyway, that's when, you know, Phil, you know Jack found out all that stuff, right? So I'm going to end that part right there with the Billy sees Phyllis sneaking up because I'm going to, you know, yeah, that's going to be enough. So real quick, what does everybody think about Kyle wanting to be co-CEO? Do you agree with that? How do you guys feel about Billy up until that point I just talked about? Tia? Is he nuts? Oh, go ahead, Carrie. Go ahead, Carrie. Isn't this the same dude that left the company because he got his neck is in a knot? Mm-hmm. And the one and the one that mm-hmm. couldn't didn't go to his mother and father's uh I understand it's not business. Yep. Mm-hmm. But why uh-huh. should Billy why should Billy be kicked out just because he uh, is he insane? Because he got fired, yeah, because he got fired. They fired. He, he mm-hmm. should have stayed his ass at his own family company. Mm-hmm. So so I'm right, so um so wait a minute. We discussed this we're not discussing the Tucker part yet. Not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. Well, well, Cal, so yeah, I don't have much to say on this besides what Cal, uh, I'm team Carrie. Like, no, you, he, he shouldn't be a co-CEO. I'm sorry, no, because you are in the reason if you only come to Jabot after you were fired, so you're not even coming here from the good of your heart. So, no. Nope. You fired and you forced to come back to Jabot and I'm going to give you a co-CEO spot? No. Mm-mm. Until Billy messes up, I don't think that's right. And all that would do is pre- go into Billy insecurities that he's been handling with Jack about not being trusted. That's literally been their argument for the past few weeks. Uh-huh. Kim? I completely agree. It's like, sit down somewhere, Kyle. I mean, I mean, he should not have left anyway. So that's his fault. And I really think that he should just, Jack should be like, no, not at all. I should have thought about that. I know that's probably not going to happen, but this that's insane. She was laughing at face when he asked that. Oh my Kyle, oh boy bye. Mm. Jay. What they've done to Kyle is just trash and he he there I don't root for Kyle anymore. I mean there's nothing to root for. Um, I feel like he's just circling a train and, you know, his father is too busy over there sniffing around Diane to notice that his son is over there drowning. So, I hopefully in the future, Cal gets his shit together. I mean, excuse me, his stuff together. And, um, ugh, yeah, I'm, I'm really don't I care about Cal these days. I can't even 
blame Jack. He, both his mother and father were trying to be with him. He was being an asshole. I'm just being shady. Boy. I'm just being shady, Carrie. I'm just throwing shade at Jack and Diane. I, I, I know. Oh, I know okay. that. Jack and I'm Diane. Being messy. Can we get John Cougar Mellencamp playing here, please? We don't have the rights to the words, so we'll just hum it. Yeah, I think the problem, you know, to piggyback because I think the problem is, okay, you made him mad at Summer, but they also then made him be terrible to everybody else. I don't quite understand how everyone else wronged him. Like, I don't, besides Audra, Audra is the best thing since sliced bread. Why? Uh, this would have made a lot more sense. I know people don't agree with Lola or somebody. Are they, are they doing the Billy route with Jack Kyle? Anybody, isn't this reminiscent of Billy's, you know, actions in the past? His woe was me. Somebody does him wrong, and then he tries to do everybody wrong. I mean, it, it, it counts warehouse, because you guys think about the New York stuff with Kyle, which I know people sometimes forget, like how he was acting in New York with Theo. Y'all remember Theo, right? Okay. Um, Cal's always kind of been, that's why I always say he's a little bit of Jack and he's a little bit of Billy. It depends on what day the mood is and what has happened to him. He feels as though he's supposed to be, I don't know, he's arrogant. He, he got under Audra. Audra gave him some kind of thing, mojo, where he feels as though he can... He, yeah, that he could be a smiling cow instead of a smiling Jack. He's smiling cow. So, gives him my freaking nerves. Um, Daphne, can I get you? I can get you. Okay, so I'm just going to say this. Tom has what I like to term OCS, only child syndrome. That's where you want what you want, when you want it, how you want it, and if you can't get it when you want it or how you want it, you get pissy and your knickers get in a bunch and you show off or you act a fool. I have had OCS sometimes. Even as a grown adult, sometimes I've been told I have OCS. But I'm just saying this. I feel like Kyle is, is he walked into Jack and demanded that Jack fire Summer. And if Jack didn't fire Summer, he was walking. Well, I like the position that Jack took. Jack said, Summer is Marchetti. Summer is needed at Marchetti. You remember you went from from, from Jabot to Marchetti because y'all was married and y'all thought y'all was married. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that Jack called Kyle's bluff. Well, Kyle, in a snit, decides he's going to leave. And I liked when Jack said I need I need summer more than I need you. And so now you are sitting here demanding that Billy be fired in order for you to come back. And I like the fact that Jack is not playing that game. He's not going to fire Billy in order to Now I know we're going to talk about Billy. Oh, you did you mention you mentioned Billy and Devon and Jack Nim. Uh-huh. I see what Billy's doing, but Billy is Billy is going to burn him him his own self with all of this because we all know what Tucker's trying to do, which we'll talk about probably in a little bit. So I just need for 
I just need for, for Kyle to just set himself down somewhere and to grow up and act like a man. You know, some are hurt you, but you showed, you were sitting on the high road, I mean, with what Summer did, because what Summer did was bad. But you are here, you you nailed me with Summer. Nobody's looking at what Summer did too much. They're looking at you being a fool over here with Audra, and now you're fired. And now you want Billy fired to come back. So I just need Kyle to take a seat. Oh, I, have a- I mean, I, I feel as though, like, Kyle, well, I always said it from jump, you're an avid man, so... You know, real quick, just little tidbits before we get to the big story. Um, Adam and Sally kissed. And don't ask how I feel about it. You can skip. And okay, I just I just wanted to put it out there. I just wanted to put it out there that Adam kissed Sally. And I'll just say this: she she has feelings. She's questioning herself now. Okay, Sally to question her feelings for Adam and Nick for the past year and a half now. I'm sick of it. I'm so sick of this damn storyline. I'm so sick of Adam being silent with Sally. She over there, once again, that's how this whole pregnancy happened in the first place. She over there hunching both Nick and Adam in the same day. I am so sick of Sally's character when it comes to Adam Newman. They need to move on from some, have her pick one and let's move on. This storyline is stupid. Why, after losing a about the cuss, losing a freaking baby and going through all this. Why are we still going through the motions between Sally and Nick and Nick and Adam? It's stupid as hell. And what are you doing, G? I mean, uh, young wrestlers, pick one. Why is this this uh, all this uncertain uncertainty when it comes to Adam? It, it, uh, it's it, I'm exhausted I, I, by this. Story. I'm exhausted by it. Quite frankly, I'm exhausted. I feel like. Um, I do think that 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 Mark and uh, Courtney have chemistry, but my God, to- it's, you're torturing me with this foolishness. Like you know, like I like all of a sudden, uh, 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 what's her name? Sally is the only woman in general city that Adam wants or needs or can be with. Like what? It's like he's borderline obsessed with her, and now she's over there playing both sides between Nicholas and Adam, I'm done with it. Because, yeah, I'm. this is this is ruining the character, the character growth of Adam and is making him look weepy and obsessed and crazed over this woman while she's over there playing, you know, hard to get. Meanwhile, laying up with her brother, with his brother. I mean, come on now, how gross can you be? And it's not doing the character of Sally any better. Uh, any, yeah, I'm done. I'm sorry, I can't. And I think what you're saying makes sense because I think the issue the writers are having, they are giving Adam and Sally angst that doesn't quite make sense. With Chelsea mm-hmm. and Sharon, the angst makes sense because of, especially with Sharon, we understood when she was with Ray, she had to keep resisting him. People were going to judge this lady. No, I'm married. I can't be. Her, her acting like this when she's married makes sense. What has he done to you, Sally? They acting like Adam has done this worst thing to her where she can't forgive him and she has to resist. You could have been chosen to be with Adam. All Adam done bad to this lady is literally dumped her for she could keep her job. That's all he did, and then she found out the truth. Again, I mean, he's like with an employee. He, 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 
Yeah, so for me, I think they 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 giving them angst like, oh, this is a lot of angst, but it's stupid angst. It's, the angst doesn't make sense at this point. Choose one and let's move forward. That's it. Like I agree, Jack. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Also, real quick, um, we learned that Victor, who again, I don't give a damn. I built this company from the ground up. He, um, damn, that's a good Eric Braden voice. I can't do it like you, Eric. Only you, baby, because you are the younger of the Russells. Uh, Victor told Lily that he sold his interest of Chancellor Winters to another party, but we don't know who he sold it to. I, I mean, this, this is one of those times I wish we didn't know casting news because I think we're all thinking the same person, and and if so, then I'm here for that too. So real quick, okay, so the big story is this. After Audra and Tucker slept together, y'all follow me, okay. Talking to Audrey, he considers Billy to be his secret weapon. So then, right, Billy saw Phyllis going upstairs to Tucker's room, not for some hanky-panky, but for financial motivation. So Tucker offers Phyllis $2.2 million. I would also like some of that money. Just saying. Okay. So basically, um. It's, it's the $2.2 million is to hack into Billy's financial records. Mm. So Phyllis was like, I don't know if I should do this. And Tucker was like, don't you got to repay, like, the insurance company and for your dust and all that stuff? So pretty much Phyllis is desperate. So she goes ahead and she accepts Tucker's deal. Tia, speak out, America. What are your thoughts about this? Did you see it coming? Mm, yeah, of course I did, because Phyllis is just an idiot who don't grow up. I think to even mention it, it is unfortunate for Daniel that I think he knows she's into something that he don't know. Like, he literally offered her a job. She seemed happy, and then she thought back about what she did to Tucker, like, oh, I, I can't do this. This is it. And also, I'm sorry, everyone, I think everyone's seen Friday episode, and I am going to spoil it. I'm sorry, if you didn't see Friday episode, please close your eyes, because I didn't watch Canada episode. I'm close, close your ears. Next, close your I'm, ears. Yeah, yeah, close your ears. You said close your eyes. The net, well, they probably should have closed their eyes if they didn't want to look at the end of that episode, but Ian, cover your ears, to be honest. How in the world is Danny going to be her talk to? I'm going to need that to be a misdirect, and he's not, because I... I am so pissed off. Like, I told Carrie this, like, a, a, a week ago. I said, I bet Danny is going to be this lady's talk-to lady. Come, come on now. This, this lady has done all this bad stuff, and she still get to get sympathized, and everyone will still be by this lady's side. Are you serious? That that next week, the next week on the Y&R pissed me off more than the actual episode. I said, Danny, just stay away. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't even want, I, I don't even want you back in town, Danny. If this is why you come here, so you're going to still say she has your heart when you come here? Oh, look at Danny. The heart she got is from you. I can't with you right now. So, so yeah, he's getting dragged before I even see the episode. I will apologize if he has more of a presence on screen when we see him. But, yeah, she's just a piece of trash, and I like that Billy was smart enough to leave out. Phyllis is such an idiot. Left out, made sure she went upstairs, and then peeked out like, uh-huh, I see you there. Like, Phyllis, you got to know how to do this better. Then even Tucker said, well, you followed, and her 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 idiot behind didn't even know she was following. So am I shocked by this? No, but it is unfortunate that, again, she always continues to let her children down. So good. And I even like the Phyllis and Sharon scene as well. I love Sharon during that moment. So, yeah, that's it. Um, Daphne? 
Okay, so first let me go back to Jack and Phyllis, because I know you mentioned that before. Oh, wait a minute. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Amen. That was probably one of my favorite scenes of the week when he said, I, I, I grieved you a triple more of your service. You were dead as me. He pretty much caught. Thank you. You know what? Thank you, writers. I keep saying this. If Jack and Phyllis are in game as I believe they were years ago, thank you for not making it so predictable and making these characters have realistic reactions. So I appreciate it, guys, because if they in game, they got a long way to go because Jack has hated Phyllis for a little over a year now. So thank you, writers, for doing that. Go ahead, Daphne. I was just going to say that was like my second favorite scene of the week because you got Phyllis sitting there moaning and groaning. Well, I've changed. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. You got to give me time. And when he just told her, you did to me, I've already mourned you once. You did to me. And I like the fact when Daniel came out and he said, normally I would go after <laughs> him, but he got the right, but he's right. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and and so my new philosophy is, and I think I tweeted this about Esme. I don't understand these people who do wrong stuff, who cause heartache, who damage people, and then they mm-hmm. come around and they act like I have changed, I've done this, I've done that, and you're supposed to say, okay, it's okay, it's fine. I know you did this to me, and I'm still experiencing the after effects. But you, but you're right though. I'm supposed to forgive you and let you get so you can feel better with with what you've done. So I was happy for this, and I agree. She and what made me what made me mad with Phyllis again was she's sitting over there trying to argue with Daniel mm-hmm. about that she's and that people won't give me. And I like when he told her, there's still some people around here who can't stand you, and it's going to be a while before they can forgive you. And I I will say this, Michelle Stafford and Scott Clifton, they are two actors who have perfected that confused, startled, Dave look like, what you talking about? I don't understand. I don't get it. That clueless look. And then because the character of Phyllis is looking clueless and everything. Now, your son turns around and tells you he's going to, he, he keeps asking her about her job and her status and telling her she needs to go to work. She, as my grandma used to say, I don't hands on the devil's workshop. Um, you need to come in and do. She gonna sit there and tell him, I got to think about it. And which, mm-hmm. but the thing is, oh, I'm sitting right here. I'm looking for that Jeremy money, that money, because you know Jeremy, he got that money from the insurance, and it's still laying around here. Phyllis, take your tail to work. Accept your son. Do the payment plan. You know, but she wants to have it all paid off so that mm-hmm. she can do what she. So she can pay it all off, and then she can say she doesn't have to suffer a consequence. So it's like if I pay it all off, it's done and over with. Everybody is supposed to like me rather than take her lumps and, you know, and just say, well, you know what, I don't have any money right now. Most of my money is gone. I can't find the money. So Phyllis got on my nerves. Now, Phyllis, you deserve every single thing that Tucker is going to to do to you because mm-hmm. you know right now because you just experienced this Tucker is not going to allow you to just go in there have Billy's records 
his finances and let you walk away free of like that. You you know the snake is getting ready to bite you. Why would you even consider that? Why would you even consider that? So I don't get feelings. Oh, but one other thing I wanted to say about Billy and about Billy, I was so happy when Adam turned Billy down because I was sitting here saying, this is again what I got an issue. People can't stand Adam. Adam is the mm-hmm. worst thing since Christ. Adam is bad. Adam is evil. Adam don't know how to be a father. Why is it that when everybody needs something, who the heck do they go to? You did Billy over here. Just a couple hours ago, Billy over here saying Adam this and Adam that. But then you're going over here asking Adam what you got on Tucker. And I was like, mm-hmm. please, Adam, say no. Do not get tangled up with Billy um, up in here because Billy, because you know tomorrow Billy be like, you know, Adam, I got this information from Adam. Adam is bad. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I love the fact that he didn't do it. But mm-hmm. back to Phyllis, Phyllis, you're your own worst enemy. That's all I got to say on Phyllis. She's her own worst enemy. I mean, I I wouldn't have done it, but you know, desperate desperate times for desperate message. Um, Kim, I mean, I agree with all of you. I mean, Phyllis, she definitely deserves whatever she's going to get. I mean, it, it's kind of like you would think. I would just ask, and I, maybe I maybe I, you know what? This is this is my fault. This is my fault. I admit this is my fault of actually believing that she would at least take what just happened with the whole faking the death and her kids grieving and everything that she put Genoa City through with what she did. I mean, it, it, but it hasn't sunk in. And I was just shocked. I was actually disappointed. Surprisingly, I was disappointed in her that she would do this. And it's like, it's like she literally has not learned a thing. So that was just ridiculous. And disappointing, I said, you know what? I now know from now on, I shall never, ever, ever give her the benefit of the doubt until she proves that I should give her the benefit of the doubt, meaning not to take on any crazy shenanigans or anything. So with that being said, you know what? She deserves to go down again, unfortunately. And Tucker is definitely the one to do it. So, hey, whatever. I mean, this is, this, this is what she's going to deserve. That's period point blank. So we'll see what happens. Mm. Uh, Carrie? Carrie here? This is why, this is why oh. I didn't get my knickers in a knot with the whole Phyllis thing because what content, yeah, what content yep. has she made? Every, she's her, the two most important people to her are her kids, and they're right up her ass. So, oh, yeah. what, for a, I know, for a non-plan plan. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Beautiful consequences, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Um, let me see. Uh, did I get Jay? Kim, Kim, the Kim boy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did I Kim get everybody? Yeah, I think Kim just went before. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mm-hmm. all, all I gotta say is this: I I'm gonna be honest. I did Excuse see. Me. Uh, I I just I just said you. 
He didn't give me a huh? second to speak. <laughs> look now. We look. Time is ticking, honey. Oh, now y'all want to rush? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We anyway. have fifty times, fifty years in Port Charles. We good. Yeah, and come on now. And in, in Landville. And Landview. <laughs> I mean, come on now. Let me get my piece. The only person. <laughs> The only person paying for what Phyllis did is me having to watch this character not not have a a slither of character advancement or growth after what she just pulled. This is straight up bullshit, Josh Griffith. You have no credibility when it comes to writing Phyllis. Like you, you, this woman did all this it will shit. Come Tuesday, he'll have some company. And there's no consequences. Face no consequences, and then have her pull shenanigans again. Not even a month later. I mean, come on now, this is just stupid as hell. Um, uh, like this, uh, whatever. Jack going off on Phyllis. I can care less with that. With, with Grandpa Jack, I say he can go where, go focus on Diane, and, and you know, live with her in the box somewhere. I can't like care less what Jack has to say. However, you cannot have this woman who almost lost her children do this again. I mean, come on now, more criminal activity. Like, like this is just ridiculous, Josh. Girl. What the hell are you doing with writing with Phyllis? There's no nuances. There's no, 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 nothing. Just Phyllis pulling more shenanigans. That being said, I need Phyllis and Tucker now. I am so sick of these shows ignoring obvious chemistry and interesting pairings. I think Phyllis and Tucker, especially with him and uh, uh. What's her name? Uh, Abbott. Ashley breaking up, breaking up, instead of having instead of saddling Audra with him. How about an interesting dynamic? You know, gruesome twosome with Tucker and Phyllis. But whatever. I guess we'll just deal with Audra and Tucker. Whatever. Um, but um, yeah, I need Phyllis. I need Phyllis and Tucker today. Um, I think that is a, a hot mess waiting to happen. Um, but yeah. Uh, two thumbs down, Josh Griffith, for having Phyllis do this more stuff, and um, mm-hmm. having only Jack be the real one really have given her some some pushback is is stupid as hell. And ugh, I don't what this is a mess. I I, I, I will say this. <clears throat> um, small alert. Something that Jay just said, and something that Daphne and Carrie said will happen on Monday's episode. Mm. There you go, folks. That's your spoiler for Jenna Russell. All right. Um, with all the excitement, because there's so much excitement right now on social media about the strike being over with, I'm just, I'm just, I, I can't believe it. We're going to head over to the bold and the beautiful. Oof, beautiful. Oh, LA. I hope Carrie is still out. She is. She is because she got to get ready for 2.30. I don't know. I think this lady keep getting knocked out and coming back here on here. That's what I think going on. Mm-hmm. Getting my second and third wins. Um, yeah. This this week in LA, uh, Lee has a heart to heart with her son John Carter. Um, meanwhile, uh, Douglas parent traps uh, Thomas and Hope, and uh-huh. we also find out that you know what. It doesn't matter. Bill and Ridge could have had the bestest, most anti-solid yep. plant in the whole but world. I thought and they were going to say have sex. When, when you have a corrupt judge 
who's in somebody's pocket. Yep. The plan don't matter. All right, let's start with um. Let's start with the parents. Oh yeah, parents grab Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. some words on this. I'm one. gonna say this. I'm on two sides of this coin. I'm okay with a child parent trapping. It's more appropriate than a couple of 40-year-olds. Having Mm -hmm. said that, I didn't find it cute. I was annoyed. And I think my problem is, and I'm I'm going to hope, and I hope that, I I like when Thomas was like, you know, we're going to give mom some time. Because here's where the rub is going to, here's where we're going to have a cross-section with hopes. Oh, yeah, and she's already said multiple times she doesn't want strings attached. She just, apparently she just wants to screw and Thomas, this is the other thing, this worship, Thomas is like, oh, I just want to be in your presence. And another thing that I forgot to put in the recap, but I'm going to slap it here. Thomas, keep William's name out your mouth that he disappointed Hope. That marriage did not break up because William, quote, disappointed Hope. And and even after that, what what does it matter? She's a cheater. She cheated. I wish everybody would leave, leave William's name out their mouth. That being said, back to Douglas, yes, it's appropriate for a kid, but... <laughs> I, I think I didn't need this. I, I, something is falling flat for me with soap, and I don't. I mean, I think my issue is I don't need I don't need marriage and engagements, but I'm confused with hope and what where her head is at. So she just wants sex, and again, at one point Thomas is like, "Oh, I just want to be in your presence." I'm like, oh, oh, I see. you know. So, and a side note, for those who talk about so-and-so is Loganized, this, that, the other thing, well, Thomas Forrest is the biggest one of them all. Um, and just, what is your opinions on Douglas Parent trapping Thomas and Hope, and have you evolved any on this particular relationship? Okay, so let me let me get myself together for this. I said on this show, Douglas is just like his freaking father and his aunt because Douglas is, has the parent trap mindset of just – I don't even know, but I don't think it was, like you guys said, I, it wasn't cute to me. I mean, the little boy who plays Douglas is cute, but this is not cute. This is like, okay, you clearly are your father's child. You're clearly, like, I just was like, well, I just thought that it would be nice to see mommy, my mommy and daddy together because they're smiling and everything. I'm like, boy, I'm like, go upstairs and play baby shark. I don't know if that's still a thing, but I'm just like, it's not cute. With hope, I'm feeling disconnected from this storyline because, again, I get hope is in her her stage of I don't want to be a I don't want to commit I want to have sex phase, but I feel disconnected. I I really do. I don't know what it is. But I'm just not, I'm not feeling it anymore. I don't, I don't know. It, and, and I kind of feel, I, I, I've always said I had an issue with Thomas and Hope. And I understood that, okay, like, I think Jay and me, we've said this for the shock value. And then the shock kind of wore off to the point where it's like, all right, I need some POVs. I need for, to, to know a little bit more about where it's, all this is coming from. How did this all come about and everything? But then it's like Thomas is still obsessed. And like you said about Liam, baby, honey, Thomas, Tommy Wilbees, shut the fuck up. Thank you. Um, 
I, I'm just like, I, I'm so disconnected from the storyline that I'm not even, it's uh, for me. Um, what else was it? That was it, right? Yeah, just, yeah. The parent trip. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I feel, like I said, I feel disconnected. I really do feel disconnected from the Hope and Thomas stuff. But with Douglas, I'm like, well, we've seen it with Steffi. We've seen it with, with, uh, with Thomas, you know. I, I, I guess I, we really haven't seen it with RJ, even though they tried. But, no, it's not cute. It's like, come on now. Mm-mm. I'm like, just keep my mommy and daddy smile. I think you guys are going to have a great time. I just thought it would be really cute. I did I don't know how much of uh, the uh, yeah the other the others were on with um, Eric and all that, but um, Kim, what are your thoughts on Douglas parent trapping for Thomas and Hope? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm not really here for a while. Just kind of like Ugh, okay, like that. Uh, and then the more and more, I mean, it's kind of like is are they going for Douglas doing the parent trap thing to push Hope? more closer to Thomas, I, but then I guess I definitely don't want that just for her to do this for the sake of Douglas and because oh you know I, Thomas is right I do have my family over here but it's like I'm just I'm so over that too and yes please keep Liam out of this this is that was that was infuriating me when Thomas mentioned that but I just, I'm just not here for the parent trap. I just don't want her to yeah. be pushed kind of like, you know, into Thomas just because of the little family over there that she has with him. I just don't like that, the whole setup or whatever, what he's trying to do. Okay, he's a cute little kid doing it, but I just, oh, I just don't want it to be for that reason. And uh, I, just a parent trap, right? This would just come up a parent trap. And that's right, it. right. Karen. Okay, um, yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm not here for I don't like it. Jay, are you still with us? Yes, um, I am over parent trapping in general on Bone and Beautiful. I feel like it is um, cheap. I feel like if two people want to be together, they'll need grown adults and children trying to piece them together and um, manipulate them into being a couple. Um, I found Douglas very annoying this week. I found Douglas inappropriate. I found Douglas um, unnecessary. I felt like instead of having a 10-year-old um, try, try to piece his parents together, why not actually have Thomas and Hope have a conversation um, and um, actually grow them as a couple and get more of Hope's point of view? Um, I felt I, everything just feels so cheap to me. And as a Thope fan, I need more. There's no substance. Yes, they have chemistry. You know, there's no denying the chemistry that um, Monica and Matthew have. But as a Thope fan, I need more. And I am not satisfied with um, a, a 10, 11 year old um, trying to get his mommy and daddy together. Um, and the fact that it went on for like three days straight, I mean, come on now, it was it was hard to watch. Um, that um, I need um, hope, not hope. I need Thomas to want more for himself. I think he loves hope and wants to be with her. And if they're just going to screw, that's fine. 
but I feel like um, they need to need to stop the whole lovey-dovey stuff and just have them be sex partners until you know one of them moves on to someone else. Um, but I was not happy with these scenes. I don't know who thought they were cute. I didn't. Um, and yeah, I just I wasn't I was just not satisfied at all with Thope this week and with and with Douglas. That boy needs to be at school learning how to write, read books, um all that stuff, but you know, play video games, go outside and play, you know, play ball, not in, in the room and not pulling shenanigans to get his mom and daddy back together. I mean, come on, Brad Bell. If you're listening or somebody who knows Brad Bell or the writers writing this show, stop this bullshit because it's not cute. It's not cute when Douglas does it's not cute when 35-year-old people do it. It's just not cute. It's 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 manipulation. You know, and I don't even hope trying to be with Thomas simply because Douglas um wants them together. I think if if she wants Thomas, then she needs to be with Thomas, not because other people are you know persuading her to do it. Haven't she learned her lesson when she let RJ and Brooke persuade her to go try to be with Liam again? He and he uh and he uh, uh rejected her and, he, and she humiliated herself. Like, why are you letting other people, especially a little brat? No, I'm sorry. I can't. I'm done. I, this is stupid. And real quick, and, I, and this is my problem, and then we're going to death next. I think that's my issue. Like I said, again, I don't need them to be engaged, don't need them to be married. But I'm trying to figure out what hope needs to – I've been saying on Spaces, her head needs to match her heart. And I'm not expecting it to happen in three episodes, but I watch Hope every day, and she just keeps – because I guess for me, you were willing to blow – basically you blew up your marriage for this, but now you want no strings attached? So I guess I'm kind of confused. Daphne? Okay, so first of all, let me just say this. If I hadn't spent almost a year with the grown folks doing the parent trap, I might would have been okay with this and said, oh, this could this could potentially be cute because um, Douglas has been trying to get his parents together for a while now. But my problem is I just spent almost a year dealing with Thomas, with Steffi and Thomas, and I'm going to put Steffi first because Steffi was doing it longer. Steffi and Thomas doing this, and these are grown people, grown people with children, not children, but children, um, you know, so – I just could not get into this. I did like the way they explained. But first of all, Donna needs to be fired as a babysitter because Donna left that kid home alone. I don't care if that's your house or not. She left that kid home alone and everything with some lit candles around. And, of course, he said that Donna lit the candles. Donna needs – Donna needs, somebody needs to go over there and say, maybe give Donna a little shake and say, you don't leave a 10-year-old, a 10-year-old home alone receiving food through a delivery service with some lit candles in the house, and he all there by himself. So that's the issue I had with Donna. I don't know what – okay, so let me just say my, my thoughts on Hope. I see where Hope is saying, I understand what Thomas is saying, Liam let you down. And the reason I'm saying this is, I think she thought Liam was going to forgive her, and Liam did not forgive her at any point stage of the game. And in the back of her mind, 
I think she thought Liam was going to forgive her, and that is a disappointment to her, that doing all of this forgiveness that she's given Liam, Liam is not returning that same favor, and that's his prerogative to do. I am not Liam bashing at all. I'm just looking, seeing how I'm viewing this situation. I'm also viewing the situation as I can't see hope at this point right now screaming from the rafters, I'm in love with Thomas. Thomas has done too much for her to say this at this point, I think, at least for me. I'm liking the fact that you are not making Thomas the dominant party in this. Thomas is sort of getting, Thomas I don't think ever thought he probably would get this with hope. So he's going to accept whatever bits and crumbs that he gets, even though it may not be good for his soul, his mental health, and everything, because he hasn't had this with, with, with hope. I think hope is suffering from, I've been controlled Hope is, in, I'm going to say, in her 30s at this point. And Brooke has basically told her everything that she's needed to do. Again, I feel like of all of Brooke's kids, Hope has been the one who has been, quote, unquote, sheltered more than any of her other kids. And I'm going to say including RJ because she didn't, she does not want Hope to go down that path that she went down, and now it's become to the point where it's ridiculous. Hope Brooke let Hope lead her life. So I, because we know at this point, if the roles were reversed, if Thomas was initiating the sex, if Thomas was doing this, everybody in Twitter from here to Kingdom Come would be saying Thomas is taking advantage of Hope. So in order for us to get this, I think we're going to have to have Hope be this dominant person. I don't think at this point Hope is ready to accept to ring from the rafters that she, that she wants Thomas, considering all of the shenanigans that he does. Now, when she does and if she does say, I, you know, I think I want him, then I need for her to tell people, so what? Thomas did this, so what? But I don't think she's ready for this at this point just yet. She's just basically gotten gotten her little taste of freedom, and she's just running with it. I think in her mind, by constantly telling Liam, telling not Liam, telling Thomas she's not in love, that she's not in this, and it's for the sex. I think for me, Hope Hope is kind of feeling herself a little bit, but I do feel like there's something that's missing a little bit. I'm hoping that next week when we get Taylor back. I need Taylor to have some questions. I need Taylor to, to question both her son, and I need Taylor to question um, to question Hope and say, what are your – I know Ridge has already done it, but I need Taylor to be the world-renowned therapist that she is now to say, I, I, your answers are not satisfactory. I need to know. And if you don't know, then tell me you don't know. You don't know is a perfectly good answer. But don't give me this all this stuff that Liam did this and I don't know and I'm just doing this. I need you need some answers and I think to me Taylor is the one that should be able to get those answers. Or to ask those hard questions of hope. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah.
Well, I clearly know what Hope wants in this relationship. She wants someone to worship the ground she walk, walks on. That's literally mm-hmm. why every time she speaks with Thomas, she always like, tell me I'm the only one. Do you love me? It's all that i got to feel cherished and I have to be number one and you love me. Cause I, so I know exactly what she wants. It's just being cherished 100% and, you know, having her having her feet worship at the ground, someone considering her an angel and the queen. That's just how I see it. She just needs somebody to worship her and validate her beauty every single day so i guess liam didn't do that for us so i guess she made that with thomas thomas is the perfect person since he was obsessed with you for a few years so you're obsessive of course go worship the ground you work on so that that doesn't bother me i know exactly what she wants when it comes to douglas um he could have a blessed day the first time i seen him what i did is i pressed fast for his button luckily because i started 15 minutes later so i was able to push that fast for his button and this is why we're bold. I don't watch it live. I wait about 15 minutes to say, okay, let me start this episode for some stuff that I could fast forward like Douglas. I refuse to endure myself into parent trap and I don't like it. And to me, Douglas dialogue actually made zero sense to me because I, I did catch one of his dialogues when I paused when he said, oh, y'all love each other and she loves you too. That doesn't even make sense. Douglas would not know Hope had any feelings for Thomas based on what he's seen. So I actually do have a bit of an issue with him being the one who did this after everything he's went went through, I, 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 this I, this is a case where I would love for the son to not want the parents together. They literally changed Douglas literally in the last year. Before this, he was Team Liam and Hope, and that's when all the people, all these people who's loving Douglas now, they all wanted Douglas off the show. But uh, conveniently, since he's now supportive to his former abuser father, everyone loves little Douglas again. Look at how things changed. It's, isn't that precious? So I, I just. I just can't with parent trapping. So it's going to be a lot of fast forward worthy scenes and we're going to keep seeing this. I don't have much else to say with this, but it wasn't good television and it was just a lot of fast forward. And so I missed a lot of the Thomas the Hope scenes this week. I refuse to watch that foolishness. I don't care what age he is. I'm sorry. This is why we love Safe. Safe said, I love you, mom and dad, but I don't want you to get that or I respect that. That, that right there makes me love a couple right there. They said, uh, uh, I'm getting up and going to the main house. I'm not living with these two. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, obviously, if Hope and, and Thomas were ever to be a family, I'm sure Douglas would be fine. But, yeah, this whole, oh, you. His dialogue you know, doesn't make sense because he never knew that Hope had any feelings for Thomas. So, literally, his dialogue came out of nowhere. I know you, she she loves you. How, how do you know that, Douglas? What, what scene was that did you see then? And stop, stop it. This is too much. You're just rushing <laughs> yeah. it. It's just worse too much. If you had Douglas peeping around corners, listening and eating, you were showing me that, that I'd be like, okay, that's how that little kid knows that. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I agree 100% with you, Tia. How does Douglas know any of that? But I will say this, though. I know why. He's like his mother's heartbeat. No. But I was going to say, I like that the fact that Thomas had that conversation with him about, well, this is before the dinner. He was having that, that conversation with him about they weren't going to be together and all of this. And, and, and isn't that what precipitated the dinner? Because like you, Tia, I started fast-forwarding it a little bit when I saw the candles and the little boy. I was like, okay, this is another parent trapping. Don't know if I want to see this. And doggone it if it didn't last three days. And that, that's one of my issues that I think I have with Bold is that they don't know how to be concise. It's like it takes them three, and I feel like you got one, 
story, but it takes you three days to do one scene, and you're repeating. I'm repeating this. I'm just saying. Let me just say this. I'm repeating this to Dollar Bill. I repeated the same thing to um to to um to Wyatt. Then I got to repeat the same thing to Ridge. I got to repeat the same conversation to Hope. And you repeating the same conversation that you had on Monday on Friday to this person. That I don't need to hear that same conversation given to five different people. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I agree with you. And for me, I, I just, for me, I don't care for the writing for Douglas, to be quite honest. I haven't for the past year when everyone was liking him. I think ever since he became an anti-Liam fan, that's when the writing for me changed for Douglas. Because to me, rational, that actually doesn't make any sense. Douglas' character literally makes zero sense to me. It's like one day we woke up and we changed who he was, him like, oh, I don't want to be with Liam. I just love my daddy and mommy together. Why? Like, you don't, you literally, if, if that's the, so if you're going to go by that logic, what the heck did you even tell this person little Beth was alive? I mean, based on everything you know, you had this, this dysfunctional family. So I, I, his character literally does not make any sense to me well, at all. Liam, because he's, Maybe Liam mistreated him before, then we didn't know about it. I don't remember seeing this. Is, this is a, see, that's the problem. They literally rewrote everything because a lot of people don't want to re- remember the beginning. This fool got himself out of custody because he said, I want to live with Liam and Hope. So now, so mm-hmm. now all of a sudden, this is the Thomas, uh, Thomas main defender of the year. His two, uh, this whole storyline to me, I, I, I just can't. Douglas is, is about to be like one, one of my, he's about to be one of my least favorite characters, to be honest, because you could be honest, Thomas, the hope of every character. This is the couple who actually didn't need parent trapping. They didn't need, they interested. What, what the heck they need parent trapping for? Because to me, all you're doing it's is making it. Douglas as what, as what, what's her name? As what Candace said, is he's Thomas. Like you, th- people thinking it's looking beautiful now. No, he's a little version of Tom. This is what Thomas did. He's just not a kid. And then he goes to more aggressive thing. Maybe I gotta gaslight them. Maybe I gotta set something on fire. This is how it starts. They should be worried. Like, oh my God, he's learned this from me. Thomas had need to put him aside and say, "You learned this from me. I'm so sorry." Go and ahead, that's my and, and it's vastly inappropriate. The, the dialogue is inappropriate. No ten year old talks like this. So um, I need them to stop because that boy is too grown for a 10-year-old. He's been through too much in his life to, to be doing all this crap with, with the parent trapping. It's, it's, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, and, and that's the thing. It's like you make a good point to you. Let folks stand on their own, number one. And number two, I'm hoping that Thomas, this is, I think Thomas, since you brought Douglas into this and with Thomas's progression, if she, it, it, once you now you have Douglas thinking about being a family. Now I'm wondering if Thomas needs to step back and put put the brakes on to hope and say, you know what, he needs he needs to think about his uh, son before he thinks about his sex partner. Mm-hmm. Because if Douglas get, because what if you know if they carry on and whatever, he needs to think about how this is going to affect Douglas if if this shit gets out. Mm-hmm. So that's that. So let's go from one son to another. We see Lee. Finnegan oh wait, let me again. just say this right. Oh, let sorry. me just say this right quick. Does anybody remember this same parent trapping happened between Katie and Will and Dollar Bill, where Dollar Bill orders the food, sets them up? I felt like it was the exact same dialogue, the exact same scene, a- the exact. The exact same setting. Because you, rem- 
Well, no, but I'm just saying where Will is supposed to be older than, than Douglas. But I'm just saying, I feel like it was the exact same because, you know, Thomas is in, is in Katie's old house. So I feel like it was the exact same scene, the exact same setting, the exact same everything. But the difference, well, I, I mean, I, I don't, I, I vaguely remember, but I don't think anybody had, I, I don't know. I, 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 I no, it's just Douglas remember. was creepy. Douglas, to me, was creepy. I'm just saying, to me, it was the, the exact same everything, except Douglas was creepy. I don't, I, don't, I don't know why I don't remember Katie in that house much, I guess, because I just remember her in the house with what's-his-face. But So we go from one son to another. Lee Finnegan went to see her son, John Carter, um, who Lee stressed again that John Carter... Finnegan. Sheila out of their life. And at all means necessary, and we have these conversations on spaces and stuff, and I'd be interesting to see um, she kind of insinuated, in my opinion, that he, by saying do anything necessary, I mean, she was kind of insinuating he end her life to me. Um, the problem with John Finnegan is that while I believe what he's saying, and, and Lee said this this week, too, when he says, you, she says, you crack the door open with those hugs, and she doesn't even know the most egregious part. wasn't even the hugs. It's what he said to the nutcase. John Finnegan doesn't mm-hmm. understand that he can tell her now for the rest of his life, get out of my life, but she was not going to hear that. All she knows is you hugged her, you called her mom, you called her a hero, and you said, oh, in my arms, in my your arms, I know what I've been missing. So while I believe he's sincere... I don't know how this ends without her ending in a pine box. Um, Candace? This is where we need to do the dark, the dark sin thing. Because like Lee said, I agree with Lynn, with Lee. Well, I say Lynn. Um, with Lee, you did this. I know you didn't intentionally mean to do it, but you opened that door. Sheila is, Sheila, <sighs> Sheila picks up on every little thing. And she has a double meaning to it. You have, like, Finn, I understand you really don't understand what you did. And I understand you're in a really bad position here. But your mother, the woman who raised you, regardless blood or not, she is telling you, she is telling you what you need to do. I'm waiting. I've been saying it. Finn, is, Finn better be the one to do it. But I, I'm, I'm out of who. Yeah, maybe we might do it. You know, it's funny you oh say that. I feel like she does. I, I still, the only way I can see the only way I can see uh, Finn doing it is not premeditated, but more like if if whether it was him if Sheila comes Steph, after her, her or the kids or Steffi, I can't see him premeditating doing it because he didn't do. He could have just let her die on the table. Yeah, because I feel like no. if, I feel as though I agree. I feel as though Sheila is going to do something to irk. His nerve. And here's the thing. For those who say, Finn wouldn't do something like that. Uh, let the record show he beat the crap out of Vinny. Let the record show that he does have a temper. Let the record show we don't know about his past. Because it always still irks me about, I want to know what happened with that patient that he got involved with. Like, we we never picked up on that. So, I I just I I don't know where we're going out oh, with you, this. You, you, I mean, you remember that too because we've had these conversations because actually yeah. 
I know some people don't like this term, but we don't really know who John Finn is. And it, I mean, look, I know he's no. been doing for four years, but I mean, I mean, I wouldn't be at all whatever because yeah, he did make mention of. But see, but that's what that's. That's that's why I said like if you that's why I say that even though it didn't play out, there are certain things that I still for me when people say oh Finn wouldn't do this, how do you know? Because what I've seen is he does have a short temper at times. We haven't seen it in recently, you know, but we see the struggle is real because he tries to do the right thing. He tries to be a people pleaser. One, two, he will fight. And when I say fight, he will beat the crap out of somebody if somebody um, does something to harm him or somebody that he loves. So I can't say that he couldn't do this. It's just they haven't flushed him out. And this is a problem with some, when you have new characters, sometimes you don't flush them out all the way for us to get that side to where we're like, you know what, he could do that. But, like, right now, you have, you know, Steffi has gone out the country with the kids because of Sheila. You have Lee telling him what he needs to do and how Sheila operates. You have, even though, you know, look, Liam, you got Liam. Liam was, is, is kind of also saying some stuff. So it's like you're, like, Finn is in that position where unless, until something happens, I, I just don't see him really doing it on his own. He's going to have to be provoked. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Tim? Yeah, with these scenes, I kind of feel like Lee wants to do it. Like, I really feel like she's going to do it. And I was like, well, what if she tries to do it and then Finn catches her and then he saves Sheila? That, that would be a really cool twist for me. I just I just feel like something is just they're they're working towards doing something here, and in order for it for me to be interested is to where Finn really turns dark, you know, in his thought process and everything like Sheila, because they keep switching it from him and into Sheila, or if like I said, if Lee says, you know what, forget it, I know Finn's not gonna do this at all unless he is provoked, so I'm just gonna do it, sneak up, and do it myself, and then but then Finn realizes this and figures it out and saves Sheila, so. I mean, I'm going to need something like that to happen um, for it to be some kind of good twist for me to even be invested to see where they're going with this. So, I mean, we'll see, um, and then I'll decide, but that's where I would like to. So, I mean, Finn obviously definitely is not going to just do that, and he was even telling her, Lee, again, you know, like he, she, I was a doctor. I, I Obviously, as with anyone, like, I would I saved her, but Lee was just so upset, like, so, so, so upset. And she's really so, so upset, too, that that Finn even let the words mom come out of his mouth um, when addressing Sheila, too. So I really think that that's going to push Lee over the edge, too. I just, it's just all kinds of different scenarios I'm thinking about here. They can go with this. But, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens with them. Yep. Jay? Um, I... I don't like this. I feel like pushing Finn to be a murderer is a bit much to me. If you have Finn kill Sheila, whether it's self-defense or whether it's premeditated, you're making him the true son of Sheila Carter. Uh, Because whether or not it's self-defense, you're laying the groundwork 
that Finn needs to protect himself in this way. So for Lee to even suggest that Finn should let her die is absurd to me. Like, this man still has his soul. So I get what Sheila did was wrong and bad, but if you want to commit murder so badly, you do your damn self, and you risk your life and you risk your soul. Don't have your son do it. Like, Finn is probably one of the purest characters on the show right now, and I feel like uh, uh, while they're saying Sheila is corrupting him, Lee is corrupting him as well. And if the spoilers are correct, so are other people corrupting him as well. So everyone is pushing him to do bad things, which to me is just ridiculous and stupid. Like, he's supposed to be anti-Sheila. The reason why he had all these issues with Steph is because he's supposed to have this big, gigantic heart that could possibly forgive Sheila in some capacity. So now you're trying to corrupt him and make him a murderer? But I thought those scenes were very junk, uh, very weird and stupid. And if, some, if Finn does something and someone else gets hurt and stuff like that, I'm blaming them. Because y'all pushing this man to do unspeakable things. And I just think that it's just wrong. Like, you know, I think Dark Finn um, is unnecessary. I mean, it goes against the grain of the character. I mean, and if they were going to do it, they could have slowly progressed Finn to, to start acting this way instead of having Lee say, oh, yeah, you should kill the bitch. I mean, instead of actually having him uh, progressively start to change and turn. So I'm not happy with the writing. I'm not happy with the writing of both overall. Like, they are just so, they either take forever to do something or they rush stuff. So, yeah, I'm not liking Lee right now. I, I ain't like her at all this week. Daphne. Okay, so in the beginning of the week, I was Team Lee. I was like, Lee, you got to set your boy straight. You got to tell him, you know. But see, Lee does not know, like we said, the whole Finn connection that he that he gave to Sheila. I need toward the end of the the week. I was like, well, what is this? Is this? a setup to where Finn is going to kill Sheila? Is she trying to say kill Sheila? What is she, what is she saying to do? Or is this a preview where Finn is going to try to do it, can't do it, and Lee is going to finish the job? Like, like, like you remember what happened when Sheila had the heart attack? Both Lee and Finn were working the ER, and um, Lee, was telling Finn, Lee was telling Finn to let her go, don't save her. I'm wondering what's going to happen, and is this time Finn is going to is going to be in that same situation again or something? And this time Lee is going to take over and say, "No, I'm going to take this job. I'm going to do it." But I also like the fact that Lee was was see here we need Ted King. Where the heck is Ted King? Mm-hmm. She was over there saying Ted King. You know, not Ted Jack brought this mess into our house. You know all of this stuff, and I was like, "Yes, we, because we never got to see Lee and Ted, and Lee and Jack go at it with each other." Because I wanted to get the background, because you know we we still have never gotten the full background of how Jack and 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 Sheila sort of got together. I'm one of these people who need to know the birth order of these kids. Is this the reason? Is Ben the first child? Because if he's the first child, what went on that made that made Sheila go crazy and bonkers and to be obsessed over this? 
I also needed to have some conversations, and and I think this conversation should be coming from Ridge when they was doing all of that hokey pokey with with things. Why is uh, why is Brad Bell and them not remembering that Sheila's daughter, that Sheila has a daughter who is Ridge's half sister, who's a Maroney? Why you know why is she not? What's the reason she's not after that child? What's the reason she's not obsessed over the child she's got with um? What's his name? What's the doctor's name? Ian Buchanan that he played by uh, Ian Buchanan. James Warren. David Ward. Why is she not obsessed over those two children? Why is she not obsessed over her granddaughter? What's it? Day is it Daisy? What's the granddaughter no, that's in Genoa City? What? Lucy, but no, I'm just saying I need somebody to ask these questions. Why why are you so what's the reason that you're so upset? Well because, because, didn't, because Daphne just didn't she say none of I think it's because it of course it's off screen, but I believe she referenced at one point none of her kids want anything to do with her and this is and But but, but the thing that. is, Lee Finn don't Finn didn't want nothing to do with her in the beginning. Like she was still and she was still obsessing. Oh. So to me that's to me that for me that's not a valid answer because Nia, you well, it could be a valid answer that none of her kids want her. But she's sitting over here saying, we've got this connection. Well, shouldn't she have that connection with, with her two daughters? Shouldn't she have a connection with the kids that she's got over there in Genoa City? I, I, this is where I need for Brad Bell and Josh, as Candace likes to say, to meet up in the hall with their Sheila folder to say, okay, this is what's going on because I'm like you guys are like some of you guys are with one life to live and the all my children thing. This this is a show where we actually need to know certain beats of this. Oh, I'm going to say something real quick, beats. Daphne. Well, let me just say this about the writer and Daisy situation because it's always been a situation of two rewrites because at first they they kind of claimed that Sheila was not the mother. It was her sister that, you know, obviously raised them and then, quote, unquote, was supposed to be the mother. This is one of those things where they're not going to – they don't really acknowledge that because it was a real weird situation. Um, what Carrie said was – and then Sheila did say this. None of the kids, because of what Sheila has done and brought to the to their lives, they kind of just excluded her. They kind of excluded her. So I think what Sheila is right now is just how she was about Murray when she was when they were in jail and all that stuff. She has um, an issue of she wants she wants she it's it's like she's missing something. She wants something filled. So she's obsessing over it. She's obsessing over having one of her kids or whatnot in her lives in her life and so she is so dead dead set on having one of her children to just be there to kind of be that presence and everything right right. and it's it's simply geographically listen i i I get your point daphne but just simply geographically none of those kids are in this age they said she said they wrote her off we know they and, and b None of them are in. I would guarantee that if some of them were in LA, she'd be obsessing over those two. But I mean, just oh, she was definitely a Dr. Warwick is supposed to be in L.A. You remember how she got him to to yeah, but to I don't know. We don't know where the daughter is. Yeah, the daughter's not Daphne. 
I know, but I'm just saying, I just feel like there's some, there's some dots that, for me, need to be connected. I still need Ted King as Jack on here. I need to know how this how this got to be other than this was a fair. Because you remember, everybody assumed that, that Jack was a doctor, and I had to go back, and I went back and looked. And we watched all of that. Jack's profession was never told. It was always told he met her at the hospital. But his profession was never actually divulged until she he so she called him and walked up in there. No, I'm just saying Sheila needs to go at this point. I'm I'm just sorry. To me, Sheila has has outlived her expiration date at this point. Sheila needs to go, and that's just for me. The character at this point needs to go. Well, I, th- I I I think she uh, she reached her expiration date long ago. But um, Tia, we lost Tia. Um, yeah. Hello. Oh, I thought um, I thought went off. No. We lost you. Okay. Um, so then we Sorry, have, I was on other projects. What's the, oh. what's the question? Uh, Lee Finn. I thought Soul Party went off. What, what, what topic are we on now? Uh, Lynn, uh, the hell is that? Lee, Lee and Finn. Thank you, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. A thousand percent, Team Lee. One thousand percent. I love the, the moment we're not talking about when she said, "I'm the one who raised you. I'm the one who did this and this." It was about time she said it because his whole. I think the whole offense speech that I had with Finn is the one that no one knows about. It's in the jail when he hugged her mm-hmm. back and pretty much said, "I've never felt this before." No one still knows about that one. So right from that moment, to me, you opened the door because you told her that there was something you were missing. Then you open the door a second time, and then you bust down the door the third time. So you opened a lot of doors, and now she can't get away from all those doors because she remember everything that's happened. So, yeah, I'm T. Lee here, but I do agree with Jay. I'm not Team Lee getting him to kill someone because you do know who you raise. He's a good kid. Whether he It's unfortunate he doesn't hate this lady, but you can't control how someone feels. I don't think that's the right reason he should get that person out in that manner. So, yeah, so it's two things to be true. Do I agree with Lee with everything else? Yes, but not encouraging him to do something that's out of his character. That's who he is. You can't change who your son is. Yeah, the only way I can see it is if, if somebody is his life, if, or, or just life or, like, self-defense, life or death, but not premeditation. Hell no. That make no sense. Right. That's why I said, like, to me, it's, he's going to have to be provoked. But then again, like I said, there's been evidence that we know that he has a temper. They just don't play again because Finn's character, his his agenda is was to take us away from the triangle. And then they had him be sort of the outsider looking in. Then they had him be Sheila's son. But again, who is who is this person? What do we know other than short temper, he's a doctor, he worked hard for his money, he loves Steffi. Okay, okay, Donald. But, they better treat her right. All right. Okay, we don't have topic, to okay. You know what? Um, last, last topic is. That was it. That was it. That was oh, it for the show. There you go, soldier. Oh, uh, uh, no, we got the last but not least, Bill and, Bill and Ridge's plan didn't make a difference because 
Sheila had a guardian angel in Deacon Sharp who, who, who had a favor to call in for a judge, didn't use it for his own self, but used it for Sheila. Makes sense, right? Um... Yeah, I'll go real quick. I'm sorry to jump in. Be, because yeah, you can go first. I just so they knew each other from his club, the Lair, back so in the day. So stupid. And, and Deacon can call in a favor. I have no words. This is the stupidest so, twist. This of, is okay. preposterous. <laughs> this is. I'm sorry. I, I can't. I can't hold it in. Like this. <laughs> this man lives in a closet. Like he he literally closet, you know closet. recently just. Took over, um, uh, uh, I don't know, Taco, Taco, Olive Garden, Olive Garden, whatever, like that. This man has barely two nickels to run together. Now all of a sudden he's a criminal mastermind with all these connections. Give me a fucking break, I mean, but bold and beautiful. You have destroyed. You have both Finn and Deacon acting out of. Character and ridiculous for Sheila fucking Carter. Now this man's over here getting her out of prison. Are you kidding me? Like, like this is ridiculous. That see, I laughed my ass off because it was that preposterous and that ridiculous. Deacon Carter is a he doesn't have any power. If he did, he wouldn't have been living the way he's lived the past three years. Deacon I mean, this is this is ridiculous. <laughs> if he had connections, he would have some that. connections to get some money in his pocket. Like this would, you know, he would have had connections to get him a better job than waiting tables. Like this is just all fucking ridiculous, bone the beautiful. And I'm, I know, uh, uh, Deacon Deacon Sharp is. I'm sorry, Deacon Carter. I'm gonna say it. Deacon Carter is. Um, uh, 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 it's Deacon uh, Sharp. No, uh, 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 no, Deacon you know Carter. Deacon I said Carter. what I said. Uh, uh, Deacon Carter, because apparently he's 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 Sheila's bitch right now. Um, this is just mm-hmm. watching this man be destroyed. You know, he's already been troubled and flawed, but having to be destroyed for Sheila Carter doing it to Finn as well is ridiculous. Sheila has has is has expired. She is spoiled. Let her go. But God says, what's next? Hope gonna be on, on Sheila's train to keep it a secret. But how long are we gonna go through with this? It's ridiculous. Like, come on, stop having characters commit uh, attempted murder uh, and, 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 and kill people, Brad Bell. They want to keep doing the show for two more years. Give me a break. You shouldn't have had her uh, uh, kill, finish, shoot Steffi. Like, this is ridiculous, Brad Bell. Y'all trash. He didn't write the show. And, and, even, and even the, even just real hmm. quick before I go to Kim, even the judge's reaction is I'm like, is, is, what am I watching? Kim. He should have been David Kimball, but no, can't have that. I uh, this was definitely a twist. I did not expect this at all, and I apologized on Twitter um, to Tia because she said I was like, you know what? I y'all know I have no problems at all in life taking full accountability. Mm-hmm. You know, I was completely wrong. I, I, that totally threw me for a loop. So I am going to apologize tonight on the podcast. I apologize. That's very mature so that's of you. Just, wow. Thank you. You know, I have no problem owning up to my mistakes. And I just, this is, this is, I, I hate this. I, I hate it. I just cannot believe this is where they're going. And then I, so, oh, okay, so this it makes me even more confused because, okay, Sheila, they said their little goodbyes or whatever, and then Sheila is 
snooping and listening. Now she finds out, she found out that he is the one responsible for being released. So I'm like, but <laughs> you have these kind of connections like that, Deacon, what's going on? Like, at this point, I want Hope to find out. And that sounds bad because I like Deacon. But at this point, they need to find out what's going on and what what he's doing. This is just out of just this is just out of character. I just I just don't even know. This is just insane, y'all. I just really threw me for a loop, like no other. The craziest with on bold. I, I didn't see it coming, and I don't know what where they're gonna take it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But this is just it. It is preposterous. It, it, I can't believe it. Um, did everybody go? Or did that, uh, did we all go? No, I didn't go. Did Candace then go? Yeah. Daphne then Candace. Okay, so I'm going to sit here and say, just last week, I think I sit here and said, regardless of what they do to Deacon, I still love the character of Deacon. <laughs> and, um, I'm sitting, you know, just almost want to feel the bread. I know this happened. It was filmed and taped long before I said this, but I sometimes feel that Brad Bell and Eminem, Mark and Michael, or whatever their names is, <laughs> I just thought Eminem um, said, you know what? Daddy said that she, like, let me do something to make her not like Deacon. Um, because I'm just going to use, we're going to destroy Deacon, I'll prop up Sheila. Yeah, let's go. We heard, we listened to Soul Party. Yeah, uh huh. We got it. Right, right, right. I remember us having a conversation it was this last Monday when we had seen the the preview and we were looking like we were like, Yeah, it's probably anybody but Deacon. Deacon ain't got no power, no authority. When Deacon yeah, we see Deacon sitting down at the table. Deacon don't look like he talking to nobody or he's looking like he got a clue. All I know is when I saw and was listening to Bold and Deacon was the one that said, yeah, man, thanks for, for pulling that favor from me. And I'm sitting here going, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean to tell me you know a judge, and if he wasn't a judge mm-hmm. at that time, you know a lawyer who could have gotten you out of jail or could have minimized your jail time? You know a judge, a lawyer slash judge, but there you sleeping in the broom closet. Jay, he mm-hmm. wasn't a waiter. He was the he was the bus boy mopping the floors. That's what that's how they had Deacon in the in the broom closet mopping the floors. In that one that two room little pool, that two room little shack hiding Sheila. So I'm just to the point I don't get it. I want to feel like this was a mistake. I got the rub to sleep out of my eyes. Come back, look, it's okay. I was sleep dreaming, and this did not happen. Because I just don't know why you would tear it. You may nail Deacon's, you put Deacon behind the eight ball again. And now he's getting ready to, in pool, he's getting ready to go into one of the pockets. Because you know Dollar Bill and Ridge knew he was he was diddling with Sheila. Now you got them diddling and she's going to find, and you find out that she's the reason why, you're the reason why she's not in jail. Oh, you know hoping them is going to, hope is going to X them out. You know everybody's going to say, you, you trash and you bad. You might as well tell Deacon to go on. But let me just say one thing though. I did have to appreciate Sheila for one thing. 
when he told her he was going to have to break up with her because he could not not have the relationship with his daughter, Hope, I said, oh, Lord, Sheila is going to go back, you know what, crazy. She is not going to let him go. And Sheila surprised me. She understood why he was doing what he was doing and breaking up with her. Because you remember what she said? She wanted to have a connection with her son. So she didn't blame him and she understood. But then, of course, Sheila now knows what he did. All of them need to go to jail. All the judge, deacon, Sheila, all of them need to go six feet under the jail. I just was in shock. Hmm. Yeah. How many, like you said, how many people have sacrificed? Sheila Connor, I think, is one of these characters that should not be long-term. She needs to come in, do her shit, either die and then come back to life, jail, whatever, because now you, you've you sacrificed how many characters for her? Because even Lee, I mean, because here's the thing. If, if Sin is to survive, Sheila has to be dead. So that means either Sin, Lee, or somebody's got to do something that they wouldn't ordinarily do. So, or, or you need a retcon, uh... Sin, I don't understand when Stephanie comes back how this works, but we'll see. So I believe that was it for uh, Bold this week. Can- no, it's Candace and me. Oh, so, oh sorry, Candace. I forgot. Duh. Go ahead, Candace. It's late. I'm going to I'm let Tia go first. Why does she want me to go first? I'm good at closing these topics out, but but I, I'll go. Um, in, in, in this case, uh, I'm confused with what the heck we talking. Uh, okay, okay. Um, wait, what are we talking about? Okay, Deacon. Deacon I thought you said okay. Deacon. Okay, yeah, we talk, we talking about Deacon. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, for me, I've already said it. There's nothing these people could do to destroy Deacon for me. I'm still gonna um stick um sadly by that because this is a character. Um, I would just say Sean Kane, and it's been nice seeing you here. Because after this story, after you get exposed, I don't see you in much, much episodes again. And I'm going, and I'm only saying this based on experience. If everyone has watched him on Bold and Why Not, he usually doesn't stick around a lot. He does his arc, get screwed up as a character, and then they take him off and then bring him back when he's needed. So it was nice seeing that. So I'm gonna just say my early goodbye to him. It was nice seeing you here, but the writer strike is over, so I can't wait for your next um whatever you do next um. I know you said you won't go to GH again, but it would be nice for you to go back Maybe. there and get back mm. in HA, you know. So it was it was nice seeing you in this role. I already accepted it. I still love Deacon in the end. There's nothing that's going to destroy this for me, even this idiotic writing that makes zero sense. I love that we finally got Bill Ridge off the hook, so technically it didn't matter what anybody did. He, it was a quick drudge, so he was going to get her off anyway. So it was literally nothing that could be done. And I think mm-hmm. to write Deacon in this way actually literally makes zero sense. You are the fool who's seen these fool, these people in the alley. Without you, these two would be dead. You you do realize this is who you're doing this with. But this also goes back to what I'm saying. Like when we had, that's why like Kim and Lisa were saying it on air. Like when people said Deacon was in on a plan, I said, no, he was never in on a plan. He got poured out in the side and they said, you need to do this or this, this, and this will happen. So he probably said, sure, I'll help you, but there's no way I'm keeping her in jail. So look at what's happening. I got to say, Bill and Ridge, um, especially Ridge, because I'm going to say Bill doesn't know about the latest developments. I think Ridge going to have to reveal it and say, okay, I don't trust you. I think you know everything about Sheila. So you know what? I'm going to go ahead and tell the truth now because it, he, he, it, does, it does need to be truth time because I don't want to hear that 
this is in Deacon's wheelhouse. Uh, you can't keep saying that because characters have to grow up. They have to have a way to grow up. His growth was when he left jail and he said, you know what? I'm not going to get evil money anymore. I'm going to start from the bottom. I'm going to be in that broom closet and I'm going to make Hope happy for me again. We had him on the right track, track. Even his relationship with Sheila in the beginning, it was interesting because she didn't shoot these people in the alley. He just had a mm-hmm. good connection with someone who was looking out for him. But the second that shooting happened, Sheila, you have to go. And Deacon Sharp is this obsessed with Sheila Carter. You truly expect me to believe that, really. So I just... And the thing is, I could make an excuse for him hanging with Sheila at the time because, listen, Hope couldn't even scrounge up a a, a credit card to put her father up when he wasn't allowed at her house, and Sheila was there. You know what I mean? Like you said, until I could even make a case where, well, you know, no one else was giving him the time of day. Hope didn't even put him up in a fucking decent hotel, Mm -hmm. even in a room closet. But you are deep to me, Deacon is, to me, the, and this is a little bit out of character because Deacon was always the loser. He's the one, he's got to steal. He's got to do stupid stuff to get my, he's not the person who always had this power. Why do you think a person like Bill or Rich slam him out for being the loser? Like Rich, even thing, like, look at you working in the broom. Like, they look down on Deacon because he don't didn't have Bill, the power. Didn't Bill or Victor get him out of, didn't Bill have to get him out of jail at one point to need him for something? Yes. Yeah, yeah, so to me, this is out of character, actually, because Deacon is not the character with the power. He don't have the authority. He's mm-hmm. the one who does illegal activity sort of to get it. Like, he doesn't have power. It's a bill in the ridge. Well, that's why That's why he always got slim, because he was just a loser. He, he mm-hmm. like, and, But that's what I loved about him. Like, I could say he's a loser, but I love that. He don't have this big mass. He's not a Victor Newman in the karaoke who got this big power. He gets out of every situation he's and, in. No, no, he's a son of criminal to people that take people to fall for them. He does know some people. Right, he does know people. He's not a son of So to me, this this right and development actually technically make no sense. The only way this is is just to destroy the character more. But no one could tell me this makes sense for Deacon Sharp character. It just doesn't. So that's all I see oh, on this one. Just prop Sheila, huh? Candy Pooh. I will say this. Five months ago, I did say what I said um, because we didn't know certain things. But because of you got, and we gonna can we can we say that some things probably did change because of a certain strike. So I will apologize to you, Tia. Um, this is the only time you're gonna hear that. Um, but I just don't. <laughs> no, we're not gonna hear for Diane plan, so I survive it. Oh no! Oh, that's don't don't worry, <laughs> baby. We're starting to see some cracks, aren't we? Aren't we seeing some cracks? Yeah, yeah. Right now, because everybody got a downfall. Uh, I told you, Nate got a downfall. Mm-hmm. Victoria sure got a downfall. Look at look at God working right now. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing about Deacon. I think look, I'm gonna be honest with you. Deacon has had his moments where he's he's a high horse. That and again, take a look at the history of Younger Russell's and Bold. He always does have somebody or something in the back of his pocket, and you pull pull it out and whatnot. I think with Sheila, you know, the thing is we kept saying is that the hope factor, the hope factor is going to have to play into part because he doesn't want mm-hmm. he doesn't want to like you know hurt hope and everything. But at the same time, it's like yo, you got to look out for yourself. You got to do all that. So I'm, I mean, I was kind of like, hmm. Interesting. He has the judge in the back of his pocket because, you know, Deacon spends so much time in jail. He probably does know him. Um, but, I, you know, I, I want to see what happens. I don't think this is the end of Deacon. I think this is going to be an interesting situation now that Sheila knows. But other people are going to have to find out. I, I just I'm, I'm curious as to what is going to happen next with Deacon. Um, 
I mean, other than him being in Maryland in two weeks. But uh, shout out to Sean Kanan for being in Maryland in two weeks. But um, I don't, I don't know. But I'm, I'm interested in it as far as like the Sheila thing. I mean, I feel as though we all watch soap, so it's sort of like, are they building up to uh, who did something to Sheila's storyline? I don't know. So. Well, question. Uh, I've got a question for you, Ken, before you leave. Okay, for me, I think we, we both been watching. I know you don't think it's the end for him, but I think we both been watching him on Wine and Bow to know his character probably left like 10 times. Because that, that's just how he gets written. But in saying that, mm-hmm. is the only way he can survive. I'm not sure this is a question for anybody before we leave. Can he? Can they do a whodunit to Sheila and it turns out he actually killed her? Oh, Would that yeah. save the character? It was. It would make it. I think that's the only way that can save Ashley Deacon's character because no, I don't think to me it's back from this. It, well, here's the thing: he's come back from a couple of things. Uh, let's let's take a look at the history. Not this. Not when you but, have a daughter. This is I, different to me because you have well, a hope. I, I, to me, you don't. You don't have nothing. You don't have any. You want to just be with Sheila Carter for the rest of your life? He doesn't have anything. At all. I mean, there's a couple of things. You can have him survive. And you can't not with the golden group. You you can do it. You actually can do it. If you are, and I'm going to say it, if you have it in you to write it, you can do it. There's been plenty of times on soaps we've seen a character we think is going to not survive. You literally helped her get her release. Right. But again, we've seen we've seen a rapist. We've seen serial I, killers. I know, but Deacon, to me, seen, the issue with Deacon, he, he's already gotten forgiven for 1,500 things. You can't be forgiven. Again, we've seen rapists. We've seen, we've seen a couple of people, right, on I, I, I these understand so, that, but Deacon that has, has done stuff he's already been forgiven for. That's the problem. I, I, like, again, we've seen stuff. characters being forgiven left and right. To me, I feel as though the only, like, okay, if you're asking, is there any way for him to get out of this corner that they, they vote him into? The answer is yes. Because here's the thing. You look save, at Bill save, Spencer. Save someone's life. I mean, take a look at Bill Spencer. There's been plenty. But Bill Spencer isn't as bad as this. I mean, well. Okay. No, I'm going to explain why real quick. Quinn. Mm-hmm. All right, oh, Quinn, flip it. Like, even though they did, to me, what Deacon has to do, what is why I'm saying Deacon has done worse is because his actions have inadvertently uh, um, calmed every single character on the canvas. That's one thing. You could say what Bill did. Bill decision didn't harm a Steffi or a Brooke or a Katie. He did some stupid stuff, but it was against characters who were going to be going the next week. It was about the day player or the, the recurring character. It wasn't a character on the canvas. D- Deacon literally know how terrible this lady is, and you're going to help her get out of jail? What kind of nonsense I is mean, that? I mean, you, you take a look, but flip side, I, like I said, I don't think this is the end of it. I think this is going to be a very interesting, especially now with the recent developments that's going on right now with the writers. This is going to be very interesting in the next, let's see if they're going to do this right, in the next two months, what they're going to do with him. I don't think, that, to me, I, I can see them getting him a way out. And if it's the way of a, a killing or something, because it might not even be that. It might be something else. But I think, for me, I'm looking at it as like, okay, this is going to be interesting because now, like, who, who all knows? 
I, th- I think the problem because, is kind of to what you're to, to, to saying. Here's the thing. Bill did some crap. He, he dipped, uh, what's his face, out of an uh, airplane. Bill mm-hmm. has done sh- shady shit. Woo! But the problem is Deacon is is, is, cow- is is running around saying he's reformed and he's being the best best version of himself for his yep. daughter. Look, what Bill did was wrong, but he, but Bill didn't, is, didn't pretend to be this goody yep. two-shoes for his daughter. and. All of this other stuff, and here's the thing, which in turn, like if something does happen, there's a domino effect because him getting um, her out of jail affected Finn and Steffi's, you know, we know she's on maternity leave, but what I'm saying is Steffi's mm-hmm. out of the country. Finn and, Finn and, uh, um, Finn and uh, Steffi's marriage is on the rocks because this lady's out of jail. Mm-hmm. Partly, I'm not taking, and I'm not taking John Finnegan off the hook. You could, I mean, right. you any, could. Any crime Sheila does is on him now. Anything Sheila doing, she it all goes back to that. Because, and this is why I feel vindicated, since because I've been sent to all those people that were screeching on spaces about, oh, this is Bill and Ridge's fault because the plan didn't work. I've been said we saw it in real time. They had their ducks in a row. Now we know. No, we'll see. Well, I mean, to me personally, I don't think because I can see. Obviously, Deacon's going to get blackmailed. This is how I'm saying it. That since Sheila overheard it, Sheila's going to use that to her advantage even more. And you're right. There's going to probably be something where Deacon is like, fuck, I shouldn't have done this. And to me, my issue isn't even that I think Deacon can survive it necessarily long term, give somebody a kidney or something, because hell, 50K flow did. But my issue is, why did we have to sacrifice this character for Sheila? And last thing before we go, um, I need so stop having these pivotal conversations in fucking public. <coughs> <laughs> did you not hear me doing day while I was conversation <laughs> in the middle of like, like this is ridiculous? Why would you have this conversation in the middle of a busy freaking restaurant? The, the same reason that Russ had the conversation problem. about Xander. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about bold right now. Like this is ridiculous. Like I need them to stop with this because it's ridiculous that Sheila will have this conversation. Um, with that Deacon had this conversation, it standing talking to a, a judge in the middle of a restaurant. So it's not that loud enough that Sheila can overhear the conversation. I mean, come on now, this is this, it's not plausible. And by the way, she wasn't even in disguise. You mean to tell me they didn't see her sitting there? And by the well, way, wouldn't that, someone question? And by the way, wouldn't any random person question why Deacon is having lunch with that particular judge? Again, it's the soap. It's the soap rule. Is that nobody has a brain? Come on now. Like again, somebody uh, could be hiding in the bushes, and you mm-hmm. see, and you see a hat, and it's like all of a sudden, it's like the bushes move. What was that? I don't know. So Tia, the DNA results came back. And Brody is the father. The tree moves again. It's like, come on now. Like, you mean you mean you mean Dick Van Dyke is John Black's father? Well, Dick Van Dyke oh, is yeah, not, but Timothy, Timothy is. Timothy is oh, not Dick Van Dyke. Timothy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Timothy. <laughs> he deserve John Black deserve everything coming his way for being such an idiot. I feel zero well, percent future sympathy for him. Yeah. He had a whole family reunion. Well, I mean, everybody, poor Andrew came out of. He came out of the closet to visit Minnie's granddad. I wait a minute. Can I just say I miss Christopher Sean on days. I 
even though it was a split, I was like, oh, Sean, the good child. Like, yeah, I miss you, buddy. Christopher, we want you back on Soul Party because we miss talking to you, too. So he was one of our faves. Good old days before he was before he was part of the Batman universe. Well, <laughs> stars are born here. So um, was that it for both? Yes, ma'am. I'm seeing All right. about now. So, okay, so here's here's the deal. We're going to do this. Okay. First and most, thanks to everybody for staying on with us in the chat room. If you listen to us later, hey, good morning. Um, I'm pretty sure Carrie's going to be on at 2.30 in the morning with Spaces. Tonight's topic, I don't know. Um, but in case you missed it, here's what's going on, Young and the Rustlers. Adam and Sally, next. Bone mm-hmm. the Beautiful, Sheila, what the heck is Finn going to do? Or General Hospital, Look, General Hospital, we've been waiting for this moment. We were worried that it was going to not happen, but, and it's funny because we we said it had to happen before the strike. Yes, yes. No, no, sweetie, we saw the, we saw the pictures. We got, we got it in Soap Opera Magazine. Sprinted Nation, you're Mm going to have the best week ever. And I'm going to say this right now. If ABC News cuts in, all hell is going to break loose. But the moment has arrived. Spencer and Trina will have sex this week on General Hospital, weekdays on ABC, yes. something something oh. with Carly and Valentine. Haters, haters, haters. On Days of Our Lives this week, the truth is going to be told about who daddy is who and how Zayn is going to react to Sarah's you know, paternity upset war. But... The real story of the day, of of right now, the writer strike is over. I've and the, the 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 and and the thing is, is that Tuesday is when they go back to work. They're going to sign everything. SAG is next, you guys. Let's let's go. Let's go. It's been a historical five months. This was unheard of. Crazy. So I'm going to say, and by the way, for Dave's fans who were wondering. The writer's strike material starts December, around Christmas time, into February. And slash a little bit of March. But that can now change because, well, <laughs> strike is over. <laughs> it's just weird saying that. I'm sorry, you guys. Um, so, again, congratulations to the WGA and everybody who was doing the strikes and whatnot. Congratulations to you guys. Again, our thoughts and condolences goes out to the to, to everybody who knew Billy Miller. Um, again, like we said, it's okay to not feel okay. 988 is the number to call if you feel a certain type of way. Um, also, Drake Holgerson's birthday is this Saturday. But I was just now told that I think it was yesterday or even today, Josh Taylor, who plays Roman, Harry, get ready for this. Is 80 years old. Happy birthday, Josh, Mr. Taylor. I, I, first of all, you look great for 80. I'm not going to front. Like, I guess everybody's getting older and looking great. So that's it. Um, again, we're going to say this. The world changes every single day. Stay tuned if there's any preemptions. I can say that not this week. But I think it's Wednesday and Thursday in October, the first week of October, 
General Hospital will not be seen because of baseball. I know. Get ready for the booze. Um, so that's all we have that's so far. Week, but with, that's, isn't that Tuesday huh? and Wednesday? That's, that's the following week. week. Oh, for the playoffs, no, yeah. The following week, playoffs. yeah, the following week. Oh, and I, and I got to check that's the schedule for the Patriots. We might have a night that, game next week, too. I got to check that. Yeah. So, and once again, to the Miami Dolphins fans, I still hear you guys wow. screaming. 70. God, damn. 70? That's unheard of. So until next time, America, stay well, stay blessed, support the soap. And once again, the strike is over with. We can now kind of breathe some kind of relief. Next up is the actors. We'll see you guys next week. On so far, when, when Jay is so excited about Sabrina having sex. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, y'all, y'all will be too excited about Sprinter having sex. A little bit creepy to me. You know, you know we're drowning him out. We're drowning him out. Bye, guys. Sprinter Nation. Sprinter Nation. Bye. Ready to reimagine your kitchen? Visit our Riverhead Building Supply Kitchen Design Showroom to get started on your new customized kitchen design. Our designers will walk you through ideas, styles, cabinetry finishes, and more. They'll help you to maximize your space, whether your kitchen is used for gourmet cooking, entertaining, baking, or as a hub for your busy family. Get started today at a Riverhead Building Supply Showroom. Visit rbscorp.com for locations. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.